Hey, listen. Is your mouth tiny and small? Then why don't you come down a little bit? Little bits. Where, where the food is tiny. It looks like regular food, but really tiny. You can put it in your mouth and eat it. Nothing gets stuck in your lips. It's just tiny and tiny and fits right in. <laughs> fits right in. Little bits. We got tiny of lasagna, tiny pizza, tiny pie. Mmm, little tiny fried eggs. Oh, shit. We got tiny people. Little bits. You hungry? Come on down. Little bits. Eat some shit, you stupid bitch. <laughs> Just kidding. Episode 108. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat. But it's all been done before. And we don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good it, toss it, good it, taste it, do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't erase it, let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over, counterculture, pushover, pop culture, leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said, leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this, pop culture, leftovers. Are, are, are you ready for the only podcast hotter than a human torch? It's Pop Culture Leftovers. Five, four, three, two, one. Hey, welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers, the only podcast that sounds even better the second day after it's been uploaded. I'm Brian. I'm Jason. I'm Jake. And we're, we're the, the leftovers. leftovers. All right, yeah. Welcome back to the dive bar of podcasting. I, you know, like the, the whole thing, like where I start off the episode uh, with uh, uh, the only podcast that sounds better the second day afterwards. But I, I'm, I'm not really liking that anymore. Yeah, you're not feeling that no now, more. You see, the thing is, like, when I did that like when we first started. Yeah. And it's like we don't really sound that better on the second day. I mean, honestly, on the first day we sound like shit. I, <laughs> I don't understand like why it would get any better the second day. It's like milk. You know, like, see, yeah, like, you know, well, I hope I'm, most milk that I have lasts longer than two days. I think, I think we're worse than milk is what well, I'm saying. Well, milk left out of the fridge. So, okay, so we're like, we're, we're bad dairy. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the bad dairy of podcasting. <laughs> like, even dairy can turn into cheese, Jake. Oh, that's true. It's a beautiful true. thing. Yeah. yeah. That so. takes a long time, though. It does. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's like us, you know? I don't know. Maybe maybe we should just say, uh, hey, welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting to hear the new catchphrase. That's pretty good. You like it? Yeah. I've yeah, yeah. been thinking about it. Makes sense. It makes no promises. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we could get sued for How about welcome shit? to Pop Culture Leftovers, the dive bar of podcasting? I don't know. Yeah, I know. But I've been saying that other thing for so goddamn long. It's just like it just rolls off the it's tongue. Like program, ah, exactly. Yeah. So... I don't know, man. Hey, um, <laughs> episode one hundred and eight. Um, wow. You know what? Let's let's find out how boring your weeks were. <laughs> this, oh, is the, this is the let's part not. part of the show, Jake. I know. Are you oh, good pop? Bad pop? Are you going to be talking about your BB eight? I can, yeah. Or you can talk about it right now. Yeah, I got the one hundred and fifty dollars Spiro BB eight this week. Yeah. I had to fight with the company on Twitter to finally get one. Jesus. Yeah, UPS lost it. They said it was delivered, but it was never delivered. The The shipping date was actually like, it was fucked up. It said it shipped on the 16th, but it arrived on the 11th. 
And I was like, did Marty McFly <laughs> fucking deliver my fucking BB-8? No, no, no. It was Joe Flaherty. He shows up at the end of Back to the Future 2. Okay. Remember the Western Union yeah, guy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so finally, I like had to screenshot my phone and like send him that picture to like yeah. get them to see that there's no way this fucking thing was delivered. And they were yeah. like, okay. We called – Spiro called UPS. They said the same bunch of bullshit. And they're like, okay, Jake, we'll send you another one. I almost, I honestly thought, like, because it was taking so long, I actually think that they were actually shipping these, they were actually remote controlling them to the homes. <laughs> like, they, they, they just, didn't make it very far. It just looked like, you know, it looked like a bunch of lemmings running down the road. <laughs> they'd go an hour and they'd yeah. have to st- put, put them back on the charger. <laughs> we're saving a ton of money, though, on shipping, guys. <laughs> what are all these fucking balls in the middle of the road? <laughs> But yeah, so I between between picking up dead squirrels, they're also like picking up you know busted BB-8 that have been run over and shit. The quality testing on the way to you. So yeah. sad. It's so sad. But yeah, so I finally got it. They ended up um, doing the expedited shipping to get it to me quicker because I was an upset customer. Yeah, and yeah, I, I'm you should have had this thing. It felt like. Probably like two weeks ago. Yeah, I mean, they, they told me three or four business days when, yeah. I, when I ordered it on Force Friday. Yeah, I would have ever. I would have expected you to have it just like a few days after Force Friday. Then. Yeah, I was flipping my shit. So it was direct from Spiro. Yes. Do you think you would have been better off like getting it through like Amazon or somebody else? Uh, Amazon wasn't selling them. Oh, really? Yeah, and they're okay. and they're only in certain retailers, and then each retailer only got three of each unit. Yeah, which was what scared me in the first place and made yeah. me want to get it just direct Online. from the website. Yeah, I was like, oh, I'll get it much quicker if right. I. Get it from the website, yeah, and, and yeah, we see how that worked out. So tell tell us about it, and maybe you know. Okay, we do have a rating system here on yes. pop culture leftovers, and usually I go over the rating system, uh, you know, as we're uh, going through good pop, bad pop. But you know what, Jake? I don't know. Has it, do you have? Have you had enough time so that maybe you can rate this thing? I'll rate it. Okay. Here's our rating system. The rating system is simple. If the leftovers don't like something, they toss it. If they do like something, they suggest you taste it. And if it's brilliant, it gets a Tupperware rating. If all the leftovers love it, then it gets the pinnacle of success, a Tupperware party. All right, so toss it, taste it, Tupperware, and uh, that's the rating system. Uh, Jake, your Sphero BB-8, talk to me about the the features and what you like, what you don't like. Well, just right off the bat, I'm going to give it a taste it. Okay. Um, I, I'd give it a Tupperware if I didn't have to give it so much fucking maintenance. Like, you have to constantly clean its head. Like, the ball rolls around, and then it's mm. picking up hair and lint and whatever, whatever, and right. then that's getting in the wheels of the head. Do you think that they'll they'll either team up with Roomba? And make Ooh. maybe make the you know make if the BB-8 <laughs> vacuumed my floor it would be it would be a Tupperware <laughs> yeah. 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 maybe even like a Swiffer kind of like thing you know what I mean yeah like change you change it so it has right. like ball replacements yeah. <laughs> I think it'd be great as a Roomba personally that, that would be awesome yeah. I've always kind of wanted a Roomba kids would be able to talk their mothers into it then too. <laughs> you know what I mean? you guys, Mothers approve. Yeah, I know. Do you watch Parks and Rec at all, Joe? Oh, yeah, I always think of DJ Roomba. You oh, know yeah. what I'm talking about? Yeah. Um, the character attaches a uh, iPod to his Roomba, and they like are always dancing around to the DJ Roomba. Oh, okay. Um, Aziz as as Nari, I think is that how you say his Aziz, name? Aziz, I'm sorry. Yeah, and yeah. He's like, DJ Roomba, go! And it's always <laughs> playing some like hip hop song and everything. Right. So I always think of that when I think of Roombas now. But yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, you control it with your phone through an app. Um, you can also do voice control too. And I I haven't played with that too much, but I didn't have much luck with it. I was like. 
go BBA, and then you just fucking take off like down the stairs and shit. And I'm like, no, stop BBA. <laughs> <laughs> I'm free. Yeah. <laughs> and so like I'm a little scared to do the voice control too much. Yeah. And then it's also supposed to like just explore. You can set it to explore. I thought you were gonna say explode. No, ex- <laughs> I was like, that wow. would be awesome. Holy yeah. fuck. Yeah. <laughs> BBA explode. <laughs> <laughs> But I, so I, I'm like, explore BBA, and it, it's supposed to just like do its own little thing and like hang out and everything. And it basically just wedged itself in between a chair and the TV stand and, and just got caught there within like 10 seconds of that mode. Awesome. So I was like, eh. yeah. It's pretty neat. One thing I really do like about it, though, is even when I tire of using it as like a remote control toy, it's got a really nice stand. And so it'll be just a real, like a real cool display item. Like, uh, yeah. Even though I'm, I don't want to use it anymore, it's still going to look like right. a neat knickknack sitting on the shelf. Yeah. Um, the exploding BB-8. Yes. On the flip side, it can be, it can be called the BB detonate. Oh, I nice. love it. I love it. Yes. Um, also, if you go on Etsy, there's a guy making, I think it's like $500 and he'll make you like a BB-8 and it's all painted up and shit and it oh, comes wow. like on its own stand. Wow. Little too expensive. Yeah. But it, it's it's like the size of an actual BB-8. Think Geek just came out with a uh, plush life-size BB-8. Okay. And it's going for 60 bucks on pre-order mm. right now. Yeah. It's pretty fucking huge. I didn't realize how big that thing was in the movie until I saw like... He's smaller though than R2-D2. Yes, yes. So... I um yeah. I bought a Star Wars. Force. Is it true Kenny Baker's not coming back for the second movie? I did not hear that yet. I didn't hear that. It's a rumor that's out there that they, that they're replacing Kenny Baker with another actor for Star Wars Episode Eight. Probably health issues, though. Hmm. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. yeah, I saw Kenny Baker at a con like six years ago, and he wasn't looking too hot then. Really, that so, sucks. Yeah, that does suck. I wonder if Peter Mayhew is going to come back then. God, he's not been looking hot for 20 <laughs> years. Shape, I've yeah. heard things like, you know, he's only in the scenes where, like, he's basically, like, standing, and then, like, all the other action scenes are, like, another actor. But I don't know. Wow. Huh. Like, when they're running and stuff. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't want to see a CG Chewbacca. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> yeah, no but yeah, I t- taste it for the BBA. Oh, Lucas would bring it to you if he was involved. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm sure. Ready. I'm sure. <laughs> Guys, are you sure you don't want to see a uh, CG <laughs> Chewbacca? I got one ready in the hopper. It's yeah, real, ready it's to fake. go. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to replace the Chewbacca from the classic trilogy with CG Chewbacca. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, um... So you're going to give it a taste? What yeah. about, does price factor in, too? Yeah, I mean, unless you're a huge Star Wars fan, then I don't think it's it's probably not worth it. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't help myself. It was Force Friday, and I was just, like, shitting money and blowing it left and right. And yeah. so You caught the fever. I did catch the fever. <laughs> Force Friday fever. <laughs> it, it, so that's a real thing. FFF. I still have it a bit. Yep. So. Oh, me too. Hey, yeah, speaking of which, I mean, have you guys been this excited for a movie in a long time? Like, this excited? No. Uh, not Probably not since fucking, like, Spider-Man 1. Yeah, yeah. Even higher than that, I would say. I don't know. I'd say the only movie that's ever gotten me this excited was probably Terminator 2. Yeah. I followed everything back in the day leading up to Terminator 2. I haven't been... This is this I, this this Force Awakens thing. Just just not even Phantom Menace had me this excited. Yeah, I was I was pretty there for that movie too. Spider Man One came out after Phantom Menace, right? Yeah, it okay, came out yeah. in two thousand two. Okay, that's definitely the last. Like Sam Raimi Spider Man, I remember I was like every step of the way, like following that shit. Right. I don't think there's been a movie since that and this that I felt like this for. Yeah, not Avengers, not fucking. No. I, I can't think of anything. Right. 
All right, moving on a little bit. Hey, Jay, how was your week? (laughs) (laughs) Pretty awful. Pretty awful week. Really? Been on the toilet most of it. Yeah, you were sick. Yeah, had had some kind of stupid flu. I'm glad that you're toughing it out and recording with us today, though. I'm pretty badass, if you guys didn't know. And humble. And humble. <laughs> <laughs> He's a badass, humble guy. He'll, t- he'll tell you himself. Yeah, yeah, he will. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, diarrhea, constipation. Jake, hey, Jake will you slice it. him off a piece of humble pie? <laughs> Yeah. I don't think I can eat that right now. Just don't, sh- just don't share any of that with us. Okay? We, we don't want any of the any of the flu. No, yeah, yeah. the shitter flu for me, please. Yeah, I haven't been sick in a while, so this is the first time in in a long, long time. Uh, it I've... seems like if you haven't been sick for a while, and you get hit by one of those things, then you get hit really. It's hard. depressing. I listen to a lot of sad music all week and <laughs> kind of cried. Like it, like Inya. Yeah. <laughs> he definitely had something in him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what you got in you, it's going to come out of you. <laughs> it was coming out of you earlier today. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Get a text message. Hey, come on inside, guys. I'm taking a shit. <laughs> <laughs> Left the door unlocked. <laughs> yeah, I, I felt uncomfortable. I still stood outside until Jay was done shitting. I appreciate that. That's very nice of you. Yeah. Well, I got the warning as soon as I hit the porch. Yeah. <laughs> Jake's like, yeah, Jay, Jay's in there taking a shit still. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we'll just wait out here. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> Speaking of Shit! Let's talk about shameful plugs. Yeah. Oh, nice. oh wait, we that that. See, I thought that was going to be. I, we're not going to talk about that now, but I just thought that that was like a good transition. Oh, it Aww. is. Yeah. It is a great transition to shameful plugs. It is, but we're still not talking about it. No, I just wanted to. I wanted. I didn't want to waste that transition. <laughs> <laughs> but on the flip side, it's like I'm not ready for said transition. All right. So all right. yeah, smart. Uh, yeah. Guess what? The leftovers are going to C2E2. It is official. We are going to go to C2E2. C2E2. I, this is going to be my first year going to C2E2. Nice. And so, yeah, it's going to pop my C2E2 cherry. Bust the cherry. And on the flip side, I'm going as a member of the press. Yeah. That's exciting. Yes. I got approved for a press badge. <laughs> Next up on the agenda is to get you guys hopefully approved for press badges. In the email, it says something like, you know, we can't promise you that you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Press badges will be given to everybody, but we're going to try. Awesome. So That's I'm going to be too be. legit to quit. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be wearing one of those like old school, like, uh, Clark Kent from like Christopher Reeves. <laughs> I hats. Yeah. hats. And yeah. then I'm going to have like the, the, the little, card, the card in there. Yeah. I'm going to look like, yeah, like a classic reporter. Pressy. I was thinking about that, <laughs> Bill, the Bill Hayer version of that guy where he's like always smacking the guy with the mm. microphone. <laughs> and instead, of, instead of, uh, instead of having like a portable recorder, I'm just going to have like a classic notepad. Oh shit. And writing shit down with pencil. Nice. So I hear you're doing yeah. Spider-Man, see? <laughs> yeah, what are you doing, eh? <laughs> you sound more like a gangster. Extra, extra. Extra, extra. Did you just like watch Newsies this morning? <laughs> what the fuck is going on there? <laughs> yeah, me too, actually. <clears throat> That's exciting, though. You got to be hyped for that shit. You did watch. You're a huge Christian Bale fan. Yeah. Yeah, you watched Newsies this morning. <laughs> what are you trying to say? <laughs> No, that's fucking amazing news, man. Yeah, yeah. Leftovers. Uh, you know what? Okay, honestly. Okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Fuck Wizard World. Oh, agreed. Because the Wizard World fucking, they've turned me down two years in a row. Oh, And yeah. so I was like, so, but I sent my application off to C2E2 before I got turned down for like Wizard World, I think. And uh yeah. 
And then I was like, I'm done applying for press. I'm like, fuck it, because I got turned down at Wizard World twice. And fuck you, Wizard World, you put on a shit show. You didn't want to go to that shit anyway. Yeah. Press or not. Press or not. Fuck Wizard World. So anyway, I sent it off to C2E2, and they were like, they, they approved me. Like, I got approval, like, uh, it took, it took a few weeks, but I, I got approval, and I was surprised. I was just like, holy shit. I couldn't believe it, and I just found out a few days ago. And uh, so they'll be sending me my press badge in the mail. Fuck yeah! <laughs> and so I'm gonna I'm gonna go there with like my portable recorder, and uh, hopefully you know be able to spread the word of pop culture leftovers. They, they, I think C2E2 made a huge mistake. <laughs> I'm sure they did. I'm, I'm sure a fucking did. leftover, and they gave you know what I, I did, you know we talked shit about that elasticity fucking. That article, where right? They, oh they, yeah, they called yeah. us one of the top nine pop. I sure as fuck sent it to him though. <laughs> oh yeah, nice, brilliant. Yeah. So that article helped. Yeah, helped a little bit because yeah, we got approved. So <laughs> oh, I can't wait to get the badge in the mail. So it's exciting. They haven't done much announcements yet on who's going to be there. Yet. You, you, no, they haven't. There haven't been any announcements really. I know like Rob Liefeld's going to be there, yeah. Ming Doyle, and some other artists and things like that. Brian, uh, was it Brian Bacheletto? Or is that, no, Francis Manipal. Oh, okay. I'm thinking uh, from Flash. He did Flash. Yeah. And, what, what else is he? He wrote Andrew Flash, right, for a while? He did Flash for a while. He's my favorite Flash artist. In, oh, like, he's great. The last, I don't know. He uses the, the actual, years. like, onomatopoeia as, like, physical effects. I, I, I love that. that. Yeah. I looked forward to that every fucking week, dude. Yeah. It was awesome. But, um... Uh, and I think, is he doing Detective Comics now? Oh, I didn't know about that. Art? Or yeah, oh. Art. Yeah, because I know he writes as well. Yeah. I'm I've more, heard his writing's not so great. It's not. Yeah. So, what were you going to say? You were going to say something about you. Well, you've been to C2E2. Yeah. I mean, um, it's in Chicago, so if any of our listeners want to go, you can meet us in Chicago. I'll be wearing, I'll be rocking that Pop Culture Leftovers t-shirt. Nice. That Pete Neen sent us. Yes, I'll be rocking that for sure. At least, at least one day of it. You said three. <laughs> you said three. I said it's going to be real stinky if yeah. it's all three days. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> If we can, we can get some washer dryer access, maybe. Three. Exactly, exactly. I'll for sure make sure I wear it on Saturday, if nothing else. The busiest day. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good time, though. I remember we went to Wizard World, and we're like, why did Wizard World become such a shit show this year? And then uh, we went to the first C2E2, and we're like, oh, this is why. Because C2E2 stole all their fucking thunder. Well, I mean, C2E2, I think, is more comic-heavy as opposed to, like, Wizard World is just like, hey, let's take a look at our Z-list celebrities that are going to show up. They have all that at C2E2, too, though. Yeah, I guess. But but they but they do have more. Don't they have more comics? No, I agree. They have more comics. But th- yeah. I don't think Wizard World trounces them on the fucking D-list celebrities either, though. Okay. I feel like they, they trounce them on all levels. Yeah. Panels, comic creators and artists, and fucking D-list celebrities. I wouldn't know. I haven't been, but I can't wait to go. I'm done. I think I'm done with Wizard World. Oh, yeah. They'd have to have somebody amazing show up to that fucking thing for me to go. Marvel and DC don't even show up to that shit anymore. Mm -hmm. So it's ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, man. All right, guys. Yeah, we're going to move on to... You know what? We didn't get any uh, iTunes reviews this week, so fuck you. Mm. Wow. Yeah, thanks uh, Thanks a fucking pant load. Did anyone else get any iTunes reviews, though? Oh, shit. There were there. <laughs> a ton of iTunes reviews that were written on behalf of Pop Culture Leftovers this week. <laughs> I did not think that this was going to take off, but apparently it fucking did. Jake, talk to me about Shameful Plugs. What, what, what is this whole Shameful plug thing? Shameful Plugs. Well, just last week, what was it? The Lost at Home podcast? Yeah. <laughs> po- posted an iTunes review where they basically just plugged the shit out of their own podcast. Well, no. 
didn't plug this shit. They just he signed it Scott from Lost at Home podcast. Uh-huh. <laughs> he, he, he didn't plug the shit out of him. Well, that's what we wanted to happen. <laughs> is we took that idea and we, we built on it tenfold. Well, ours is a little bit more like in your face. Yeah, it, it's shameful. We wanted people to go to some of the top podcasts out there and give iTunes reviews. You know, five star iTunes reviews. But they basically just hype us the whole time. Exactly. And so <laughs> some of our listeners, like, I'm going to give them shout-outs right now. And then I'm, I'm, I, I took pictures of some of them, so I'm going to go ahead and uh, fucking uh, read a few of them. Um, but, yeah, here <laughs> – Some good ones. Here they are. Uh, these, these are the contributors for Shameful Plugs this week. Scott Thomas Schuett, Finn, Deets Creek, at Crooked Mark, Mark with a C on Twitter – uh, Greg Caliente, <laughs> Zacharias McWhorter, Luther Shaver, Friday Night Fandom. See, even yeah, the, the, they, they, they can't. <laughs> That's they, like the triple. <laughs> they can't. They can't even do it under a goddamn name. They have to do it under their podcast name. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Just three podcasts in one iTunes review. God. That's a fucking something right there. It's almost like they're just like dropping their pants and saying, "Fuck me, please, <laughs> just fuck me." Uh, Josh Davis. <laughs> Christopher Stabel, um, David Isaac, Wayne Brunius, and our boy Pete Nain. Pete nice. Nain all contributed. And so let's see here. I got like uh, – What are some of the podcasts that we bombed on? Yeah. Uh, Greg Alenti hit up Serial. Nice. How oh, I love this. <laughs> he says, I was turned on to this podcast from Pop Culture Leftovers. Available on iTunes and Stitcher. <laughs> and it's a keeper. Tupperware all the way. On the Facebook, he said that he at one point he was thinking about dropping us as Hayes Killers. On the Serial podcast, I haven't I haven't listened to that for for people that that have listened to Serial, they're probably laughing their asses off right now, Jake. It's all about me. I'm, me, on the other hand, I'm just like what? The show's all about yeah. figuring out who killed Hay, and he was going to okay. say that we were the ones that killed Hay. Hey, hey, hey. It was Fat Albert. There oh. you go. There's your answer. I don't know. What Maybe Mushmouth. Who killed Hay? That's the girl's name. Oh, what? That's a great name. Yeah, She's that's Asian. A great name. Oh. Good writing. H-A-E. Hey, hey! I mean, that's a little redundant when you want to get her attention, right? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> what if what if you're on a farm and you see hay? Right. Then it's like, hey, hey, hey! <laughs> it's like... Yeah, it's a miracle she was the one killing people yeah. with all that kind of God. stuff going on. <laughs> hey! Hey! <laughs> Oh man. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Luther Shaver. Um, I, I don't know which one he hit up on this, but he says, "Here's his uh, shameful plug." Hi there, first time listener, first time reviewer. It's no pop culture leftovers. <laughs> the blueprint of podcast, <laughs> but it's highly entertaining. Keep up the great work. The blueprint. I know. I saw Wiley Coyote rolling out of. of <laughs> Yeah, Crooked Mark, he's like, uh, who, did he, who did he send this to? Uh, what does it say? Ted Podcast Situation, but I love me some pop culture leftovers. Sub, uh, check them out and subscribe on iTunes. Oh, who sent this one? It was a uh, Fat Man on Batman one. Oh, that's a good that one. was a good one, yeah. <laughs> Do you remember who sent it? No. Of course you Saw don't. You guys are fucking worthless. <laughs> yes. <laughs> True that. <laughs> I apologize. I don't know who sent it, but it's awesome. It's love the weekly banner on all things comic book and movies. Very insightful and fun like pop culture leftovers. <laughs> 
iTunes and Stitcher, no longer just about the bat, which may bring some people down. So, yeah, it was a four-star review for the old Fat Man on Batman. <laughs> wow. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, um, Luther Shaver back again with a vengeance here. And uh, he sends this one on stuff the, the Stuff You Missed in History Class podcast. It appears that Sarah and Dublina plagiarized I am... Is this... No, am I not reading the right thing? Um, this is a great podcast, and, it, and I give it four stars, but falls short of pop culture leftover status. I was actually reading a, a, a real review <laughs> at the beginning. Oh, that's funny. I was reading, <laughs> and it was a two-star. <laughs> hey, we've gotten a few of those before. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> we it love happens. them. We love them. We do love them. Uh, this one is Luther Shaver. This is, this is a great podcast, and I give it four stars, but falls short of pop culture leftover status. Keep up the good work. Um... Uh, here's another one he gives out. Uh, burr, 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 burr. And these made it. These people wrote them and they made it to their page. Right? I hope so. Okay. Uh, Greg Alenti wrote on uh, the Guys We Fucked podcast. Uh, <laughs> I wonder if either of these girls have fucked Brian, Jake, or Jay from Pop Culture Leftovers. Caliente is killing it with his. <laughs> Holy shit, we do have an iTunes review. Oh, no, there we go. We do have an iTunes review. I'll read that here in a little bit. Um, let me see. I, I, David Isaac hit up a bunch. He did a bunch of them too. Um, he did I'll, tell him Steve Dave, didn't he? Yeah, David Isaac. Yeah, I think he did. Shit. Um, who did Joel? Was it was it Wayne Brunius that did Joel Olstein? I, you know, the Christian. Yeah, yeah. Podcast guy. <laughs> That's awesome. Is it today my lucky day, or did Allah come early this Hanukkah? <laughs> This is one of my favorite shows to listen to, and I'm glad I came across it. Every week, Brian, the showrunner, consistently puts together a grade-A show. If you love crude humor and all things pop culture, you need to be listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. You can find them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Look them up. It's a great show. Pop Culture Leftovers. <laughs> I, love the, I love the reiteration. Yes. <laughs> Just in case you fuckers forgot. It's like a reading. You're reading. You don't need it twice, but there you go. Right. Oh, let's see here. I don't know. There's so many. There's so many. Where's I want to read the the last one from Wayne. Man, that shit blew up. Great yeah. job, David Isaac did a bunch. Maybe I'll I'll read some of his like next week. Oh yeah, here's one from uh, somebody did one for Joe Rogan's iTunes. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, it's called it's four stars. Listen to pop culture leftovers instead. <laughs> I started listening to this podcast, and I realized I don't even like Joe Rogan. <laughs> so I downloaded and listened to Pop Culture Leftovers podcast instead. It's the People's Podcast, and you're people, right? <laughs> Does it say that? Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, Wayne Brunius did this one on the Sesame Street podcast. <laughs> Pop Culture Leftovers is the best podcast on earth. If Pop Culture Leftovers was a cookie, and I was Cookie Monster... And this podcast would be all over my mouth. <laughs> One, haha. Two, haha. Three, opinionated asshats to listen to every week. And that's from Wayne Brunius. Wow. Uh, Wayne Brunius also hit up Healthy Births, Happy Babies podcast. <laughs> Wayne Brunius hit up some good ones. <laughs> and uh, to birth a healthy baby, forget about listening to Mozart and Tchaikovsky. <laughs> Just have your baby listen to an episode of Pop Culture Leftovers. They'll be the smartest baby in pre-K. <laughs> I agree. I agree. That's not, that one's not a lie. Next week, I'll, I'll, I'll read some of the others that you guys do. So that is Shameful Plugs. 
Um, I did promise an iTunes review, did I? Yes. Or did I not? Find uh, that iTunes review. I didn't think that we had one, but I guess we do. It's weird how they don't show them in the order that you get them. You have to, like, fucking hunt your reviews to find the new ones. Sometimes you do. Yeah. What is what is what is what are you doing there? What are you what are you doing? I'm, I'm talking to my phone right now. <laughs> fucking piece of shit. As long as it's not talking back. Yeah. Don't hit the Siri button. I don't have. That's how old my phone is. <laughs> yeah. I have an iPhone four without Siri because I don't want to lose my unlimited internet. You ever play with Siri? Do you have Siri? No, I got an iPhone three. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Siri, I want to fuck you. Look at that question. Well, I never. <laughs> 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 She's never. Siri, give me a blowjob. I don't know what you mean by Siri, give me a blowjob. <laughs> Siri, I'm going to kill you. I don't know what you mean. Oh, shut up. <laughs> they, they made, Siri used to be a lot more fun. You used to be able to ask Siri where you wanted to hide dead bodies, and it would bring up, like, list of, like, wooded areas and like garbage <laughs> boundaries and like wow. like for real for real and then like people were laughing about that and they like took it away on the last update uh, oh that sucks i know <laughs> they cracked me up though construction sites and shit wow. it's for real it like bring up a whole list of all the places near you wow and you, siri i just murdered someone by accident what should i do and it would pull up the list of everything <laughs> I don't even know how to say that. <laughs> yeah, how do you I know if people were actually using that? <laughs> I know. They should have kept it. Like, the FBI could use that to track people, <laughs> you know? A, that's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, here we go. Time for iTunes reviews. It's one star five. We don't give a fuck because we really want to yeah. hear just how much we suck. Someone asked if we were a part of IGN or something. <laughs> fuck IGN. <laughs> Whoa. I know. <laughs> All right. Yeah, this uh, first and only uh, iTunes review comes from Osiris Tattoos. Remember Osiris Gutierrez? Yep. He's our tattoo artist, buddy. Yes. Osiris, hey, man, hit us up, dude. I forgot. Do you have like a like an Instagram or like a um, deviant art page? Let me know. I'd be happy to, you know, shameful plug yeah. on our uh, I, uh, on our website. Or, or on our or on our uh, Facebook uh, or our Twitters on the uh, on the old interwebs. Yeah. Getting all Jersey there, making things plural. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's titled "Best Effing Podcast Ever." I couldn't possibly imagine a better podcast. I found this a few <laughs> weeks ago and cannot stop listening to the amazing banter between the leftovers and left outs. I recommend this podcast to anyone who wants to keep up with comics, movies, pop culture, and anything geek-oriented. Love it. Thanks to the crew and for not being PC and telling it like it is. Yeah. That's a great review. That is a great review. Thank you, Osiris. And yeah, I did actually I did post some of his uh, tattoos on our page. I've seen them the other night. Two weeks ago. Very fucking awesome. He's a great tattoo artist. Yeah, he's got... Yeah, he's done a lot of work. I mean, if okay, if you're gonna have a night where like you get drunk and you get one by accident... You're going to want Osiris to give it yeah. to you, yeah. right? Carrying hands. Car- well, yeah. Yeah. Sensitive. I, I think that's the name of his studio. <laughs> Carrying hands Carrying tattoos. Carrying hands tattoos. <laughs> that's like the like the pussiest name. <laughs> you know what I mean? Of any tattoo parlor ever. <laughs> yeah. You know, you've all, you've all, they all have bad It just shows names, hands. Don't they? Yeah. It's- <laughs> <laughs> Sterilized needles tattoo parlor. <laughs> Two hands. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! 
<laughs> oh uh, man. <laughs> You're listening to a stupid fucking show. (laughs) I just wanted to, I just wanted to remind you of that, people. But it's so amazing. I can't imagine a podcast being better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) All right. Moving on to, uh, we're going to move on to emails. Are we? Yeah. Here we go. Emails. (laughs) Let's, is, uh, is this Kevin's? No, I'm going to listen to this one. Oh, thank God. (laughs) Still the best. Universe. Yes. Motherfucker. Motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Emails this week. Um, You know, you know who sends me like the last minute email, like, like on my way here. Every, it never ceases to amaze me. Every time. Every, um, not every time, but I'd say, I'd say nine out of ten times. Who sends me like an email at the last minute on Sunday, right before we record? And I've already got my emails already put in the notes. So, like, in order for me to read this dude's email, I actually have to go into my email. Is it Brunius? Not Brunius. Okay. Not Brunius. How about Finn? Finn. It's fucking Finn. <laughs> there we go. It's fucking Finn. Fucking Deets Creek. Motherfucker. <laughs> Finn. Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Last minute emailer. <laughs> he needs his own bumper now. <laughs> Last minute emailer. All right, yeah, Finn. I'm gonna read you his first before I fucking forget it. Thanks for sending it at the last moment, you fucking procrastinator. That's what's going to get you killed in the Hunger Games. <laughs> well, that and 800 other things. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Finn's actually going to like get a cold that day or something. It's a good idea. <laughs> Finn's like the boy in the bubble. Like they, <laughs> He can't fucking leave or he's going to get something wrong with him. <laughs> Sup leftovers that that's that and left outs. I'm going to cut right to the chase and give you guys my weekly update. First, Lego Dimensions is a Tupperware. I spent about 45 minutes at a Walmart trying it out and absolutely love it. As a Lego fan, I love how it adds characters and themes that previously hadn't received the Lego treatment. And I am, am I am, and I am excited to hear Jake's thoughts on it, which you don't have on this week. You're going to give us a full good pop, bad pop review of uh, Lego Dimensions next week after you've had a little bit more time to to play with it. I had no time to play with it. Yeah. Motherfucker had a over five gig download to install to fucking play the shit, and like PlayStation Network was acting up, and yeah, so yeah. I just got a text that it actually finally finished installing like literally five minutes ago. No shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he goes on to say, I just read Shattered Empire and it's a Tupperware. That's the new, uh, it's the, it's the comic book for Star Wars that's leading us into The Force Awakens. Do you have that? I don't have it yet. It's on my pull list. Can I have your digital code for that? When I get it, because I have to have it shipped to me first. Okay. It'll ship next week. I'll probably have it by next show. Awesome. Yeah. Um, he says it's a Tupperware. I really enjoyed it. I tup- I also Tupperware Lando. So he he read the Lando Calrissian comic book and Tupperwares it. Yep. I thought it was great. And I don't like Charles Soul. I don't know if I'm going to fucking pick up Daredevil now. Is Soul doing it? Yes. Oh, fuck. After Wade, they're taking Soul on? Well, the thing is, it's like can- Soul is – Charles Soul was a practicing lawyer. Mm. And no, I didn't fuck him or didn't date him. <laughs> Yet. Yet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> but 
You know, uh, Charles Soule was a practicing lawyer. I think he, he's got his law. Um, he passed the bar. Okay. Uh, so I think he was a practicing lawyer and he was doing the She-Hulk book. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, She-Hulk being a lawyer. And then now he's, now they got him moving on to Daredevil. Hmm. And I know people that did like that She-Hulk book, but it's like, I'm not a big Charles Soule fan. No, me neither. So, and, you know, and you go from Wade to Charles Soule, I thought they were going to go a little bit more drastic. Yeah. You know, you because, lo- like, the way Wade was wrapping up the series, it was, you know, Wade always had a little bit more light-hearted, fun kind of daredevil, and I thought that, you know... The Who's Soul's of- artist, do you know? I don't know. Because I'm a huge Chris Somney fan, too. Oh, yeah, so that too. really that really made that book. Mm-hmm. Yep, I agree. And, like, all the artists that they got, like, in the interim to kind of, like, replace him for a little bit... Oh, like, agreed. ...were great. I mean, they had Fran- Francesco... Did they have Francesco Frankenstein? I believe they did. They had, an issue or two? They had Riviera. Yeah. They had uh, Marcos Martin. Marcos Martin, yeah. Yeah, I, pretty much. There wasn't any bad drawn issues of the Daredevil book. Yeah, yeah, so... Did I finish his fucking email? Finn? <laughs> Jesus Christ. You're, you're just yabbering. Ah. <laughs> Thank you guys for providing us with weekly entertainment, your loyal, scrawniest listener, Finn. <laughs> He's embracing it. Yeah, he is. <laughs> He's got no choice. <laughs> yeah, I, I wasn't going to stop, so he might as well help me out. Still growing. <laughs> yeah. Next email comes from Riker XL. He's sent us emails before. Yeah. Yep. Riker, what, the extra, is that extra large? Riker XL, yeah. XL, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hey there, gang! (laughs) (laughs) I'm an idiot. We're a gang. Hey there, gang! So now that Shocktober is upon us, sounds like a radio DJ, doesn't he? Yeah. Shocktoberfest. You know what I mean? Shocktoberfest. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Shocktober. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's ridiculous. Yeah. Or maybe that's a bad joke if, like, somebody's brought into the ER right. after they've been electrocuted. Yeah. Well, it's, it's officially shocked over. Isn't it? <laughs> wow. You can see, see what I did there? It's <laughs> like a Saturday Night Live sketch. Insensitive doctor guy. You know? God. Insensitive doctor man. Adam Sandler would be like, oh, it must be shocked over. <laughs> wow. I'm applauding that Adam Sandler impersonation. It's like you thought about that one. <laughs> Look at me. I'm electrocuted. <laughs> that was like Yoda meets Adam Sandler. <laughs> I did like, uh, what did he do? Like, what did he do? Like, like the cheap costumes for kids. He's like, uh, he, remember that on SNL? He did that character, oh. and he'd like he'd be like, "I'm like I'm like no arm." He had like oh, tiny yeah. hands. Oh yeah, hands okay. I, I remember. I got tiny hands. I yeah. always remember. <laughs> I, I always remember opera. Uh, or, no, he like like I, I, oh, opera man. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm really not remembering the sketch, so I'm not going to try to. <laughs> and I'm, Canteen Boy. That uh, was another one. I was. Oh God, with fucking Alec Baldwin. <laughs> yes, yes. Very uncomfortable humor. <laughs> it was great. Loved it. Anyway, Riker Excel. So now that Shocktober is upon us. <laughs> Shock through the hall. <laughs> we need like when you say Shocktober, we need like morning morning radio DJ sound effects. Shock, yeah. Shocktober. <laughs> 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 I 
used to remember like um, when it was September though. The fucking like uh, what was it? Rock 106 used to be like September. September. Fucking Led Zeppelin. Creative geniuses they were. September. September. And they had Rocktober. Yeah. Rocktoberfest. Rock- Rocktober. They played two songs back to back from the oh, same artist. ACDC. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, let me start this email over again here. Right. Hey there, gang. So now that Shocktober is upon us. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was curious as to what your favorite scary movie or scary movie franchise is. For me, I have to break out Halloween 1 and 2, the originals, not the rest of that garbage, and watch them outside of my <laughs> lanai after yeah. the sun goes down. I have no idea. Is that like a Davenport or something? How do you spell it? L-A-N-A-I. Wow, shit, dude. You, you watch... You watch them outside of something I have no idea. My lanai. Your lanai. Riker, what the fuck? Shocktober, lanai, what's next, man? (laughs) Are you looking it up? I'm looking it up, yeah. You're looking it up. I'm going to finish the rest of this email while you're looking it up. Classic scary shit that kept me up for weeks when I was a kid. Trick or treat is also fun as we get closer to All Hallows' Eve. It's one of the few movies to have that Halloween vibe that makes me feel like a kid again. Let us know. So, yeah, we're going to, I guess, yeah, he wants to know what our favorite scary movie or scary movie franchise is of all time. Okay. It's tough. I'm, I'm there. You're there? Yeah. What Did you look up Lanai? Yeah, it, it, nothing. <laughs> it's not L-I-N-A-Y? No, L-A-N, uh. Jesus, fuck, L-A-N-A-I. <laughs> Yeah, we're still looking up this fucking word. I feel like this is like the milieu episode. You guys, you guys weren't on that one. <laughs> one of one, some, I read like I was reading some fucking news article and somebody used the word milieu. I didn't even, I'd never seen it before. Yeah. I didn't even know how to pronounce the fucking thing. Me, <laughs> still, still nothing. It's not real. It's a fucking typo. Then <laughs> it's an island in Hawaii. Holy shit! You own a fucking island. It's tight, right? You can call it Shocktober. You can call it whatever yeah. the fuck you want to. Let's hang out in your fucking island. Yeah, no shit. Invite us over. We'll podcast from the island. Yeah. Riker, where's our invitation to the fucking island? <laughs> fuck. You guys got a uh, favorite sh- scary sh- movie? Shocktober is coming up. <laughs> <laughs> we should be on this island, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> and, oh, hold on. He says, for me, I have to break out Halloween 1 and 2, the originals. And watch them outside of my lanai. L a n l a n a i. Yeah, that's his lanai. Way. He's got. I'm gonna watch him out. I'm gonna. I'm watching him outside of my fucking lanai. Ask Siri. She might know. What too. the fuck is lanai? No, she's not gonna know. <laughs> Siri, what the fuck is in a, a lanai? <laughs> <laughs> Siri yeah. don't know either. She's horrible. All right, guys. Uh, Jake, I'm going to start with you, sir. What is your favorite scary movie and or scary franchise? Well, I, my scary, favorite scary movie is The Exorcist, hands down. Um, and as a franchise, I really love Exorcist Part 3. Exorcist 1 and 3 are golden to me. Mm. Exorcist Part 2 is like the shitter. It's like the Halloween 3... Season of the Witch of the franchise. Right. But one in three, I love. I, I usually try to watch them once a year. Okay. Jay. Uh, <clears throat> I, I'd have to say Event Horizon is my favorite 
Oh, good pick. Um, scary movie slash... sci-fi horror, yeah. Yeah, slash horror film. I also would have accepted, like, I would have accepted fucking Jaws or even fucking Alien, mm. honestly. Oh, yeah, yeah, I like both of those as well. Yeah, those yeah. are two of my favorites, too. Oh, man. Um, my favorite scary movie of all time, it's a B-rated fucking scary movie. It's uh, Night of the Demons. It's mm. got everything I want. It's got uh, fucking high school kids in a house... Trying to have sex, having a party, and one by one they get possessed and start <laughs> killing each other. I fucking love it. Night of the Demons. My sca- my favorite scary movie franchise by far is Puppet Masters. Oh, I, I love Puppet I Masters. I think there was like seven or eight of those fucking movies where the little puppets are going around. Fucking you got Pinhead, you got uh, uh, Leech Lady, fucking uh, – what is it? I don't know. Uh, screwdriver. The Screwdriver Drill Bit. I swear part four is called like the final chapter and they did like five more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was Hook. Yeah, Hook. And uh, fuck, man, there's so many. Yeah, Six Shooter. Yeah, multiple yeah. arms. Yeah, I love fucking Puppet Masters. Jake, are you needing a break, man? Ooh, yes. Are you? Yeah. All right, we're gonna we're gonna take a break for Jake. <laughs> a break for Jake, guys. It's Shocktober. We're gonna take a break for Jake. We'll be right back. I wanted you to do the shock noise. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, let's do this over again. Hey, guys, it's Shocktober. We're gonna take a break for Jake. <laughs> <laughs> We're back, uh, Jake. How you feeling? You feeling, Jake? You're not feeling too good. What's I'm, going on? I don't know. I just got hit all of a sudden with like got real hot and my stomach's bothering me. Yeah, I'm gonna try to hang in there though. Good, stick it out. Yeah, hopefully you can. Yeah, it's like uh, I don't know if we need to consult WebMD or like, probably what, what you got to do here. Uh, I'm not a hypochondriac, but that shit always makes me feel worse. <laughs> like if I try to Google what's wrong with me, you have AIDS. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> But I have all the same symptoms. <laughs> oh man, AIDS humor. It's always good. It's me every time. Crowd pleaser. <laughs> yeah, it is. Big time crowd pleaser. People love it. Big fans of AIDS humor. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get back to these emails. Hey, did Did you see the email thread that I had going on with uh, one of our Twitter followers who, who loves the emails? Oh, I did. Darth yeah. Atheist. Yeah. Yeah. Big fan of the making 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 suggestions. Begging for us to Begging. put the emails at the put, end of the podcast. Put them, the end, put them at the end. And I just basically told him, just you know what, listen to somebody else. Yeah. Because <laughs> you know, he, stop, ain't, he ain't going stop nowhere. Stop trying to fuck with my format. Stop changing the format. Jesus Christ! Yeah. It's when you act like there's no fucking substantial. Nothing substantial out of the emails. That right. just that annoys the piss out of me because yeah. it's a fun conversation. We get it's the only way that we get to talk with you. It's mm-hmm. the only fucking way. It's the that's what separates. Like you hear every other fucking podcast out there reading their emails. Do they know the names of their listeners? Do they do they do they they talk about them like like you know like they like they know them? No, they don't. We talk about Finn. We talk about Dan West. We talk about all these fucking people. Yeah, we insult all our listeners. We, we insult everyone. <laughs> yeah. 
fairly. No, no, the other podcasts, I don't listen to any of the podcasts where they do that too often. No. You never. know what I mean? No, not every episode like, for well, sure. Whoa, 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 whoa. We got to change it for Darth Atheist, though. <laughs> got to change it for him. Got to change the whole fucking format. Read him at the end. Yeah. So he can just stop listening. Darth Atheist. He doesn't believe in God. He doesn't believe in email. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't well, believe in fast forwarding. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he it's a chore. He doesn't know when. You know, sometimes the email segment's this long, and Trust sometimes me. it's that long. The more people bitch, the longer the emails are going to get. Hell, I'll fucking email. I'll email myself. Yeah, I'm going to send an email. Hey, Brian, it's episode. it's you. <laughs> Fuck that Darth Atheist guy for pissing and moaning. Right? Am I right? Signed your loyal. You, yeah, <laughs> Darth Brian. Oh, Darth Brian. He's one of my favorite listeners. He's great. I love it when he sends emails. Oh shit! He just sent another one. <laughs> He's worse than Ben. <laughs> All right. Next email comes from Andrew Curtis, and I know that name from uh, Facebook. Mm-hmm. And uh, Andrew, uh, he says, "Hello, Brian." Spells my name wrong. Thank you. <laughs> Andre. Did he do brain? Thank you, Andre. Andre. No, B R Y A N. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So you're you're Andre now. No, he's Andrew Curtis. Hello, Brian, Jake, Jay, Frank, and Dave. Greetings from Australia. I'm a longtime listener, first time emailing. Huge fan of the show. You guys are fucking awesome. I've been enjoying all the Ben Mendelssohn praise since your Sense8 Bloodline episode. I wanted to ask if any of you have seen any of his Australian movies or any movie in general starring Ben Mendelssohn, and if so, what did you think? I did not see any of that. No. Yeah, I'm either. not privy to the Australian footage. Yep. <laughs> well, I mean, a lot of actors are coming out of Australia now for, true. for a long time. Uh, you know, uh, Hollywood uh, was the place to, to film your movie. And then with the uh, – it, it was more expensive to film your movie in Los Angeles. And so a lot of studios kind of like picked up and started filming in Australia because mm-hmm. it was a lot cheaper, a lot of like uh, a lot of uh, tax breaks or whatever. I don't know. And so while they're there, they're also discovering Australian talent, which you know brought a, which led us to finding out about Hugh Jackman and uh, uh, Heath Ledger and uh, Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, um, and of course now Ben Mendelsohn. Um, I have not seen anything else that he's been in either. Who does he play in Dark Knight Rises? Uh, he was one of the guys at the bank. Okay. I believe. No, 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 he was not. He was not. He played the the lackey for that one fucking, uh, he was a villain. Selena Dark- Kyle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. He I was, was in the bar where she was... Not a huge role? No. Uh-uh. No, not a huge role, but he was in it. Okay. Yeah, and then I was thinking of William Fickner in the bank. Yeah, right, yeah. right. Uh, he says, I've always been fascinated with the type of roles Ben plays. He is often a mysterious outsider with a dark side. I would recommend seeing the following movies starring Ben Mendelsohn to give you guys, uh, to you guys and the Pop Culture Leftovers Army. Animal Kingdom, Beautiful Kate, Metal Skin, The Year My Voice Broke. Hmm. So those are the movies that he would recommend us seeing. I will see if any of those are on Netflix. Um, I'm Mississippi Grind comes out 
I think like next weekend or yeah, that's the Ryan Reynolds Ben Mendelsohn movie. It is a gambling movie. Ben Mendelsohn's like a gambling addict. Mm, that looks really good. It looks really good. So I want to see that one. Uh, each one, in my opinion, is a Tupperware. I hope you can find access to these online or at a DVD store. Uh, thanks for all the great hours of content you put out each week, and the respect you show your listeners is amazing. Fuck you, listeners. <laughs> Oh, God. I'm looking at Ben Mendelsohn's IMDb. I'm sorry. Cheers, Andrew Curtis. Cheers. Uh, and it makes me groan when I see Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Uh. <laughs> it, should, it should be. No, they have to put Star Wars in there somewhere for people I, to know, though. I just like the anthology a lot better. It should say Star Wars anthology film. Yeah, uh, the Star Wars story. It's it sounds – yeah, it sounds stupid. P.S. Brian, I love the bumpers on the show. I'm often whistling the theme song when doing how uh, doing the housework, and every time I grab a newspaper, I hear this news is gangsta as fuck, yo. <laughs> That's hilarious. It's cool. Uh, thank you, Andrew, and thanks for listening in Australia. That's awesome. Yeah. All right, Josh Davis. Hi, leftovers and outs. I'm writing to offer myself as tribute to. Uh, it's a pop culture leftovers Hunger Games email. Whoa. Them left outs have been left out for quite a long time yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know who they are anymore. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> who? yeah. Gary? Is that one of them? Yeah. <laughs> Gareth? Gary was hilarious. <laughs> uh, I miss Gary. Yeah. He had a really cool laugh, Jay. <laughs> Good report. That's a goddamn annoying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right yeah this email comes from josh davis i'm writing to offer myself as a tribute okay hunger games do we need to explain this every week what it is no i made a joke about the hunger games and like now we're gonna have like yeah whatever we don't ever get new listeners we're good yeah listen yeah exactly (laughs) we're never getting new listeners but anyway he's offering himself as a tribute to jason oh as someone who spent many years working in record and bookstores, I can relate to the guy. And come on, fucking Tupperware that laugh. I'm a published novelist and an award-winning journalist, giving me plus ten linguistics and the power to psych out the other contestants using more verbal acrobatics. <laughs> you are fucked, Yeah, man. that doesn't sound good. You are, you are so <laughs> fucked. Between... <laughs> Between this, between this guy and Finn, he's gonna talk you out of it. You know, like seriously, Pete Neen's gonna fucking cut this guy's tongue off and then fucking feed it to him. Yeah, we're gonna give Jay. We were gonna give him three, but now we're giving him four. <laughs> God, Jay gets four tributes to R two. I'm still not worried. I'm I'm only five eleven, 160 pounds, but I have incredible speed. Oh, thanks to my track days. And deceptive toughness. <laughs> deceptive toughness. I love that. I love that. Right there with you, man. Who just saw that coming? <laughs> Once after drinking a dozen rum and cokes at a local bar, I talked a bouncer friend into reenacting Fight Club in the parking lot after closing time. He was a foot taller and a hundred pounder, a hundred pounds heavier than me, and admittedly, he picked me up over his head and threw me. <laughs> Wow, the human javelin, Jay's tribute. I wish Jay would let us know when he thinks something's funny. (laughs) 
You know yeah, what I mean? I can never tell. I can never tell either. It's just like... He's Jesus. like a stone wall over he is. there. He is. It's like, man, if something's funny to Jay, Jesus, let us know. Because <laughs> it's... It's... I don't know. It's beyond me. Yeah, loosen when, up, Jay. Laugh yeah. a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Quit being so prissy over there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, he gets fucking thrown here in this story. <laughs> so, yeah, he gets picked up and thrown like a fucking rag doll. Well, Finn ain't throwing him. That's true. <laughs> but I quickly rebounded and landed a choice uppercut, knocking him out instantly. Bruce Banner, eat your heart out. Sounds like the, <laughs> sounds like a 12 rum and coke memory to me. Yeah, that sounds like bullshit. <laughs> it's shocking. Did it happen in Shocktober? (laughs) (laughs) I never knew my father, meaning I was either created by the force or my dad is an alcoholic in Houston. (laughs) Once again, Jay, let us know if you think something's humorous. Please, sir. Jay. Getting all the best tributes. Always always holding back. Either way, Darth Sidious is my favorite Star Wars character, and after studying his teachings, I've learned the ways of the dark side. You have a weapon? I have a goddamn Force Lightning. Another another, another, another guy just making shit up. Yeah, another 12 Roman Coke stat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, shit, I remember Darth Vader picking up fucking the Emperor and throwing him into a fucking... <laughs> agreed, agreed. Uh, I'm also proficient with a lightsaber, should the need ever arise. Lightsabers aren't real. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Four years ago, I interviewed Randy Newman for a local newspaper, and after taking, uh, after talking about playing the singing bush in the Three Amigos for 15 minutes, he taught me how to shape shift, which gives me incredible sneaking powers. (laughs) This guy is full of bullshit. Yeah. I have repeatedly endured eight hour council meetings without food or water. And I managed to somehow survive my ex-wife's lawyer, who made Heath Ledger's Joker seem like a puny Marvel villain in comparison, (laughs) meaning I can both defend well and regenerate. (laughs) No one will see me coming. I'm fast, deceptive, intelligent, resilient, and strong in the force. To prepare for the pop culture leftovers Hunger Games, I've already shaved Harmon's beard and blocked Pete on Twitter. (laughs) Jake will likely end up picking two Funko Pops instead of actual listeners. (laughs) Meaning the contest is already all but over. Hell yeah. Thanks for everything you guys do on the podcast. It gets me through the week. I can't say enough nice things about all of you. Now bring it the fuck on. All those nice things. Yeah. (laughs) Josh, you're the most delusional listener listener we have. I love it. (laughs) Love that guy. You would love it. (laughs) So Jay, Jay, you've got you've got how many how many people have have given their allegiance to you yet? Two. You got two. Yeah. So you got Josh. So right now you're kind of like you're not even making a decision. Like your 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 decision's made for you. (laughs) I have no choice. Josh is going to be standing there like I'm invisible. You can't hit me. People are just going to hit him. (laughs) First they're going to pick him up and throw him. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That seems to be the thing to do. Which he's resilient to. 
picking up and being thrown. He's resilient to that. Well, it depends. Okay. <laughs> no, well, but he's he's not. You can. Okay. Once my tributes know that you can pick him up they and throw him, yeah. they're going to throw him into an interesting place. <laughs> and, then our, and then our tributes are going to shape shift him into a bloody mess. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I'm so fucked. Yeah. You are fucked. <laughs> You're going to need perfect fucking sixes and all your dice rolls, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Next email uh, starts off. It's uh, what's up, leftovers? Matt Puckett here, a.k.a. Matt Fuckett. So Matt Fuckett oh, Puckett. Puckett. We got another email from Matt Fuckett Puckett. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Degrading himself. Just wanted to. Just Sounds want- like a J tribute. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think it was, it was his first email that he sent us. And he said, my name's Matt Puckett. And I said, that almost sounds like fuck it or something. Yeah. Thinking it I, did. Yeah. Thinking I'm funny. Oh, yeah. Puckett, like, fuck it. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Easy comedy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. But low-hanging comedy. I'm sure comedy. he's never heard that before either, yeah. right? Low com- low-hanging comedy fruit there. I just, had to, I just had to pick it. Matt, fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck it. Just wanted to drop you guys a line saying that I am still loving the podcast and haven't missed an episode since I began listening over a year ago. It's great keeping in touch with you, Brian, on Twitter, even if it is just about random shit and movie news, or to give you my opinion about comics. Jake, keep those unboxing videos coming. It's hilarious watching you open them and think to myself, oh, God, Brian is going to lose his shit on all these baby toys. (laughs) Also, I love the DC animated movie reviews you've been doing. Damn, that Wonder Woman movie is good. Jason, your laugh rocks, and everyone who thinks otherwise can blow it out their ass. One last thing. I was wondering who you, who your guys' ideal lineup would be for the Justice League movie. He's not asking for casting. He's just asking, like, what characters would we want in a Justice League movie? Hmm. Uh, I am a huge DC guy, and it's pretty important to me that these characters get done right in the movies. Jake talked last week about his passion for the Fantastic Four and how he has been collecting them his whole life and wants to see them done right as well. That is how I feel about the Justice League and DC in general. These characters have meant a lot to me my entire life and i think they deserve just as much success as marvel anyway this has gone on long enough yes it has <laughs> have Agreed. a good one guys and keep up the great work matt from nebraska what the fuck is in nebraska middle of nebraska nothing nebraska <laughs> nebraska i saw that movie it was a good movie great movie yeah, will movie. forte and bob yeah. odenkirk yeah it was great fucking killed it great mm-hmm. movie nebraska state itself i don't know yeah couldn't tell you one way or the other dust land <laughs> anyway who would you who would your ideal justice league team be i want to see all the big hitters i want i want the superman the batman the wonder woman the flash the green lantern the aquaman the, the martian manhunter yeah. So okay, so you are throwing in Martian Manhunter. Yes. All right. I would also throw in Martian Manhunter. All right, Hawkman, Hawk Girl. I would throw in Hawkman. Mm, I could leave them. Yeah. Nothing against Hawk Girl, but I would throw in Hawkman for sure. Mm, I could I could leave them just for this. I don't want to make it too much. Mm-hmm. No cyborg though for me. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, I could do without cyborg too. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. He just he just wasn't a main character for me ever, you know. So Agreed. Agreed. I might be behind the times, but I'd be fine well, if they, I'd rather have the Cyborg movie first and then join the Justice League second. Do it. Yeah. No, do a Teen Titans movie include Cyborg. Teen he Titans. Can, Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, for sure. Not in the Justice League though. Agreed. So I want all the big stars. Yeah, and I include Martian Manhunter as one of the big stars. Like yeah. to me, he's the one that is like. The Hawkeye of the Justice League, the one that doesn't have his own book but is still in the big the A team. 
You know, he's one of the he's one of the coolest things and like storyline. Like he'd be a cool person to introduce. Like nobody really knows he's coming. Bring him in, and then he has this whole other you know backstory to him as well. Worst weakness ever, though, right? Yes, fire. Fire. Yeah. yeah. A lot of DC characters. Have Beavis that and problem. Butthead could defeat him. That's basically <laughs> yeah, what they've said. True. I mean, in Golden, Golden Age Green Lantern's weakness was fucking the color yellow. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, which Which of the Green Lanterns was uh, their weakness is wood? <laughs> oh, I don't, I'm not sure. Which one was it? There's one of them that their weakness is wood, right? It's, yeah, I, I think that's correct. Another one of the Golden Age characters. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't remember that one. Yeah, the Golden Age is wood. Maybe Silver Age is the yellow shit. Frank gets a boner and they run away the other direction. <laughs> so wood. Yeah, Frank would appreciate that. <laughs> Who? I, I, you know, I'm I'm gonna have to agree. I don't know if I, I honestly I would I would I would not include Hawkman or Hawk Girl. Yeah, me neither. Um, trying to think if there's anybody else that I would throw into that lineup. Yeah, I was trying to think of that too. Flash. I included yeah, Flash. Of yeah, okay. the big hitters, man. Yeah. Yeah. Flash, Aquaman, Wonder Woman. Yeah. Superman, Batman, Green Lantern, Martian Manhunter. Yeah. That, that's me. Yep. Martian Manhunter is where I cut it off. Yep. Right there. Exactly. Yep. And I like the idea of playing him off as maybe a villain and then joining the Justice League, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, him kind of being the catalyst for the creation of the Justice League in the first place. Yeah. I like that storyline. Yeah, I can't. I can't really think of anybody else, but yeah, I would include Hawkman just because I I've always enjoyed Hawkman and his his backstory too would be interesting to add. You know, just this man out of time kind of concept, but maybe for a sequel. Yeah, yeah. same for the sequel. Next email comes from Eric Marable. He's the guy who sent us the cock block. He likes to draw pictures of penises. He does. He does. Yes. Eric likes to draw pictures of penises. Marable sends us an email. Hello, leftovers. I have already offered tribute to Frank. I hunger only for the new meat to barbecue or smoke. <laughs> what? I don't know. I'm just guys. I'm just reading here. All right. I assume he's talking about cocks. I hunger only for the new meat to barbecue or smoke. Daryl might hunt and eat squirrels, but I am a little bit of a big deal around these parts when it comes to cooking up delicious meat, even if it has to be. Rex Quando, wannabe has-been ex-merchant marines that all these recent tributes are. I have seen Doomsday Castle. I'm not scared of ex-military dudes. Jacob Harmon is more of a threat. He's actually the only threat out there. But <laughs> since then, I recant my tribute to Frank and offer it to Jay. What? To no. fight alongside... <laughs> are you crazy? To fight alongside Finn. Okay. <laughs> He is small, agile, and even perfect bait. <laughs> Not bait in the weak sense, but bait as a velociraptor or one of the children of the corn. Okay. He may be viewed as scrawny, but he, no, we, no, we view him more as a pussy. <laughs> right? Right? Right. A Correct. scrawny pussy. Correct. Okay, there we go. Fan, I'm fucking with you, dude. Come on, I gotta keep it humorous here. <laughs> he may be viewed as scrawny, but he can sneak and hide and cause overconfidence in his adversary. He would be the perfect partner. Oh! <laughs> I just another canteen boy scenario going on here. <laughs> <laughs> no Finn and Eric getting a little close. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be drawing any pictures of Finn, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> Huge cock. <laughs> <laughs> 
Jay, sorry. You're not helping <laughs> yourself there. Don't make it overproportionate. Oh, yeah, this is my team. I will list <laughs> I will list my skills. Some bullshit made up or overblown like I know some of these tools have done. I played several scenario paintball games and 24-hour games in the woods as well as rec games with Boy Scouts, military, and ex-military players. My stealth has been uncanny, picking off players with range, suppression, and even surprise bunkering. (laughs) (laughs) That was a great laugh. Hashtag surprise bunker. <laughs> I love that term. Surprise. <laughs> you just got bunkered. <laughs> that was like, uh, that was the uh, failed version of punked. <laughs> Before it was punked. The, the 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 show that didn't make Surprise it the bunker it, it didn't no it didn't make it the pilot was uh, bunkered that <laughs> <No>, was <laughs> you've been bunkered you just Ow! surprisingly <laughs> yeah whoa <laughs> oh wow Woo, I just got bunkered <laughs> surprise bunkering there we go in woodland paintball it's Hold on. In woodland paintball, it's not exactly expected. I have wilderness shelter building skills from my time as a scout and outdoor minimal supply and backpacking times. I can purify water and identify foods for nourishment to keep my edge in strength. (laughs) (laughs) Purify water. That's drinking it and then peeing it. And fuck. Finn ain't going to need much, so I can easily assist him while he backs me up. I'm a scanner, so I can blow up fucking brains like Michael Ironside has no business. Like Dr. Doom. I can set up booty... Booby traps. <laughs> booty traps. Oh, shit. <laughs> some surprise awesome. wow. bunkery booty traps. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like some booty traps. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Hey, you need trap a, that booty. Need a piece of ass? Yeah. <laughs> Here's a booty trap. <laughs> <laughs> That's the real surprise bunkering, the booty trap. Yeah. Surprise, you just got booty trap bunkered. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he can set up booby traps with ease. From a, he's watched Goonies, so apparently he can set up booby traps. Booby traps. He's just like da- Data. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was racially insensitive, Jay. <laughs> I can set up booby traps with ease from alarms, traps, or alternate location distractions. Wow, I don't even know what that sentence means. <laughs> you lost me too. Yeah, go back to drawing cocks, Eric. It's all pretty technical. I can set up booby traps with ease from alarms, traps, or alternate location distractions. <laughs> what? Can, can you? Can someone explain that sentence to me? No. Alternate no, like, location. Seriously, I, I'm reading these things, and like, I'm not going to move on to the next sentence and not call this out because right. I have no idea what the fuck that last thing is talking about. Right. Hey guys, guess what? Here's one of my skills. I can set up booby traps with ease for alarms, traps, or alternate location distractions. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's like, Does that mean like I don't the, know there's what's a like going a, on. like like he's got like a trap? Like they're here. Yeah. But like. I've set it up so that you're going to go to this alternate location. Right. He, like, throws a, a rock, uh-huh. and you're like, what? Oh, shit. The fuck was that? So you think motherfucker's zigging, but he's zagging. Right. You're like, I heard something over there, but he's coming around behind you. Alternate distraction location. <laughs> gotcha. You just got bunkered. Yeah, <laughs> he's coming around to bunker your ass. <laughs> Literally. Literally. <laughs> 
I also am an expert at sarcastic circumnavigation, resistance, observation, tolerance, utility management. What the fuck? Which is an acronym, and it spells out scrotum. So, sarcastic circumnavigation, resistance, observation, tolerance, utility management. I think he had scrotum worked out first, and he thought of just words that would work in there. That makes sense. That's the way he rolls. That's the way he rolls. First he thinks of a scrotum, Mm -hmm. and then he fills in the blanks. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I'm with you, man. That's what she said. (laughs) Uh, let's see here. Training and some other true shit I just made up like these other, uh, Rex Quando fuckers. I did take sword and weapons training for 15 years. Thanks Highlander for the inter- uh, for the interest. I have construction and engineering experience and can craft body armor from fallen victims. Uh. Fuck this email as long as fuck, but if Ben and Jay would take me, I would gladly destroy Dave's tributes, teach Finn to draw penises on their fallen foreheads like drunk, passed out lightweights out of their own <laughs> blood, and eat like a Donner family reunion. <laughs> oh, and I'm a Jedi with more bullshit skills. Nice. There we go. So you've got you've got him now. I'll take it. Take him. I'll you, take it. You got Josh Davis. Yeah. I got three. You got you got three. You got Josh Davis. You got uh, Eric Marable. You got a guy who draws penises yeah. very well. Really, his best tribute yet, though. And to Finn, be fair, <laughs> I know the other guy gets picked up and thrown. <laughs> at least Eric's drawing penises with blood. Yeah, he's good at it and <laughs> real good at it. Bunkering skills. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and great at making up acronyms. All right, here, here we go. Another uh, pop culture leftovers Hunger Games email coming from Chris Hohola, who's already paid. You know, he's he's already said I'm I want to be your tribute. He's already made you he paid you money? Yeah, he paid me. <laughs> I was gonna say I, I don't know what I was gonna say. Money under the table for yeah. What the fuck's going on yeah. here? I'm, I'm accepting pay, I'm t- I'm accepting PayPal. Nice. So like if you wanna be like my official tribute, just send me some money. Yeah, blood or money's yeah, fine. It doesn't matter. <laughs> blood preferably money. But blood or money. Wow, another in the long list of tributes. No, he already. He, this is. I've oh, already, okay. He's okay. already given me, but he wanted to like. He wanted to send attributes. Okay. Okay. And, and his, him, and his wife have already committed to be my tributes. Right. So you know, uh, he says, uh, "Hi, hey, Brian." He spelled my name right. I'm like uh, Andre Curtis, <laughs> the shapeshifter. Andrew Curtis. <laughs> Fucking with you, Andrew. You're cool. I like Andrew. Good yeah. guy. Good guy. He yeah. contributes on Facebook. I'm digging Andrew. He's cool. Yeah. Chris Ahola. Hey, Brian. Just wanted to send you my attributes as well as my wife's. I'm five foot nine, 170 pounds. She is five foot four, 120. We both pl- we both placed third in a bodybuilding competition, and we get our pump on at the gym five to six days a week. I'm an air traffic controller, so I am very quick. I'm a very quick thinker. I can adapt to situations on the fly and can get out of sticky situations easily. My wife is a teacher, so she knows the weaknesses of little kids like Finn and can expose them quickly. (laughs) She is also an epic fantasy author, so she knows how to create worlds and then destroy them. (laughs) I mean, how much more badass can you get? The wife and I would shit – the wife and I watch a shit ton of – I almost said that him and his wife shit a lot. (laughs) No, the wife and I watch a a shit ton of Bear Grylls, so we pretty much can survive anywhere at any time. We also watch a shit ton of MMA, so we are practically world-renowned fighters as well, in and out of the octagon. We have seen and read all the Hunger Games books and movies, so we are pretty much experts in what to expect and what the do's and don'ts of the Hunger Games are. 
Also, I would like to add that I personally own a Velociraptor, which definitely helps us to get out of dire situations in a jiffy and can definitely kill anything I tell it to, including other tributes in the PCL Hunger Games. So yeah, that's pretty much it. Don't think I left anything out. The wife and I would love to be your tributes, fingers crossed, for Darth Brian. Chris Hohola. He's basically just taking a page out of uh, old boy's uh, email last week, uh, just making shit up. That way, who, who sent it? Last yeah, that was week? a bunch of bullshit he made up there. Right here? Yeah. Yeah, Chris? Yeah, I watch yeah. a lot of poker on TV, and I'm far from a professional game. No, 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 no. I know what Chris is doing. Chris is <laughs> Last week, we had the email from... Uh, from um, I can't. What's his name? Uh, Matt. Fuck it. You don't fuck. You don't know. You don't care about <laughs> listeners' names. Um, the the one listener that we had last week that uh, was telling us that he was a uh, master of tactical thinking. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about the. <laughs> He's taking a page out of that guy's book and just making shit up. He's got a velocity. We don't allow pets in the Hunger Games. He, this isn't real. He's just making shit up like uh dude last week. Was and making the dude shit just up. earlier this episode. Sure. Shape shifting so, and whatnot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. P.S. Oh yeah, I almost forgot. I also own a buster sword attached as a picture of me wielding it, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and throw that up on the old Facebook page, that picture. Nice. Awesome. Chris, I'm going to think about it, man. i got a lot to think about. Next email comes from Jacob Harmon. Hey, Brian, Jake, and Jason. Man, having the trifecta back together has been pretty dope. So he's talking about us three. Goddamn right it has. Yeah. I I wanted to address a few things. First, Jake made a comment about my love for Taylor Swift and sappy youth uh, adult books (laughs) as a possible downfall for my Hunger Games stats. I'm just saying I'll kill a fool while rocking out to bad blood any day. The only person it would be hard to kill would be Finn. I'd spend an extra moment to make sure his death was quick and painless. I'd probably shed a single tear and remind myself that there's no time for grieving when it's kill or be killed. <laughs> now that the morbid- What a great response. Are, are you convinced? I, I take it back. I take it back. Poor now Finn. that- now- I listened to Taylor Swift too, so I don't know what I was thinking last week. Oh my god. <laughs> How's the pot calling the kettle black? I'm, so, you, I'm you, sorry, Harmon. You listen to Taylor Swift. She's on like your Spotify. I'll wear my shirt next week. Jesus, fuck. <laughs> she's not on my Spotify. She refuses to have her music on Spotify. Oh, is that right? Yeah. I wouldn't know that because I don't give like a shit. <laughs> I wouldn't know that because I have a penis and I've never looked up Taylor Swift on Spotify. Yeah. Well, I had her on Spotify and then she removed her music. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Sorry, I didn't mean to imply that you don't have a dick if you listen to Taylor Swift, but it kind of <laughs> did. So whatever, fuck it. Now that the morbid part is done, I wanted to share some of the info on the new Power Rangers movie. The descriptions for the five teens have been released. Here are the five summaries. Jason, the Red Ranger. Jason, 17 years old. The makings of someone or something great if he would just get out of his own way. Jason was a legend of this town. Okay. I'm. You know what? I'm going to get to – should I read all these? Do you guys want to hear these? Hmm. Kind of. You now, did? Now that you've started. Yeah. Okay. I'll read them. I'll read them. Uh, Jason, 17 years old, the makings of someone or something great if he would just get out of his own way. Jason was a legend of this town, a freshman quarterback with the skills to take him all the way. People knew his name. Children wore his jersey until one night Jason wrapped his car around a pole and busted out his knee. <laughs> <laughs> That's a... Uh, 
You know what I mean? Like, you think, like, you know, it's like, you know, he, he's fucking, like, driving and shit. And was he drinking? You think he's I think drinking? he was probably drinking. Maybe drinking a little maybe, bit? Maybe. maybe. Oh, maybe he's got, like, a hot rod car and he's showing off. Maybe he was, like, you know, racing. For the ladies or you know? the guys. They're going to go a little fast and furious here. Yeah. And then he's, like, you know, racing and shit. Yeah. And, like, what happens in this race? He crashes into a pole, and what are the what are the consequences? Rapping, he, <laughs> he becomes what? a Power Ranger. Rap contest. <laughs> no, like rapping he, around a pole contest. Yeah. <laughs> now I, I don't think that you're understanding what I'm saying. Oh. <laughs> he wraps his car around a pole, and then the consequences he busted out his knee. Okay, okay. Fuck! I ran right. into this pole. Fuck my knee. Yeah, you got lucky. Mm-hmm. You're fucked for life. At that point, once you could have been worse, Jay. It could have. Yeah, been I mean, worse. he could have broke his back. He could have fucking. He could have <laughs> died. Yeah, I'm paralyzed for life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He could be like a fucking quadriplegic. He just yeah. oh, oh, there goes my knee. Right. My knee. But I mean, I know you need your knee in fucking football. Yeah, that's true. You need your knee for other things other than football. You don't need it to be a Power Ranger, apparently. <laughs> I don't know why he like they went with that though. Yeah, like the car wreck. Yeah, that's weird. I like Jay's where he's like eight mile fucking rapping around right. a pole and shit. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. It's like, fuck rapping, this shit. All right. Uh. Jason just lost himself in the music. <laughs> <laughs> you own it. <laughs> He'll you better never let it go. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Jason only gets one shot. Don't hit that pole. <laughs> <laughs> Everything Jason was going to become ended in an instant. And oh. with it, he lost himself. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> You were this, right. This sounds like every fucking Tom Cruise movie ever made, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. like Days, Days of Thunder. Thunder. Yeah. <laughs> cocktail. Yeah, cocktail. <laughs> when we meet him at the start of the film, he's a kid in need of redemption. By the end, he'll be leading this disparate group of teens to shed their individual baggage and find who they truly are. Oh. Yeah, he'll be kicking some giant puppet ass. <laughs> <laughs> Next up is Kimberly the Pink Ranger. Kimberly is 17 years old, unconventionally cool all the way, uh, unconventionally cool all in a way the popular girls wish they were. In fact, she was one of those girls, but isn't anymore. Not since she returned to school after an absence of six months. (laughs) (laughs) If it was nine, we know what Kimberly was doing. (laughs) Kimberly got knocked up. She's on. It was on an MTV show. Yeah, <laughs> sixteen and pregnant. Rumors are flying as to why. Rumors she seems not to care about because she's come back with this new rebel without a cause edgy attitude. <laughs> but the truth is, it's all masking a deep secret that makes her feel profoundly vulnerable. We got Trini, the Yellow Ranger. 17 years old, mysterious, and extremely bright. Her parents constantly move for work, making Trini the perpetual new girl to any school. A loner who owns it. I'm a loner, Dolly. (laughs) (laughs) Trini is self-sufficient, contemplative, but always... Am I reading, like, fucking Hunger Games stats here? Sounds like it. Yeah, Yeah, she's self-sufficient, contemplative, but always observant. She's a master of tactical thinking. (laughs) She... Shape shifts. She could be thrown. <laughs> Resilient. And she's throwing. gonna be on Jay's team. <laughs> she pledges her allegiance to Jay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so fucked. All she, all she wants is to find her gang of friends, but she'll never admit it. Least of all to herself. Oh, God. God let's think about that. Next up, we've got. 
We've got Billy the Blue Ranger. Old Blue Balls Billy. <laughs> Blue Balls Billy. Billy. Oh, Billy. He himself is also 17 years old. Slight and awkward. Billy is challenged in his abilities com- to communicate and interact socially. Whip smart and sweet, but always odd. Sometimes in a fun way. Sometimes not. Billy is... <laughs> 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 is that real? Yes, I'm here. I'm just I'm reading what Harmon sent me. Fuck. Did Harmon make these up himself? No, these this is what Harmon sent me. I'm talking guys, can I talk to you about Billy? Yes, yes. He's real yeah. smart. You know what? When they when we when we're first introduced to Billy, I want them to play that song. Billy, don't be a hero. Yeah. Don't be a fool with your life. <laughs> Google it, people. <laughs> Uh, so, okay, yeah, Billy. Back to Billy. Sometimes in a fun way, sometimes not. Billy is a kid with no filter. Billy's just going to be like, fuck it. He's just gonna, <laughs> Billy don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Yeah, he'll be dropping non- I'm Billy cunt. Non-PC terms. <laughs> yeah. All <right>. yeah. <laughs> Billy don't give a shit. <laughs> like, what the fuck's up with this retard? <laughs> Damn, Billy, you ain't Whoa. got no filter. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Billy. <laughs> Billy, Billy. Whoa. You're whip smart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sheesh. <laughs> Between him and Louis C.K. Jeez, yeah. <laughs> Billy. We don't say that word anymore. Fuck. <laughs> Donald Trump have a kid named Billy? <laughs> we should see if Billy wants to podcast with us. Yeah. <laughs> He'd fit right out. <laughs> Showing his emotions, understanding sarcasm, and dealing with his OCD is a constant challenge. Has never really had any friends and instantly gravitates towards Jason... He just gave himself to you as a tribute. Oh, sweet. No, I think he's talking about the Red Ranger. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Zach. Zach the Black Ranger. Is he 17? 17 years old. <laughs> Zach the Black Ranger. <laughs> Always the life of the party, filled with bravado and swagger. Zach's tough and cool on the exterior. A charming guy who's never had trouble with the one-liner, nor lacked confidence around women. A great athlete that's never wanted to play on any team but his own. Zach advertises everything about himself except the truth, which is that he lives in a trailer park with his single mom. And <laughs> Whoa. because of it, feels deeply inferior to all his peers. Holy shit. All right, so back to Harmon. He says, okay, so that's that. There are some major changes, and they sure seem darker than the old 93 originals. But what do you guys think about Billy? He sounds like he has Asperger's. That's been the general consensus uh, consensus from the fandom. Can they do a ranger with Asperger's and treat the subject with respect? It'll be interesting for sure. What do you guys think? I, I'm not even sure what that is. Asperger's, it's kind of like, a, isn't it close to autism? Uh, I, I, yeah, I'm I'm actually, I'd never even heard of that before. Yeah, uh, you've never heard of it. It's a, as, a lot of people call it Asperger's, but okay. it's actually spelled A-S-P-E-R, yeah, Asperger's. Okay. And it's, uh, it's, I think it's it's kind of close to autism and they have a hard hard time communicating and blah, blah, blah. I don't know everything about it. Honestly, if he does, I'm just going to get to it. I'm going to say that if they, if they do their homework and they talk to people that actually have Asperger's and people that are uh, like, uh, that, that are in the field, they can actually use this movie to make awareness for it so that kids that are in school that suffer from Asperger's 
maybe the other kids in the school will actually like. I'm talking real life. Like maybe yeah. other kids are going to understand like why these kids are that way. I remember there was a time in my life when I was 17 years old and I got introduced to a kid that had Tourette's and I I didn't know what Tourette's was at 17. Mm-hmm. And uh, when they introduced when they introduced him to me um, and a group of other people. They wanted us to know what it was, so they made us watch a video on Tourette's before we kind of got to know this guy. Um, and so, like, we kind of understood, like, more about it and, like, what he was dealing with and how he couldn't tr- control some of the things that he would say. And so I think, like, if they did this in a tactful way... I'm with you. That, but they need to do their homework. Yeah, they, don't Don't use it for comedy. Don't use it for comedy... Unless it, like, yeah, not for this. Like, yeah. I can understand, like, Michael J. Fox and the episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm, the, that, that episode mm-hmm. where, yeah. like, the Parkinson's and they used it in a humorous way. That was funny. This, though, on the flip side, I think they can use it because a lot of younger people are going to be watching this. They can use it to make awareness for Asperger's and do it in a respectful way. Right, I agree. I agree. If they're going to do it, if they're going to bring awareness to it, then that's good. If it's going to be played as a, a funny card, then that's not so good. Yeah, that's true. Also, did you guys see the photo of Christina Ricci as uh, Morticia Adams? Yeah, Whew, I'd buy a Funko Pop of her if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see this. That shit is fake. It's totally photoshopped. Yeah. It's photoshopped. Yeah. yeah. Are they talking about a uh, reboot with oh, her yeah. as uh, Morticia? Is that a thing? All based on the fake photo, though. I thought. Like, I, I don't think there's real talk about it. Yeah. What I, happened? What happened to her career? What happened to her? Yeah, I can't think of anything she's been in since like what Black Snake. That was the last thing I remember. Black Snake Moan. Yeah. yeah. Last movie I, I saw really. it in theater. Yeah, I was really looking forward to it and really let down. Yeah, maybe she just got out of the business. No, I, I think maybe I think a lot of times what happens is like she's like um, like some of these actors are like fucking like uh, box office poison, so they kind of stay away from them. Mm. She had the whole breast reduction thing done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she needed it though. Don't yeah. you think? Yeah. Oh yeah, I agree. Yeah, it had to like killed her back. Like Punky Brewster, what was old girl? Salil Moon, Moon Fry. She had it done too. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. That's why she couldn't be Punky anymore, dude. They couldn't <laughs> hold those things down. Yeah. That's why the show went off the air because, like, you know, all of a sudden, <laughs> Punky Brewster is like, whoa, well, Spunky yeah. Brewster. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, we got a got a little look into Jake's Jake's locked door bedroom time there. <laughs> I don't even remember that show, Punky Brewster. I mean, I remember it, yeah. but like, I don't remember it. Like, I couldn't describe. I love Punky Brewster. I had oh, a fucking God. crush on. Him. I remember there was yeah, a cartoon. Yeah. Wednesday the nights. Freckles. God, cute girl. Yeah, the giant boobs. The, no, I, I didn't even think about that. The girl from Modern Family too. The young girl from there just she had, had it done, done too because yeah. yeah, hers were getting a little yeah. crazy. It's not good for your fucking body. It's not, well, it's good for my body. It's good for yours. <laughs> 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 the bigger the better, baby. Extra, extra. Quit being a Billy over there, Brian. <laughs> yeah. Stop being such a Billy. <laughs> no filter. <laughs> I'm gonna bunker down on those tits. <laughs> Whoa, Billy! No, I like all. I like. I like. You know what? Boobs. When it comes to boobs, I like them big. I like them small. It doesn't Me matter. too. I'm yeah. not. I'm an equal opportunity boob guy. Yeah. 
I like them all. I think, you know what? I think the female figure is just an amazing thing anyway. So if you got big ones or small ones, I'm down. Right. Bring it. Let's do this. Let's <laughs> <laughs> come together. <laughs> come together right now. All right. Um, he says, um, all right, guys, take care and keep up the wonderful work. Jake Harmon, who doesn't think the show is slipping. Oh, nice. So he doesn't think... I still think we are. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Somebody say something, please. <laughs> Uncomfortable. gook. Uh, no. <laughs> Somebody say something of relevance, please. What <laughs> gobbledygook? Is it a revel? <laughs> Gobbledygook. That's how you're going to bail me out. I'm, <laughs> I'm looking up stuff on the computer right now, and I'm asking you guys to kind of like fill in and vamp for me a little bit, and you're going to come out with gobbledygook? Yeah, that, that just popped you in You know what? Head. You just lost all three of your fucking tributes. <laughs> you know, I'm going to send you out there, and I'm just going to fucking slice your throat. That's fine. I'm going to kill That's, you. I don't even care. Jesus, fuck. <laughs> Totally hey guys, fun. guess what it's time for? Gobbledygook? It's not time for <laughs> Jay's little whatever the fuck corner. Gobbledy, gobbledygook. I didn't corner. claim a corner. <laughs> <laughs> guys, it's time. Oh. No, you know what? We're going to do that. We're going to do that for Star Wars news. Yeah, that's going to be Star Wars news. Next email comes from Christopher Stabel. Yeah, so yeah, Star Wars news. That'll be fun. Christopher Stabel says, Hey, Leftovers, a few weeks ago there was a rumor of Jaden Smith playing Static Shock in the DC Universe. Everyone on Earth thought that was a horrible idea, and it is. But Static is a great character with a cool origin and power set. His show is one I grew up watching every Saturday morning. He even joins the Justice League in Batman Beyond. What are your thoughts on Static being brought in J- uh, sans uh, Jaden Smith I think he'd be a great addition somewhere down the line and an, and be a nice change up for darker characters much like Booster Gold and Blue Beetle P.S. had a lot of fun trolling other podcast reviews walls this week in the name of Pop Culture Leftovers the army is certainly alive and well here in New York Sydney, New York City your loyal listener Chris Stabel nice hmm I'd be okay with a Static Shock movie. It'd be cool. I agree with him that it would be a nice change of pace to what is on the DC lineup. Maybe some nice variety in the DC movie lineup. I'm not like a big Static Shock guy. I haven't really read or watched a lot of Static Shock. I just know him from the cartoon stuff, too. Yeah. From the Batman Beyond and from his own cartoon. Yeah. So I've never really read any of the books. Yeah. I read the first issue of the New 52 book and thought it was pretty deplorable. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so gobbledygook yeah gobbledygook oh, I, yeah i don't i don't have yeah i have no in, impression of this character whatsoever right. just you know just say gobbledygook, gobbledygook. And call gobbledygook. it a fucking day right yeah. Jay? Yeah. That's see what you guys you do. later <laughs> taking off thanks for, thanks gobbledygook. For i'm out yeah. mic drop gobbledygook i'm out <laughs> <laughs> yeah don't don't know much about this character so i don't know maybe maybe a tv series as opposed to a movie i don't think he's up there with the rest of the characters by any means so yeah i honestly i think like in next month the new like the like dc should just kill the character i well i don't just, know no, i don't know about drag, that drag him. <laughs> no i want them i want them to just i want them to take the weakest dc character ever and just drag this guy out of the street yeah. and have him shoot him in the fucking head yeah. and call it there's your static shock <laughs> there's your, hey that Chris, was shocking there's your static shock 
Shocking. <laughs> yeah, that would that would be all right, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know much about fucking stabbing. Just shot. murder this motherfucker in the face. <laughs> Just take a bullet in the fucking head. It, it it's been one of those characters. I think they've been like trying to shove down people's throat as cool, but he's not like. I don't think he's necessarily a cool character. You know what I mean? Like I don't. I I don't care. I don't care about that character. There you go, Chris. Yeah. Don't give a shit. Like Chris, shit all Chris over is, Static Shock. Yeah, Chris Make him a little more fucking compelling, and then maybe I'd get oh. behind him. I think, I, think we, I think we know who Chris is going to offer his allegiance to for the uh, PCL Hunger Games. Not next Jay. Week. <laughs> yeah, no offense to anybody, but... He's, static Shock blows. Yeah, he's just, he's just always been one of those characters that I felt like, like, over the fucking years, it's always like, hey, read Static Shock, and I read it, and I'm like, I don't give a fuck. So you it's know. a pretty cheeseball name. I got to give it yeah. that. I'm with Jay on that. Static shock. I'm static shock. Yeah, he's an expert at bunkering down, though, isn't he? He bunkers down. Yeah, with the best of hard, <laughs> hardcore bunker. Hardcore bunking. Yep. They used to call him Archie Bunker. Right. Oh, I'm hilarious. I'm an idiot. That's so fucking stupid. This show is fucking Archie Bunky Brewster. Oh, Archie. Archie. <laughs> 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 There's another guy who's got no filter, the old Archie Bunker. No, no shit, dude. That guy was a piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. I got an idea for a TV show. Our central character is going to be a bigot. Yeah. <laughs> It'll go over with all the folks on Prime All the time. bigots will love that shit. The funny, the crazy thing, though, is like that show is like, you know, like when you look at like Married with Children, like it was doing what Married with Children did like way before Married with Children. Oh, yeah. And I mean, like, uh, the first anatomically correct, uh, doll came from that series. I think it was like, uh, was it Rob Reiner and Sally Struthers on that show? Yeah. Yes. When they had a kid, their kid came out as a fucking, like, doll mm-hmm. back in, like, the 70s or some shit. And it was the first anatomically correct baby doll. That's interesting. Yeah. Wow. I did not know that. I, I did not know <laughs> Would you say that is weird, wild stuff that you did not know It that? was wacky and wild. That is, that is weird, that is wild, that is wacky. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back with good pop, bad pop. Um, Jay, what was what, what, gobbledygook? Gobbledygook. <laughs> and, and more gobbledygook goodness. Good gook, good gook, bad gook. Good gook, bad gook. <laughs> That's with, hard to say. Jay, yeah, it is. All right, and we'll be right back. A pinch of salt and laughter too A scoop of kids to add the spice A dash of love to make it nice And you've got too many cooks Too many cooks Too many cooks Too many cooks, too many. We are back. Too many. All right. Hey, we're back. Hey. Welcome back. All right, guys. Uh, I don't know. What, what time is it? It's time for Good Pop, Bad Pop. Yep. Good, yeah. It's 5.50. It's time for 
What's that, Jake? It's 5.50. Go fuck yourself, Jake. <laughs> it is 5.50, though. All right, time for good pop, bad pop. It's time for more leftover reviews with good pop, bad pop. Good pop, bad pop is where we talk about the things in the previous week and or weeks that we watched or read that we liked or disliked. We're going to go back to that fucking rating system that we got going on, that toss taste at Tupperware yeah, bullshit. It's fucking- a good rating system. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be knocking it. <laughs> the pinnacle of success. <laughs> Rating system. Whoa. Yeah. Shit. Somebody's somebody's a little protective of the old rating system. Don't be talking bad Jeez. about the rating system. Yeah, like the rating system is like your little sister and I'm trying to fucking like It's our greatest accomplishment, that rating system. <laughs> I'm trying to lift its dress up or something. Hey, don't be doing that to don't be doing that to my rating system. I'm protective of her. Jeez. All right. Jeez. All right, man. All right. Fine. It's, isn't it? it's a fine rating system. <laughs> That's more like it. It's perfectly good. <laughs> it's not no fucking gobbledygook. That's for sure. It's a fucking good rating system. Guys, uh, this, th- you know what? This week's installment of Good Pop, Bad Pop, we're mainly going to be focused on the fall TV shows, some of the premieres, whether it be uh, like pilots or whether it be like, you know, season two premieres. Um, which show did you guys want to start off with first? Uh, ladies Choice. <laughs> you fucker. <laughs> Let's do something we all saw first. Um, did we all see Minority Report? Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about Minority talk about Report. It. Minority Report, it's on Fox. And I guess, guys, from what I'm getting from this is like I saw the movie. I guess this is this is the events after the movie. So yeah. it's like in canon with yes. the film. But this is like after after the movie, what happens with like were the kids involved in that movie? Was that a yes. part of it? Okay. So yeah. like this is this is like what happens to the precogs after after Minority Report the film. Guys, what did you think about Minority Report? Uh I thought it was pretty shitty myself. I thought the special effects were pretty good for television special effects. But I thought the story was I didn't like this show at all. I thought a lot of the jokes were like Oh, we're psychic. You should have seen that coming. <laughs> type of shit going on, and yeah. uh, I was like, I was like rolling my eyes for at least three quarters of this. I'm, I'm also going to. So you're tossing. I'm it. tossing. I'm it. gonna toss it too. I actually, I enjoyed like the setup of it, like the the way it was originally set up. Yeah, for the first like five minutes of it, I'm with you. Yes, 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 yes. yes. It's 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 after that when they're yeah. like, okay, we've done all this really cool shit. And now you're going to be watching a procedural crime drama every week. Yeah. And I was just like, okay. Yeah. But then it was it was like a, um, I thought like the brother of the – okay, we're introduced to the one precog and then later on you meet his brother and I was like, oh my god, is this guy doing his best Brad Pitt impersonation? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. That's great. That's a great call. I could right? put my finger on it. Yeah. That guy yeah. was super annoying. I was just waiting for him to look at like the look at anybody and say, "What's in the box?" <laughs> yeah, I hated all these characters. I hated all three kids. Mm-hmm. I hated the cop. Yeah, like ah, there's not a single character I cared about in the show. Yeah. I will not be watching episode two of this. I will be. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give it a shot. Uh, if you're if you're gonna watch it, I'll watch it. Maybe. I'm gonna. Uh, maybe it's. There is definitely another show I will not be watching another episode of. Me too. We'll get to yeah. that. But I, <laughs> I may watch the second episode of um, 
of minority. I watched before. a lot of shit this week, and I have to say this is the worst yeah. of all the stuff I watched. I thought it was interesting, though, at first, like setting, setting up like the whole – the whole Jay, we didn't even get your ring. <laughs> yeah. Jay loved it. <laughs> Fuck me, right? <laughs> no, what did you think about Minority Report? I, I actually tasted it. I didn't toss it, man. I, I, I like the female cop lead. I like the precog lead. Um, I enjoyed like the special. I thought the special effects were better than anything else that I watched that this scene, week. That scene when they were looking, um, when they were outside of the city and they were looking at the city. Right. I was just like, oh my gosh, could we just replace that with the Emerald City? <laughs> because it looked fucking so fucking corny. That's true. That's true. But I could say that about a lot of shows I watched this week. I think this one did the best with the special effects. And I did, I did like the main character cop. Uh, the female lead. I did enjoy her, and I liked the pre Was she empowered enough for you? She was totally empowered. Okay, good. <laughs> I didn't like the, like... On a, on a scale, we'll have a... You know what? We're going to have another rating system. We're yeah. going to have an empowerment rating system. <laughs> like when it, high but, empowerment. Uh, yeah, it was, it was high empowerment. I agree. Plus, she was hot. Can I just add that? Wow. Yeah. Wow. She was... As a guy. She was incredibly yeah. sexy. As a guy, and she her, was hot. Her figure is out of this world. Yeah. I'm sorry. Sorry, but she, yeah, she was fine, unstoppable. Fine specimen. Yeah, she was unstoppable. Gorgeous. <laughs> Gorgeous. And and I thought that they set up in a good way, like a very expansive kind of storyline and universe with the characters. You were yeah, just, they you set were, up week to week bullshit. You were blinded by her biology. She had great biology. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was unbelievably beautiful. That girl. God damn it. <laughs> she was very, very attractive. So but, you're, the, you're there next week, then. Yeah, I'm there the next. Jay's week. like, I'm definitely gonna right. give uh, her. Uh, I mean. Uh, this a taste <laughs> but i also like the introduction of the villain and and stuff kind of playing into you know like is this right or or, or wrong to be doing this pre-crime thing which the original movie and the story kind of set up to is this a right or wrong thing yeah can you change your fate right like what? if the psychic sees you're going to do a crime is that set in stone yeah. whether or not you're going to do that crime and is it wrong to bust people before they yeah. do mm-hmm. or don't do it and that that yeah. was the big thing i took away from the movie and I don't think this was as bad as some of the other stuff that came out, but we'll talk mm. about that. Right. I love the movie, just to set the record straight. I, I think this was, uh, you know what, you know what I liked about this? It had a sense of humor. It also was, you know, set in this, you know, utopian future as well. I like that it kind of had a sense of humor. I think some people would be kind of distracted by that or didn't like it. I'm predicting it's going to get canceled. Oh, me too. Really? Me too. Yeah. Out of all the shows I watched this week, this this one has the this highest. This isn't the one I predicted would be canceled. No, this has this has almost human written all over. Okay. It. Yeah. Yeah. This... I agree with almost human. Yeah. No, I love almost human. But I agree. It's this the budget of this show will it sustain an audience? Yeah. I mean, the thing is with this show is like. Is it going to do great in the Nielsen ratings? Because in order to keep a show like this on the air, it has to garner attention from its viewers, which means it's going to get TV spots for right. ads and things yeah, like yeah. that. Um, it's another Terra Nova. You watch Walk – exactly. It's another Terra Nova in my opinion. It's another Almost Human, which I loved Almost Human, but it's an expensive sci-fi crime drama yeah. and – Fox is not going to be able to keep making this fucking show if people in the Nielsen's aren't watching it right. and it's not garnering some attention because it's like you need those sponsors. Look at The Walking Dead. Yeah. Holy fuck. The Walking Dead, 
any when they when they have their first when they have their premiere episode, we are going to see trailers for the first time on TV during that. Oh. I, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Because these movie studios want you; they know you're watching, and they want you to watch their trailer. Minority Report on the flip side, I don't think it's going to sweep the nation like a like a Walking Dead. I mean, it's like I think Fox is like fucking kicking themselves for not. You know, doing stuff like Walking Dead and stuff like that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's felt like a very safe show. Minority Report? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I liked it. Like I said, I didn't Tupperware it, but I liked it. I liked the sci-fi element of it. I felt like they were building a nice big universe for me, you know, with the characters. No, and I, Jay, I felt like that at first. and I felt like that at first, mm-hmm. but by the end of the episode, I was just like, all right, I can see through this entire thing. You're like yeah. a precog. Exactly. I am. I, I myself am a precog. Yeah. And I was just like, every week we're gonna get the same thing. We're gonna get the same setup every week. Right. There's gonna be there's gonna be somebody that's in danger. They're gonna have to find out who it is. Mm-hmm. The brother's gonna be reluctant to give out information. <laughs> And then every week we're going to find out a little bit more about the relationship between the brother and the sister and right. the brother that's working with the detectives. And then every week people are going to be a little bit more privy and find out more information that maybe – could we find out who these precogs are? Like other people in the de- – like the detectives and stuff like that might find out like I, I think you might be working with one of the precogs. Yeah, it seemed and like the, that was already even started. And then the precogs are worried about their identities being revealed. Right. I can. This is like it's mapped out for me. It, there, there's nothing about this show that makes me like, oh wow, this is new. This is inventive. No, I feel like this is pretty cut and dry. Like that's what I'm gonna get week to week to week to week. And it just doesn't make me like, like holy shit, like like uh, like a show like fucking um, Lost that yeah. you loved. Which always kept you on your toes. Like I kind of, I kind of know what I'm going to get with this. You know what I mean? This is yeah. like, this is like, okay, you've been married for 20 years, you've been banging the same woman. You know what positions you're going to get on it on every night. You know what I mean? Right. Okay. I wasn't a big fan of the like relationship that's already starting between the main precog and the detective too. Mm-hmm. Like we're gonna, that's going to go a little oh, bit further. And the brother kind of Caesar is kind of sexy yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course he yeah, is. Yeah, and you know she's fucking hot. And, uh, <laughs> well, and he's trying to do his breast. Brad Pitt, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Wink, wink. Hey, look at me. I don't know. The, like, as far as a TV series, though, no, I, if you liked it, that's cool. I'm glad you did. I enjoyed the first probably 20 minutes of it, and then it was just like, okay, this is just like every other fucking show. Yeah, yeah. I did not care for it. Yeah. Well, let's go on the others because I'm gonna fucking rip those apart too. Uh, <laughs> well, what do you got, Jay? What, what I got you, other shit. What do you want to rip yeah, apart? Yeah, you go ahead. You know what? I, I want you to pick the next show. No. Uh, well, Blind Spot. Let's pick Blind Spot. Let's talk about Blind Spot. Blind Spot is a. This is is this an NBC vehicle? Mm-hmm. Yes. NBC. Uh, it stars Jamie Alexander, and if you're not familiar with her, you would be if you're a fan of Thor. Yes. Uh, she plays uh, Lady Sif in the Thor films. Um, I, I did watch Blind Spot. Awesome. Um, what did you, uh, you know, who uh, we're going to start, Jay, we're going to start with you. What did you think of Blind Spot? I hated Blind Spot. <laughs> I hated it to a T. This, this, a uh, great premise. Like, yeah. I'm not, I'm not knocking the premise of the story. I enjoy, like, the mystery of, like, where this girl came from. Why does she have these tattoos on her? But as far as, like, the chemistry between all the actors and what they were trying again, like they're trying to set up this fucking 
uh, relationship between the main guy and the main girl. This is so typical fucking bullshit. The main fucking FBI guy and the girl who has the tat, the Jane Doe, so mm-hmm. to speak. You know, they, they kind of find her in Times Square. They don't know where she came from. She doesn't know where she came from. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that all to me was like, that is like, you could predict the whole pilot from the first 10 minutes of that show. Yeah. You could predict the whole fucking episode. Guys, basically what I was thinking was like, hey, did you like the movie Memento? Exactly. Do you like the movie The Born Identity? Yeah. Well, we've taken both of them yeah. and combined them yeah. and we're going to give you a semi-nude Jamie Alexander Do you like to top chicks? it off. Yeah. And it was like, I'm also going to toss this pilot. Um, I really liked Blind Spot. Okay, well, are you tasting it? Or are you gonna give it a high taste? I give it a high taste. It. I really, I agree that a lot of it was real tropey, mm. but I it really had a really great um, cinematography going on in it. I'm thinking of that scene when they're like going up the stairs in the Statue of Liberty. I thought that was horrible. And, like a lot of the stuff, just like <laughs> it really looked of a higher production level than most shows to me, and I really enjoyed that. Hmm. I thought the music was really on point. And I, I'm intrigued by the mystery. I think it's a, a fun week-to-week like procedural drama I'll involving you, I'm, her tattoos. I'm going to toss the show in general. Yeah. I, I, I will give you maybe not the cinematography is as far as – but I am going to give you the choreography of the, of the fighting. Oh, yeah. That was great too. It was very good. It was a quick hour for me. Like when, when I watched Minority Report, I'm like, when is this hour going to be over? And mm. when I watched Blind Spot, it was like an hour went by real quick. Right. You know? Guys, keep in mind, th- these are also pilots. I mean if these are going to be 20, 20-plus 20 episodes, th- they're going to – they're going to find out like what the reaction are from fans. They're going to make adjustments. Exactly. And mm-hmm. these shows could get better. Okay. I mean, so is blind spot enough for me to keep watching? No, probably not. I probably will not watch the second episode, but for Jake, is this something that you are going to keep watching? I'm there. I, I, for all these shows, I did not set any of them up as series recording. Mm-hmm. I did all, you know, the one red dot. And then if, for Minority Report, I, I was done. But for this, the minute it was over, I went and zoomed to the next week and set it up as a series recording. Okay. Hmm. What did you think about Jamie Alexander? I thought she was good. I liked her a lot. Um, I didn't even know she was going to be in this, like from the commercials. Like I, yeah, so I was kind of. I didn't either. You I know, was like, she looks so familiar, and I was like, oh. Um, my favorite podcast. Um, it's just like regular guys, just like us that do this podcast. You mean your favorite podcast isn't pop culture? It is not pop culture. (laughs) No, my favorite podcast is not pop culture leftovers. Um, my favorite podcast is called half hour wasted. It's like three guys from Texas Mm. and they just do it out of their, you know, out of one of the guys living rooms. It's Brad, Bill and Frank. And I fucking love half hour wasted. Um, is it really I, only a half an hour? No, they used to try to do the half hour format, <laughs> but sometimes they go a little bit longer. They haven't done an episode in like three months though. That's um, a shame. it sucks cause I miss hearing those guys, but like, um, Bill, uh, no, Brad, Brad Milo, who does half hour wasted was at his gym and he was working out and he saw somebody that looked really familiar to him and he was like holy shit that's lady sif from oh. thor she is i guess she has family that lives in texas and she was just working out at the gym there locally mm-hmm. um and uh, so he uh went up to her and said hey um you look really familiar are you so and so and she's like yes and he got his he got like a selfie with her <laughs> nice. and that's awesome like that. yeah so 
Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm plugging a podcast that I love, Half Hour Wasted. <laughs> there you go. Go back and listen to all their – they're just really fun guys. It's That's my, cool. It's my favorite podcast. I Tupperware them. I fucking give us a low taste. <laughs> I just rated my own podcast. <laughs> I love those guys. They're great guys. Like one of these days – like honestly, I like 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 the people that love our show yeah. that would love to be like on our show talking with us, like I would fanboy geek out when it comes to the half hour wasted that's guys. awesome so like i told them like i sent them an email once like i would love if i'm ever in texas i would love to record an episode with you guys and they were like you can do it nice and i so one of these days i'm gonna make my way down to fucking texas and record an episode with yeah. those guys. i swear because they're awesome it's been three months motherfuckers let's record i know please record well they like they said that they weren't gonna record as much oh. it, but but like this is the longest they've ever gone without putting out an episode and it kind of breaks my heart it's a shame. That's yep. Yep. Yeah, you guys think you got a you got it bad when we don't record like one fucking episode <laughs> one week, like when we take a week off. One we, out of a million. My favorite podcast is taking three months off. I'm about ready to fucking slip my wrist again. Oh man. I said again. <laughs> See, I can joke about yeah, I tried to commit suicide once, that's an episode, but you know what? I can joke about that because that I think that empowers me. Like yeah. I think when you can joke about something, it doesn't fuck with you anymore. You're you're empowered like Jamie Kennedy. Absolutely. <laughs> Guys, uh, let's move on uh, from Blind Spot, which I also tossed. I agree with you, Jay. Not a big fan of it. I just kind of see like where that's going to go every week, too. Yeah. She's going to find out. Like I, I feel like every week on that show, she's going to just help them solve another mystery with Agreed. another convenient tattoo. And then she's going to get little bits and pieces of her memory back every week at the end of the episode, too, which will piece together. I just see it's very formulaic. I, I agree. I it's one of those shows that could easily the pendulum could swing either way for me. Right. And like, that's why I didn't Tupperware it because like I but, could easily see this becoming just like rigmarole. I, I don't uh, like Kurt. I liked her. I didn't like the male Yes, lead. that's yeah. what I was gonna I say. I had a huge problem with Kurt her. Kurt Weller, that character is fucking horrible. Yeah. He's yeah. a fucking horrible male lead. He's a yeah. piece of shit. There's nothing to like about that guy. She was phenomenal. She dog. was great. Yeah. And I also, I also like, I, I, I love the action choreography. Whoever they have yeah. in charge of that did a great job. It looked great on screen. I agree. Um, let's talk about the Muppets. Yeah, Muppets. Let's. let's talk about the Muppets. Uh, did all of us watch the Muppets? Yes. Okay. So mm -hmm. half hour format. We're looking at like a 22 minute episode. Uh, Jake, I, of course, I have been dying to hear. You're probably the biggest Muppets fan here. Oh, I love the Muppets. Uh, Jake, I want to know what your rating of the Muppets TV show is. Well, before going into this, there was a lot of press about how, um, mothers. Yeah, it was, yeah. A, it was an adult take on the Muppets. Can I, can I, can I talk about yeah, this a go little for bit it. before we go into it? Okay, this is from actually, I'm going to read something from Slash Film. Uh, here's their article. Uh, you know that grunt like scream that Miss Piggy makes when she's really ma uh, mad and frustrated that's pretty much what the American Family Association offshoot of one million man uh, one million moms is doing right now <laughs> as they boycott ABC's the Muppets TV show premiering this Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern the organization touts a mission statement saying that they are trying to stop the exploitation of our children, especially by the entertainment media, and stand against the immorality, violence, vulgarity, and profanity the entertainment media is throwing at your children. On, Or more succinctly put it, we want our children to have the best chance possible of living in a moral society. 
So it might come as no surprise that the Muppets TV series, which has been described as having a more adult-skewed tone than previous Muppet stories, has the organization in uproar because the show apparently makes nonchalant jokes about sex and drugs. Find out more about One Million Moms boycotting the Muppets below. In an email sent out to all their uh, subscribers, members, and followers, which they also posted on their website, the organization says of the Muppets, quote, ABC hopes children watch the show and predict they would enjoy the same, uh, would enjoy some of the humor, but One Million Moms would disagree. It is not the show it once was. ABC has ruined the Muppets. <laughs> How many parents want to explain the punchline of sexually charged jokes to young children? Many parents unknowingly will let their children watch an episode only to find out its perverted nature too late unless they are alerted ahead of time. One million moms and others need to get the word out to families to avoid this program at all costs. Yeah, so, so that's that's kind of like what you were talking about there. And I'd yeah. read all this stuff before seeing the show, so you kind of get in your head like, oh my gosh, what is this Muppet show going to be like? But I, <laughs> I it, it was pretty tame Like after reading all this to me. Um, I applaud Disney for, um, I think the movies are really like family-friendly and everything, at least the last two movies. But before these last two Disney-controlled Muppet movies, the Muppets have always had an adult sense of humor and adult sensibilities to it. Even the original Muppet variety show would do um, jokes based on, like, sex and yeah. relationship jokes and everything and had all kinds of adult stuff going on and everything. So I, I didn't really see what the big uproar was. It's not like they were taking, like, I don't know, like Arthur the PBS show and, like, making him sexually charged. These are... <laughs> <laughs> These are characters that have always had a little bit of an adult sense of humor to them. Um, well, you're talking about mothers now that were raised on Muppet babies. Yeah. That maybe didn't watch the original show or the original movies to begin with. And yeah. so they just have weird expectations of like what we're supposed to get from this show. Yeah, I mean, Kermit and Miss Piggy have had relationship humor from the dawn of the Muppets. What did you think about the uh, marketing campaign as far as like, you know, you'd watch Entertainment Tonight and they'd talk about like, like it was Kardashian news. Yeah, or like something. they'd broken up like and they everything. They'd broken up and yeah. like you got to see the snapshots of like the new girlfriend of Kermit. It actually made me excited. I, I remember talking to a friend at work. I'm like, I wonder who left who. I thought, it, I thought it was a great way to get people's attention to make them watch this show. I, I, like, I thought it was pretty brilliant marketing. Yeah, I was like, what are the details there? I mean, and then I was excited that they showed that it was Kermit that left Miss Piggy. And yeah. I thought that was really cool. The show was still just a taste it for me. Mm -hmm. I, I wanted it so badly to be a Tupperware. Right. But it was a little bit cliched in its kind of ripoff of the uh, office. office. Yeah, Even let's say that intro, Unison. Yeah. We haven't even talked about this, but let's say that in unison because, yeah, it's a complete ripoff of The Office. Even the Miss Piggy Kermit storyline is the exact same storyline with Jim and Pam. Yeah. And, like, the new pig is, like, the Karen of The Muppet Show, if, <laughs> if you're big into The Office. You know? And he's got a new girlfriend. It's obvious that him and Miss Piggy will get back by the end of the first season, and then it's all just a slow build towards that. Um, and, they, and they make the... The Gonzo joke was kind of like, it was a little funny, but it was like making fun of the office format and everything. Mm, yeah, you know? that was kind of funny. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I, I hope this show becomes a Tupperware. I hope it kind of finds its own identity instead of just being like an office clone. Let me jump into mine. Yeah. My rating. Uh, I'm giving this the lowest 
of taste-its. Yeah. The lowest of taste-its. And I'm going to call it... It's going to get canceled. Going to get canceled. Got huge ratings. It's going to get canceled. It beat Scream Queens, and it wasn't projected to. Well, I think... I still feel like this is going to get canceled. I, I yeah. don't think that this is going to sustain. I think, like... I think we're going to see a huge drop-off of this. I cannot see this going... I cannot see this going two seasons. I cannot see people tuning into this every week. Hmm. Like, oh God, I can't wait for Muppet season two. I are, can't see. Are it they happening. gonna get back together? Oh my God! Anytime, like, yeah, I I can't see it happening. I I can't see a season two. If it happens, I'll be amazed. And it's great for Jim Henson fans and Muppet fans. Um, but um, no, Ralph, that pissed me off. Yeah, yeah, Ralph's one of my faves. Yeah, what was up with that? I don't know. Not not even to be seen. I don't think. Wow, are they holding that on us? I don't know if he's gonna come later yeah. or. No Ralph love whatsoever, though. Jay, talk to me, man. What are you thinking? I, I Tupperware'd this. <laughs> I fucking loved it. Uh, you know, like, it, it, it you know, the, from the grumpy old men in the fucking crowd when Fonzie's announcing the show, you know, he's kind of like the, the guy that gets the crowd hyped up before the show mm-hmm. and the grumpy old men saying, Oh God, you know, fucking get us out of here, you know, or, you know. Oh, I love those. <laughs> whatever. I want to die. That kind of shit. And, and I, I liked it. Like, uh, I miss the office. So I guess like, I guess like to me, this is taking the place of what the office was to me. Cause that was such an addiction watching the office. And it was the only show of its kind, kind of like for a long time. So like this takes the place of it for me, and it does. Well, you know, the office started off in Great Britain, yeah, and then you know America kind of ripped that off. It's true. Yeah, it it's true. true. It's, it's very true. But like, I love that fucking mockumentary style. Like this is a reality show, but it's not. I love that they brought that into the Muppets. So I enjoyed that aspect of it, and I I like that that it's centered around people that actually grew up on the show. Yeah. As far as, you know, it's like, it's not, it's not trying to target like kids necessarily. It's trying to target people that actually watch the show and kind of give it a fresh take. Mm-hmm. So I, I enjoyed that. I Un- enjoy- unlike Blind Spot, I will be watching the second episode of this show though. Oh, I definitely will be too. I, I will be. I liked how it kind of like brought about the other characters, you mm-hmm. know, and it kind of expanded like, you know, you get to meet Scooter and he's being thrown off the fucking. I love that scene. By Elizabeth Banks. He's being thrown off the tour wagon and he gets back on. He's like, hey, you know, I don't know. I think that's, it, it's stupid. It's like dumb humor. It's, mm-hmm. it's really not like sophisticated at all. Dumb humor, but it's also, you know, like I said, I think it, it takes me back to that addiction that I have. I, with the I did like the band playing with the Imagine Dragons. Yeah, and that and was I funny. That was Animal gets lost animal. in the <laughs> I thought that was funny. <laughs> yeah, the celebrity usage was really well done, I thought. Mm-hmm. The, I forget the guy's name, but the host from Dancing with the Stars. It was really funny how they kept hurting oh, his feeling. Tom, Tom Bergeron. Bergeron. Yeah. yeah, something yeah. like that. That was pretty funny. He, he was the replacement for Bob Sagan on America's Funniest Home Videos as well. Right. Oh. Yeah. I, I think, I think bottom line for me is like it has hope and it made me feel good so mm-hmm. that's why i'm giving it a tupperware because there hasn't been a show since like the office that's made me feel good like or parks and recreation mm-hmm. that's made me like it's just like that guilty pleasure you know what i'm saying and i think the muppets is my guilty pleasure yeah i don't blame you i want the show to be a tupperware really badly and i want it to succeed but so the first episode was rough well like brian said it's just a pilot yeah maybe maybe they'll work out some kinks i don't know you know 
You Tupperware'd it. There were no kinks for you. No, there was no kinks for me, but maybe for you for guys. Us, means. Maybe yeah. for you guys to work out the thing. No, they, 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 they did enough to lay a foundation to where I will watch a second episode. Now, once I watch said second episode, if I get like the same kind of like reaction from it, I probably, it probably will fall off of my, you know, weekly lineup of watching. Yeah. But, um, I'm def- I'm gonna watch this again. I, I, they, they did enough to hook me at least to watch, have me watch a second episode. Episode. I want to see, kind of see where it goes. Yeah, I mean, to put it on your weekly list takes a lot. Oh, so yeah. I, I totally understand you guys. So uh, I wanted to talk real quick. Um, I'm going to Tupperware uh, Black Jesus season two. Black Jesus, <laughs> we're in our second. It's from, it's on Adult Swim. No, I, this is a real show. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Fucking, we got Charlie Murphy, Slink Johnson. Oh my gosh, is but, Charlie Murphy Black Jesus? No, 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 uh, okay. no, no. This show is fucking amazing. I, it's, season two started. We're two weeks in. It is. It's great. They got all the original cast from the first season. They've all come back and they're doing season two. I'm going to Tupperware this. So. What is? I know nothing about the show. What is it? It's great. It's basically like if you take okay, if you take the story of Jesus and you put him in like you know uh, like South Central Los Angeles, okay, as a black man, and his apostles are like, you know. I don't know. His apostles, like some of them are basically like you've got the, I don't know, like you got the one, one guy who's kind of like, kind of like a, kind of like a gangbanger. And then you've got, you know, like one guy who's like dating like a, like a news journalist. And then like, but like he doesn't really work for his money. Kind of like was living off of her and shit. And then you got like one dude that lives with his mom and shit. And like, I don't know, man. It's just, it's, they are the apostles. Okay. And so it's basically like if if Jesus was like living in South Central and smoked weed and and just like preached the same message, you know, but and like you'll see some of his parables like living like on this show with these characters and like last week's episode was like um they were talking about tithing mm-hmm. and how you know like in the Bible it says you need to give 10% of your earnings to Jesus and like he went into the church and was like listening to you know the pastor talk about this and he's like he's ripping these people off he's taking 50% of their tithe for himself and like so dude it's it's a great show man it's it's funny charlie murphy's great in it yeah. it's got the dude that played the father from uh friday uh the, uh, Ice Cube's dad. Okay, yeah. Always talking about taking a shit. Yeah, always talking about taking, <laughs> always spraying yeah. like the, the air freshener and shit yeah. in the truck. He's in it. He plays a bum that like moves in with Charlie Murphy, who like owns like the um, the apartment complex that they all live at. Dude, Black Jesus is hilarious. Half an hour. Half an hour format. Hmm. If you can watch this, if you can watch um, season one on uh, AdultSwim.com. Okay, I'd highly recommend it. It's fun and it's funny. It's um. Some of the best. It's some of the best comedy I'd, I've seen on Adult Swim. It's really good original programming. I have to check that out. And season two, we're just two episodes in. I would definitely watch it. It's hilarious. Yeah. Have you seen this show? No, I, I saw Brian's post on it, and I was immediately intrigued. I fucking knew nothing about this. Yeah, I had never heard of it either. <laughs> Which is usually the case. But yeah, look, it looks fucking awesome. Go to AdultSwim.com, and you should be able to watch it. I think they have all their programming available there. Cool. Um, but, 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 moving on, let's talk about life in pieces. Yeah. Uh, is this, uh, is this CBS? Yeah, this is CBS. CBS. Yeah, for sure. So basically CBS is like, you know, they're doing like Big Bang Theory. They were, they were known for like their, um, 
multiple camera comedy. And so now they've gone to like a single shot camera comedy, kind of like uh, Modern Family. Exactly. And so they're like, we're gonna get, we're gonna give you our version of Modern Family. Yes. Um, and uh, Life in Pieces, it's it's kind of a neat, kind of a neat uh, way to do the show. They they have um, it's it's like kind of like four different, three different stories, and then they all culminate in the final. Yeah final minutes of the show okay so the title actually has to do with the format exactly even. life in pieces so like you've got a family and uh it all deals with like the brothers and sisters and like their families and they know they don't intermingle until like the last half of the show so you got three individual stories, and then the culmination is the final story. So like, is this a half an hour? Half an hour. That's show. a lot happening in a half an hour. Six to seven minutes for each character. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, they did. Yeah. So <laughs> if that, I mean, so um, I am going to high taste this comedy. I I really had a lot of fun with the uh, Colin Hanks character. Him and his wife. His wife is fucking. She is. Very com- great comedic timing. Yeah, I am very impressed with her. I- I've seen her. I've in other never thing- seen her before. I've seen her in other things before, but my God, this is she is so funny. Her comedic timing is great. Uh, Colin Hanks, y- he's okay. Yeah, he's okay. He's playing off of her. He's playing time. off of her, and he's kind of like the Jason Bateman straight man in this. Yeah, and uh, I liked him. Um, and then I also loved the uh, the uh, the family, the mother and the father that had the kid going to college. Yeah. I laughed out loud at a few moments of that family. Um, the first one, what was the first one? Was it the the woman and the guy? What were uh, the the they had the woman and the guy going on their first date? Yeah, and they they were both like working at the same place. Right, 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 right. That was okay. <laughs> that was okay. It was kind of funny running yeah. into the ex husband that's still living. At <gasps> oh, the house. Yeah, yeah. oh shit! Yes, 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 yes. yes. No, I Tupperware that. Yeah. Holy yeah. fuck! I Tupperware that because that that was uh, that was Peel. From, yeah, that uh, Key and Peel. Holy <laughs> shit! That was hilarious. I can't wait to see more of that, dude. Oh my god! Yeah, I'm remembering how funny that was. <laughs> yeah. What was your what's your rating on? this show jay oh i i tupperware this show i tupperware it. it's hard for me to say i'm gonna give it a high taste that i can't quite tupperware he's it right yet. there i can't quite <laughs> tupperware it yet i gotta see more episodes but yes cbs they needed a show like this mm. to work out well for them and i think it did I, I i don't know what the ratings were but for me i'm definitely gonna be watching this because it's like it's like i have grown kind of like tired of modern family I the last season I didn't watch last season at all and the season before that I stopped watching midway through the season it just kept get and it was great for me when modern family started off it was awesome I agree yeah. and now it has just kind of gone on and I kind of know it to expect out of the format mm. and I it, it lost steam for me and um, this is something that will definitely take the place of that. I think I'm going to be watching this from week to week. I I like the format too. Yeah, I like the culmination of all of them. And it, I the the funeral. Uh, the, the <laughs> yeah. James Brolin stars his in this, funeral. And, and his fake funeral at the end. I thought that was a funny culmination of all of them. At the beginning, I was like, "Holy shit! They, did they kill off James Brolin?" <laughs> I was like, "They can't. Like he's part of the cast. What's going on here?" Yeah, yeah. Seems like a, seems like a tough writer. 
writer's challenge to keep that up week to week, <laughs> yeah. though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, uh, but, but it worked out, and I think, I think it does. I think it's uh, for a pilot. This is they did a great job. Yeah. They did a great job. <laughs> like comedy pilots are, are, dude, are rough, dude. The Predator references. Oh God. <laughs> Oh my Come god. On. She has a baby, Jake. Yeah. She has a baby and like the do- the, do- the the doctor uh is talking about how it just like it, how it destroys your vagina. Don't look at it. Don't look down. <laughs> For at least 6 weeks do not look at your vagina and she like fucking like they go home and all of a sudden like Colin Hanks like the camera's focused on him and you hear like a scream. And he like comes into the room, realizes that she looked down at it, <laughs> and then she starts telling him, "She's like, oh my god, it's like gross, blah blah blah." You remember that scene for the Predator when he takes off the mask? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, "Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> that's what it looks like." Oh my god, fucking hilarious! Yeah, Tupper. I, you know what? I'm gonna Tupperware this as far, as far as a pilot goes. I don't know how the whole season's gonna go, but yeah, I, yeah. no fucking high tasted. I'm gonna stick with it. <laughs> I Tupperware that joke because you right. just, that joke was fucking, fucking phenomenal. You know I, you love you know, that joke. I'm going to Tupperware her. Yes, as an as a comedian, yeah. she is fucking the funniest person on this show. But that writing for the Predator it's, reference, it's come great. on, it was great. Come it was on, great. but I'm going to high taste it so far. It, it, nice. it, it is a Modern Family ripoff. It is. It is. It is. In a way. In a way. I mean, they're they're doing that. They're doing, yeah, CBS is trying to take advantage of that single shot camera comedy. Yeah. They're not doing that fucking, like, the Big Bang Theory, uh, you know, uh, fucking two and a half men kind of format. Right. With the laugh track. They're, they're kind of doing, they're doing a little bit more of the Modern Family thing. Some of the same writing, but like, the cast is fucking fantastic. And like you said, she is a shining star in this whole first episode. It's ridiculous. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, even like, they they do that, they do, uh, Kid Goes to College. The Kid Goes to College was way better, like, that was a better follow up to National Lampoon's vacation than the actual movie was. Exactly. It felt more like a National Lampoon's vacation movie. Than the they, Ed Helms fucking. It movie. was totally an ode to that with the singing in the yes. car and yeah. everything. Yeah. They did try and like, but it was it was better executed. It was it was way better. Everything executed. was very well executed yeah. up until the very end. Like you yeah. said, the culmination. I agree. That's what's nice about it. All right, guys. Um, you know what? Uh, I've got uh, one more show that I'm going to talk about. But what other shows did you guys watch that you wanted to talk about? I watched uh, Limitless. Did either of you guys watch that? Nine. I did not. Um, <laughs> just like Minority Report, it wasn't like a remake. It was actually like taking place after the movie. And I kind of guessed that from the trailer that I did see where Bradley Cooper makes an appearance yeah, in the Bradley show. Yeah, Bradley Cooper himself is actually an executive producer of this show. And he, he does make an appearance as his character from the movie in the show. And... I mean, seemingly will make more appearances. I don't. I don't think he'll be in every episode. But the way they they write him into the story, I think it's impossible to never have him in it again. Right. Like I think he has to show up again when ratings start going down a little bit more. That's he'll come back. Yeah. I have a feeling. And then I don't know. They left Call it. me a fucking precog. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, just, I'm just saying, Are you a fucking precog? When the ratings start getting in the shitter, you, it's time for a Bradley Cooper appearance. And, right? I, and, I, and I think they definitely left it open for that. Like it won't seem out of left field when he shows back up. Like I, at this point, I'm expecting it. You well, know? he's a producer, so he probably wants to keep the show going. Yeah, I'm sure. This was still just a taste it for me. I thought the the pilot you are being generous this week. Being yeah, a nice what guy, the King Toss. I had a lot here. of fun watching TV this week. <laughs> Yeah, you did. 
Um, I, I could see this show easily becoming. <laughs> He's fucking giddy. And we've lost King Tosset. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I could easily see this show becoming a Tosset, though. Mm. I thought the first episode. Thank you. Bring it back. I thought the first episode was fun because <laughs> it was kind of a murder mystery. Yeah. But then by the end of it, he agrees to work with the FBI. Uh, so they had a great murder mystery episode. And now it's going to become a week-to-week crime drama where he's helping an FBI agent solve mm. cases, which really wasn't what the first episode was about. Mm. And I guess if listeners don't know, Limitless, it's like they take a drug and the drug opens up their entire brain so yeah. they, they can remember everything they've ever experienced in their entire life, including like what it was like to be in their mom's womb. Like from birth to where they are now, they can remember every single thing. Right. And... The main character, his dad is dying some rare disease that none of the doctors can figure out. And his friend lets him have one of these pills, and he kind of cracks the code on what's wrong with his dad. And then he doesn't completely do enough to where he can, like, help his dad out, and he goes to get another pill and then stumbles across his friend's dead body. His friend's been murdered. Yeah. And then he kind of takes it upon himself to figure out what had happened to his friend and everything. And then by the end of it, he hooks up with Bradley Cooper's character. And Bradley Cooper, because when you take this pill, most people take it, and then within a year, they're like aged and almost dying. But Bradley Cooper's character figures out a way that you can stunt this by injecting some, you know, nonsense medicine he figured out. And you can take these injections and still take this pill and not have anything go wrong with you. And so that's what Bradley Cooper hooks the main character up with. That's convenient for this show. Yeah, it is super convenient. Super convenient. <laughs> but like I said, it was fun, though. The first episode was fun. I've got it on my DVR. I'll, I'll give it a, sh- I'll give it a shot. I'm worried about episode two, though, and beyond. Because it just seems like, okay, we had fun with that first episode, but now yeah. it's time for just bullshit crime drama. So maybe it is, instead of limitless, maybe it's limited? It, it very seems very much limited. My I'm going to call it canceled. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb here and call it canceled. Shit, no. bold statement. I haven't even seen it, and I'm calling it canceled. <laughs> it's gonna it's, it'll live it'll live a couple more weeks when Bradley Cooper makes a you know appearance or two, and then yeah, yeah. I didn't have much interest in this because I, I hadn't seen the movie, but, uh, but that's the only reason. I saw 45 minutes of the movie, and then I fell asleep during the movie. Did you really? I never finished oh, it. Shit. Pretty, I thought it was a pretty good movie. Well, I, I wouldn't know. I fell asleep. <laughs> yeah, it's not a Tupperware either. <laughs> I could rate maybe the first 45 minutes of it. And I saw, no, I'm kidding. Heroes Reborn. Oh, yeah, that happened. All right, guys. I will be honest with you. I saw the first hour yeah. of Heroes Reborn. I have not seen the latter half. They they went ahead and they did a two hour season premiere yes. of Heroes Reborn, and uh, I I'll be honest with you, like I don't even think I watched the entire first season of Heroes. I watched it all. So I didn't. Yeah, it went on four seasons. Four seasons. Four seasons. It was one of the writers' strike kind of. Yeah, season when, two was all yeah, fucked up from that. Yeah, the writers' strike kind of killed that show. That, at least that's what they say. And <laughs> I, I, I watched a little bit of the first season. So kind of going into this, I was kind of like a little blind. But I want to know what you guys thought of uh, Jake. Let's talk to you first about Heroes Reborn. What yeah, did you think? I will toss this. Really? Yeah. I, for some reason, like maybe enough time had passed where I was like, oh, I'm excited to see Heroes again. 
And then, oh, I just, I was so fucking bored for this entire two hours. Like, bored to tears. I forgot how much I loathe the music in Heroes 2. How it's the same fucking droll music from back when it was on the air for the entire fucking episode. Um, I wanted to see a little bit more of some of the characters I actually did like from the original and, and like, what they were up to. And there was really none of that. We, we got HRG and we got the Haitian. And then that was it as far as like catching up with new characters and, or old characters. And I wasn't really fascinated by any of the new characters that were introduced. I, I don't know. I, I did not like this. Mm. It was, uh, it was slow and plodding. I didn't care about the video game storyline with the, the girl going into the video game. I, I don't, I don't know what storyline I, I cared about. I didn't care about the guy, the, the kid that played Peter Pan in Once Upon a Time. <laughs> <laughs> with the big ears I, yeah i didn't give a shit about his storyline like i just found all the characters <laughs> annoying and this really dull and drab and like an x-men wannabe yeah i'm gonna agree with you if You're i could jump it? if i could jump right Go in it, i'm yeah. tossing it as well this is civil war x-men mm-hmm. storyline this is nothing new to anybody who reads comic books. Yeah. The, this storyline has been played out again and again. It's being played out currently Very in, Captain, in Captain America Civil War. Well, guys, uh, we also had Powers on the PlayStation Network that True. came out last year. And True. This is very reminiscent of that. This I thought more weird. Days of Future Past than Civil War, but I yeah. see where you're going to. Yeah, this, the, the, nothing in this was unpredictable to anyone that reads comic books. So if that is their core audience that they're aiming at, then they've already lost it. It's very, very like, okay, we need to change this up into a more mainstream storyline, which is what Avengers and X-Men are already doing currently in the movie universe. So, that, yeah, there's nothing new in this. And like like, like you said, they're not, you're introduced to some new characters. There's a couple I, – I, I would disagree. There's a couple new characters that I think – is enough for me to want to watch the next couple of episodes. Which yeah. which characters? There, there's some visual. There's a vigilante character named uh, uh, El Vengador. Oh, I hated that. He he dresses in like a lucha libre outfit, like a wrestler, like a Mexican wrestler. So he's wearing right. that that mask. So there, there's something that happens at the beginning of this episode, and he is kind of like. Uh, he is kind of like the guy that's like going to lead all of the other evos as they call them, mm-hmm. the superpowered people to their freedom. So he's kind of the guy that's trying to do that. And he's also the guy that's trying to save the underdog. Much much like Batman. Like right. why are you saving these people? Well, because they're the underdogs. Yeah. So that that character to me is kind of compelling. Yeah. Um but other than that like yeah, all the other characters are are very cringe cringeworthy from the original series that they're trying to reintroduce into this one. I think Jay made a really good point about like we already have Avengers and X-Men. Like when Heroes first came out, like it we didn't have much of an outlet for like yeah. comic book properties and everything. Like I don't know, when did Heroes come out? 2000 like 5, 2006? Yeah, then it was a little bit different. It was like pre-Iron Man 1. Yeah. So it like it like filled a hole that we kind of needed, and I couldn't help but tune in. But now it's like, ugh. yeah, the, the, this is basically it's stealing characters that you already know and love from your other franchises and putting them in here for a better story. Yeah, and it, 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 I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't really. It, it's not compelling. It doesn't pay off. And there's nothing really likable about any of it. And then they they do all these fucking flashback things, or or they do all these little like symbolistic things from the old series. Hey, remember cheerleaders? Yeah. Well, here's yeah. like 
six different shots of fucking cheerleaders for you. Remember yeah. the cheerleader? Here's oh, yeah. six different things of cheerleaders, just so you remember the first season. So, it, yeah, it, it just it just falls flat. What would you think, Brian? I um, Number one, I'm going to uh, toss Zachary Levi. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Huge toss for Zachary. I'm not a big Zachary Levi fan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I toss his character in this. I toss, I toss his acting. I toss his face. <laughs> I, I toss Zachary Levi. Uh, but other than that, I am going to taste this. For some reason, like not being like a big heroes guy to begin with, for some reason I felt like this is something I'm going to keep watching at least until it starts to really suck for me. I, I kind of liked the whole video game story up until like, I watched only the first hour, so I haven't seen the second hour. Okay. So maybe it'll get worse for me. Yeah. But like, up until she became, I thought it was interesting, the video game character. I, th- I was actually kind of compelled by that character up until she actually became a video game. Yes. I thought that was kind of fucking weird. There's a lot yeah. more of that coming. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Cause I thought that was fucking weird once that started. But up until that point, I thought that was interesting. Kind of like a, I don't know. I don't know. I, I just thought it was interesting. Uh, the, the kid, the geeky kid in school and mm-hmm. shit like that. Um, I liked him, especially when he fucking like vacuum sucked Zachary Levi into another dimension or something. I yeah. enjoyed, you enjoyed that. that. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, Zachary Levi. <laughs> but like, I don't know, man. There's something about this. I, I, I'm gonna taste this. It was not the worst pilot I've ever seen. I thought that this could have been way worse than it was. And I think the show will get, I'm hoping it'll just get incrementally better. That they'll kind of figure out where they're going from this. But yeah, it's nothing that hasn't not been done before. But on the flip side, I like those stories like Days of Future Past. Right. I like those stories like Powers. So you don't mind it being retold in kind of a different way? Not at all. Yeah. Not at all. You can spin it to me. I love the movie Brother Wherefore Art Thou. Yeah. Why? Because I love the the Homer, the Iliad, and the Odyssey. Just right. Spin it to me in a different way. And it's goddamn sophisticated. What you just did. Yeah. That's what I. <laughs> that's what I like about this. It's the same story. Yeah, you're going to repackage it for me. But yeah, you know what? I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you a couple episodes before I kind of drop off of this. And okay. it, it did enough to kind of keep my attention and. Uh, th- I don't have any sort of like attachment to like the original series because I, I don't even think I did finish the first season. Yeah, I didn't either. I think it's going to serve the show well that it's only a thirteen episode thing. I think one of the weaknesses That's, of yeah, the yeah, other series point. is that they had to have twenty two, twenty four episodes. That is a great point, point. and it was hard to keep up those cliffhangers. Like by the middle of it, it was like, Ugh, right? You, know? you can make this a really tight show with thirteen episodes. Yeah. I'm a, I, I'm not giving up on it just yet. Good, that's I, good. Yeah, I'm, no, know, no, no. I can understand why you would toss a pilot. Pilots are rough. Yeah, and I thought the second I thought the second hour was rougher than the first. To be okay, honest with okay, you. okay. Um, totally different director too on the second. Yeah, hour. you could see it. One thing that really bothered me was the the gambling scene in the second hour. Yeah. And they're like, there's a sign that says no powers, you know, because they don't want people using their powers to like win, win extra money or whatever. Right. And like the guy was obviously using powers <laughs> to win craps. Like there was a bad special effect happening to make the dice turn the way he wanted them to turn. Right. And then like no one bats an eye at that until like later, like the one character is so smart to figure you used your powers to win that money. Right. It's like, how does the whole room not see that? They're all, <laughs> they're all watching the goddamn dice. This, I will say that NBC, like 
you did not do a good job with the special effects in this show. I agree. And a show like this really relies on, it doesn't have to be like theatrical special effects, but they have to not be hokey. Mm -hmm. They were all hokey. It's a fine line. And I thought these special effects were real hokey. Yeah. What this show doesn't do, you know, and I hated Minority Report, but on the flip side, I did like the way that they had just like some of the things in Minority Report that made the future look interesting. Like when he got into the subway and they had the, um, what was it? What was that? It was like that that uh, marijuana. That yeah, the, the advertising. Yeah, what was yeah. that? What was that advertisement? It was for like some kind of like. Uh, oh yeah, it was they, like weed drink or cake or something. It like was like that. some kind of like like uh, yeah, they called it like uh, baked. Yeah, baked brownies or something. Baked I can't goods, remember. baked goods like or something yeah. like that. And it had like a little pot leaf, uh, like with eyeballs, and he was like their little mascot. Yeah, that was funny. That was funny. And then like, uh, oh, when they were like, I liked how they they took advantage. Like it's on Fox, and they were like. The Simpsons. Season. Oh, that was a funny joke. The seventy fifth season of Simpsons. Yeah, that and was a funny. joke. You got to hear like you know they were going through do 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 and doing all like the seventy five does and stuff like that, celebrating the seventy five years of the Simpsons. That and made I, me laugh too. And I, I thought that that was kind of brilliant, and I like the way that they did that. Um, back to Heroes Are Born. Back that, to Heroes. That video game shit. Like graphics Does on it get PlayStation Three look better than that. <laughs> Yeah. Like, and that bothered me that, too. That, it's like, like, at least have this shit look like a modern video game. I, that was, that was one of the few things that I enjoyed though. It was, it was totally kind of a different thing. Like, I wasn't it expecting kind of took, it. I wasn't expecting it either, but yeah. it also took me out of that story. I, I was agree. really engaged by that story. Yeah. The fact that that guy kept coming there and like, he showed up with that book that showed her origin story and how she was like having a hard time accepting. Like, right. Like, whoa. Find the sword. And then find the sword. And then she finds the sword and turns into a physical video game. I was... Jay, I thought it was a little fucking weird. And and it kind of took me out of the whole story. I kept thinking that those characters were going to lead to us seeing Hero again, too. I did, too. I I totally thought that the whole episode. Like, when is Hero coming? Is that still something that is happening? He's going to be in three episodes. Okay. From as far as IMDb said. I kept thinking, Billy, don't be a hero. (laughs) Don't don't be a fool with your life. I I don't know. I thought that was kind of cool. Like lead me like she had this other character you know the guy character who's who introduced her to this you know like go find your sword it's in your father's study that kind of thing and like later on he's almost like leading her in the game as a player i don't know like i think video game fucking nerds are gonna love that shit yeah but otherwise it might take because they set up all these things before that from the very beginning, they really set up these other characters, and then they they do kind of just juxtapose this weird kind of video game universe yeah. just to be like, well, we can do this. I'm going to keep watching this, though. It, it, it's grabbed my attention. I'm going to watch it, and uh, if it gets... You know, if it gets uh, incrementally better, yeah, more power to it. If it gets incrementally worse, I'm out. Yeah. Well, it's okay. like you said. It's a miniseries. 13 episodes. Yeah. 13 episodes. You can't watch the second half if it gets yeah. bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, anybody else have anything else that they want to bring up before I talk about Gotham season two? Uh, we watched Scream Queens. I believe yeah, Jay you watched two, it too. You two watched Scream Queens. Yeah. I could not watch Scream Queens. I could not bring myself to watch it because it looks like something that I would absolutely hate. Yeah. <laughs> so, and it's not like I hate Jamie Lee Curtis. No. 
And I don't think you hate Ryan Murphy either. No, I mean, you, you watched the horror story. Yeah. Talk to me about Scream Queens. It was it was a low taste it for me. It was like I don't know. It was like a campy. It was like Heather's meets campy horror movie. Mm. And to, again, the two hours thing was too much for me. <laughs> By the second hour, I was Holy like checked shit. out. Holy shit, they want you two hours in this fucking show? Two fucking Yeah, hours. two hours for Fuck the pilot you. episode. Fuck them. <laughs> um, right? Yeah, I mean, Jamie Lee Curtis is in it, and I know she's a horror legend because of her Halloween stuff and everything. Yeah. But I, her character annoyed the fucking piss out of me. She didn't do anything for me. Is she me. a big part of the show? Is yeah. She, yeah, she's, she's okay. a huge part of the show. She's like basically like a cougar stuck in a job she didn't want. Yeah. And ugh, I I can't stand the girl that's the lead either. She's also a big part of the last couple seasons of America Horror Story. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Oh, I know I, exactly I'm who you're talking about. Emma Roberts. Emma Roberts, yeah. She was in uh, Coven and then in uh, the last one where it yes, was just, yes. just circus freak. I do not like Emma Roberts. She just annoys me. I, I liked she, her in Coven. I thought she did a great job. She was better in Coven Very than much in better. Show. Exactly, agreed. But I think she really overacts, and it always drives me crazy. Mm. And um, I just, this show didn't do anything for me. It had Nassim Pedrad in it from SNL, who, yeah. I, who I love. But even her, like, did nothing for well, me in this you know, show. She's looking for work after she fucked up and joined Mulaney. Yeah, exactly. So, so Fox is like, well, it didn't work out for you on Mulaney. So we'll just throw you on Scream Queens. I feel like, yeah, I feel, also feel like the show couldn't figure out what it wanted to be. Like it couldn't uh, figure out if it, it wanted to be like a camp horror movie or an MTV it, original. Yeah, if it wanted to be a, a legitimate horror movie, if it wanted to be just a straight up comedy, yeah. if it, I, it was just all over the place. Jay. <laughs> Tupperware in it, right? I'm Tupperware in it. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. All right. I fucking loved this, man. I fucking loved this. I don't know anything about these characters, all right? Besides SNL. Uh, and, yeah. and just in case our audience is curious, like Jay will eat anything. <laughs> his, his taste buds were burned Dude, off as a child. No, I I don't think you'll. I don't think you'll hate this either. I think you Shut will like the this. Fuck up. I think if you actually sat down to watch this, you would fucking enjoy right, it. Now I'm gonna watch the it. The fucking humor is on point. That everything that's going on, there's so much there's so many fucking quotable dialogues in this, the goddamn writing is ridiculous. It is ridiculous. <laughs> it is it is everything that you make fun of when you go onto Facebook and you go onto Twitter and you go onto fucking Tumblr. It's everything that you make fun of. It's all these people. Okay. This is the main characters of the story. Right. They are fucking ridiculous. They're fucking stupid. Yeah. And they also juxtapose this fucking scream thing that's going on where you don't there's a killer, but you don't know who the fucking killer is. But regardless of that, it's hilarious. They run over a girl's head with a lawnmower. That does she's happen. She's deaf. Yeah. She's fucking deaf, and she's singing Taylor Swift lyrics. It is fucking hilarious. You hear that, Jacob Harmon? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's happens. singing Taylor Swift lyrics while the lawnmower is coming to cut her fucking head off, and she doesn't know because she's deaf. And I'm sorry, I'm not making fun of deaf people. They make fun of deaf people. That was fucking Even hilarious. Even if you were, they're not going to be able to hear you. Right. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I just yeah I I fucking loved it man it, it it is so in 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 with the fucking hashtag generation the people that you that coin these fucking 
phrases like bad bitch and all this fucking so, crap. Jake is basically saying this show doesn't know what it is. If it's like a horror show or if it's a fucking comedy, Jay, you accepted it for the comedy that it is. It's making fun of the MTV generation. So it's satirical. It is totally satirical. You, okay, so it's satirical comedy and you're, you're Tupperware. I think Jay's giving it too much credit. I, I, okay. I, I really do. For being as satirical, I, I think it's a little bit satirical, but I also think it is trying to tap into that MTV generation. I mean, for fuck's sakes, it has Ariana Grande and Nick Jonas in it. So in a I mean, silly fucking way, though, but, it's not it's not to be taken seriously. No, no, I agree. It's not to be taken. <laughs> Nick seriously. Jonas was fucking awesome, and I don't fucking know Nick Jonas from whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, my girlfriend had to tell me, that's Nick Jonas. And I was like, oh, okay. Uh, was that the one that was on Celebrity Apprentice? Uh, was that the Jonas Brothers? I forgot. I, I couldn't tell the Jonas okay. Brothers apart. It, it, it is. Like, you were right. That was the one thing I agree with, is that it's Heathers mixed with Mean Girls, mixed with Clueless. Like, yeah. if you fucking love any of those three movies, I I'll, do. I'll think you'll understand the humor. I've never seen Mean Girls, but I loved Heathers and I love Clueless. Yeah. That's to me in, in a mix of Scream, a little bit of Scream involved. Yeah. Um, hence Scream Queens. Yeah. I, I thought it was fucking hilarious. If Brian's gonna watch it, I, I don't want to get into another point where I thought a lot of the stuff. They're like, it's like, oh, this I don't is. Care a, if you spoil it, I'll watch there's it. There's like so. a big mystery about like who the one character is and everything, and you see it like 45 minutes ahead of when they reveal it. Like it's really silly to what, me. What the devil? That the no, not the devil character, but the um the guy that is like bad at talking to girls character oh, okay. and what his relation okay. to the whole story is. I, I just, I just think this is like making fun of that to the T. So like, if you <sighs> think that this is like tongue in cheek, like making fun of people like that, I yeah. don't think it is. I think it is literally like making fun of the people what? that you yourself make fun of. What I want, Jay <laughs> what I want Jason to learn though, what I want you to learn is that it, it's if if you are going to Tupperware a pilot, you got to know it's a Tupperware. It's a Tupperware. I'm not I'm not disputing it whatsoever. Tupperwareing pilots is like serious. For for shit. me for me to watch a fucking 2 hour goddamn I pilot. I cannot Tupperware. Honestly, like it's hard for me to Tupperware a pilot. Yeah, I agree. Like even Life in Pieces, which I think I enjoyed more than anything else that I watched, I can't Tupperware it because it's like pilots are the most misleading. And pilots are usually the worst episode. Usually, um, yeah, I, 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 I have I a hard time. Like the Lost pilot is a Tupperware for me, and then I can't think of anything fucking it's else. Hard, it's really hard. Maybe the Sopranos pilot. Yeah, but you guys got to look at it from my point of view. Like, I don't, I don't watch a lot of TV. Yeah. Like this week, I watched more TV than I've watched in months. Yeah. And so for me to be like, okay, this is this is something. This is compelling. Like that that's a pretty big deal. Like I'm not a fucking idiot. It wasn't a toss it. It wasn't a toss it for me. I'm not giving up the ship just yet. Yeah. Well I I'm And just, I understand that it's supposed to be tongue in cheek, but I just like it never to me it never found its groove in any of the genres. Right. And to be fair, like last week, like an hour before we recorded, like Jay watched me j jiggle my keys for like twenty minutes and it was just like in he was enthralled. So, I mean, to be fair, yeah, Jay is... I am I am saying I would be surprised if you don't like this. Okay. At least like it. I'm not okay. saying you're going to Tupperware I, I agree it. with Jay. I okay. don't think you would absolutely hate this. Okay. Yeah. 
I think this is right up your alley, and I think it's a lot. Like I said, it's fucking making fun of a lot of dumb bullshit that we witness on a day to day basis. So my my review of uh, Scream Queens will more than likely be better than Jiggling Keys. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Do you guys have anything else other than? No. Goth- Gotham, are we going to talk about Gotham? I'm going to talk about Gotham right. Season 2 premiere. Um, Gotham Season 2 premiere, I thought Gotham last year started off really strong. Um, and then I think I, I think it kind of trailed off towards the end of the season. I'm, I'm going to t- high-taste the first half of uh, Gotham and then actually the last few episodes of Gotham Season 1. I'm going to... I'm going to toss. They were pretty awful. They shouldn't have ordered those extra episodes, right? Yeah, they should not have. In that first season. I agree. Um, We've got kind of like a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde act going on with Riddler that we're kind of seeing played out this year. Um, Bruce Wayne's building a bomb. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Xandar, what the fuck? Yeah. Xandar, did you watch this? I watched this new one, yeah. Xandar and yeah. his uh, ga- gassy belch. Shit. <laughs> he did gassy belch. Barbara Keene is absolutely a new character this year. She is just completely psychotic, and I think that she's like, are they going a little too Harley Quinn with her? They're they're definitely going Harley Quinn with her. So Barbara Keene is a little Harley Quinn. She is Harley Quinn. She's Harley. Quinn. I'm going to just say it right now. Me too. Yeah. The Joker sucks. Uh, Joker's already in the first episode, huh? Joker was in the He's first in episode, yeah. and uh, are you thinking that they're forming a kind of like a Suicide Squad? Yes, they are forming a Suicide Squad. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, dude that plays Ferdinand in uh, Orphan Black season uh, three is is a big part of this, and uh, I, I don't know if I like him yet. Hmm. Um, that first episode, holy shit, they fucking. Do you remember the guy that they kill uh, when they have, like, their whole suicide squad lined up? Oh, yeah. And the the guy that they kill, the the millionaire guy? The main guy, yeah. He, that pissed me off. Really? Because that guy is a great villain. He's a great actor. Was he only in it for, like, a couple episodes? One episode. Okay. This was his first episode of Gotham. Oh, jeez. And they kill him off. They they do kill him off. This guy is a great character actor, in my opinion. He used to be on a show with Eddie Izzard and Minnie Driver called The Riches, and he played a villain in that show, and he was so fucking good. And I was just, like, looking forward to seeing more of this actor Mm -hmm. on this season of Gotham. And what do they do? He's the first one that they fucking kill. Pretty quick. So I was like, that's fucking bullshit. Whatever. Maybe he's got another job or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, the only good thing about this show, in my opinion, I think Gordon sucked this season so far. This just in the pilot. The, not in the pilot, but in the season two premiere. Uh, the only thing that was great was every scene the Penguin was in. He was absolutely phenomenal, as usual. I fucking yeah. agree with you. And yeah. Bullock. Yes. Bullock was great. And Bullock was very used very sparingly in this one. Uh, he's you know not a part of the uh, detective uh, police force anymore. He's a, he's a bartender now. Oh. But um, Bullock was great, and the Penguin was great. Everything else about this episode: Batman building a bomb, uh, the Riddler, um, Catgirl. Yeah. Um, you know we, we we don't have Mulroney. Falcone's gone. Um, everything else sucked. Everything else in this episode, in my opinion, sucked. Uh, I am going to give this the lowest of taste-its, and the only reason I'm giving it a low taste-it is because 
of uh, the Penguin and because of Bullock. Yeah. Jay, talk to me. I, I, I'm giving it a taste. Of, now, keep in mind, like, I haven't seen any of the first season. So oh, I, wow. have, I have no idea what the fuck's going on necessarily with these characters. I can't compare it to the last season. Um, but I, I, I kind of enjoy, like, the campiness of it. Like, the villains are ridiculous, besides the Penguin. I love Cobblepot. Cobblepot is a fucking cool ass fucking character. That actor is amazing. Okay, um, he definitely carried this first episode for me. Everything that was involved with his character, um, but otherwise, like I don't understand what they're trying to do. Like, is this supposed to be sixty six Batman mixed with some kind of dark Christopher Nolan atmosphere? I don't understand what they're trying to do with the characters. Jim Gordon has his moments. I think where he's I, and I'm sure in the first season he's a lot fucking cooler. T- no, he 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 started off okay. He started off okay. Yeah. In the first season, as the first season went on, he got progressively lamer and okay. more annoying. And in this season, it's like, oh, let's give you an edgier Jim Gordon. No, he's not quite the Boy Scout that you knew from the first season. Yeah. He's fucking Jim Gordon with a little bit of an edge. And it's like, okay, you know what? Make up your fucking minds. Who is Jim Gordon? I don't think they fucking know. And I didn't appreciate that. And I thought the only character that was true to themselves in this was the Penguin. Um, and, and Bullock. And I think everybody else was absolutely horrible. Yeah, that, I toss everyone else. That As a first impression viewer, that's what I would say. is like, where is this show trying to go? What are they trying to... You know, what is the theme of this? Because, like I said, the villains are campy as fuck. And then they're trying to uh, impose this this dark side with fucking Bullock and fucking Jim Gordon and Bruce Wayne and Alfred and all this shit. And at the same time, it's like some of it's very hokey. Mm-hmm. And then some of it's kind of trying to be dark at the same time. Yeah. So I don't, I don't, I don't really know. Like, it's a very schizophrenic show. So I can't Tupperware it. I can taste it as a first time viewer. I'm like, yeah, this was kind of intriguing, I guess. I'm going to keep watching. I, I'm going to keep watching because it, it, it's Gotham and uh, it's got the penguin in it and I love him, but it shouldn't be called Gotham. It, was, it should be called Penguin Begins or, or hmm. The Rise of the Penguin because, yeah. like, that's what this show is. That's what the. And you know what? Introducing the Joker, dumbest thing ever. Yeah, it really sells the Penguin short. Dumbest thing ever. It sells the, the Joker it short. It sells the Joker <laughs> yeah, short. He's horrible. Because he's horrible. Yeah. And 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 when the Joker can't, the Joker will the the guy the character that the actor that plays the Joker will never outshine Penguin. Why do it then? Yeah. Why? Why? And it's it, it, it because. The, the Joker is your crown jewel villain, mm-hmm. and this guy that they got they got playing the Joker is never going to outshine the actor that they have playing the, the Penguin no. ever. No, no. I, there, there's something special when you're when you're watching the the Penguin scenes. There's something special, like like when you know you're watching an actor that has like uh, some crazy ability where he just captivates the viewer like when you were watching moonlighting back in the day and you realize like wow this bruce willis guy's got something yeah you know um it's the same thing yeah and 
this guy, the, the penguin, this actor, what's his name? I can't, I can't. Robin Lloyd Taylor. Robin Lloyd Taylor. Like he's got something. There's something special with this guy, and you just know he's got something special. And then like, and then like, oh, okay, here's our Joker, and it's like, okay, it's a joke. It, you're trying, <laughs> you're trying too hard. Yeah, and you're not. You're, you're waiting for the penguin scenes the whole fucking yeah, time. Yeah, even in this episode. Yeah, I only watched about first the half of the first season, and that's how it was to me. It was just more penguin, please. Yeah, less everything else. Agreed. <laughs> I'm gonna watch it more just because it's Batman. Like it has nothing to do with anything else other than it's a Batman yeah, story. Well, you know, like in the in Batman sixty six, some days you can't get rid of a bomb, and in Gotham, he apparently is trying to build one. Right? Hmm. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What's he building the bomb for? To break open this door. Spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> Which doesn't really like. There's no payoff. Yeah, yeah. there's no payoff. Is that a season long storyline? Uh, no, the, the the door was something that they discovered at the end of season one. Mm-hmm. And then, like, that's where the episode ended. That was the big cliffhanger. Like, what's on the other side of this door? Okay. And I was hoping that it was a good script for season two. <laughs> Court of Owls, baby. No, <laughs> no, no! I don't want Court of Owls to be in Gotham. I think they're coming. That's what I've heard. That's yeah. the rumor. Yeah. No, if no, if they can't treat the Joker correctly, yeah, I want. Do I want him to fuck up Court of Owls? Well, that that's, fuck no. That's what it oh, is. Oh, let's take a story that I love and put it in a fucking show that is very mediocre, except for one fucking actor that stands out. If it was not basically, you know who fucking Robin. Lord Taylor is in this show. He is fucking Jaleel White. Yeah, Family Matters would have gone off the air if it wasn't for Urkel. He is basically the duct tape. He is Urkel duct tape. True. If it was not for True. Robin Lord Taylor playing fucking Penguin, Gotham would be off the air because this show is a pile of shit besides Robin Lord Taylor, and I don't want them to fuck up the Court of Owls on Gotham. I thought more about the whole Court of Owls thing, too. And it, it's really insulting to inter- introduce them in this show. Thank I mean, you. Because the whole point of it is that they're unseen and unknown yes. until Batman has been Batman for all yes. this fucking time. Yes, agreed. Like, to have a young Bruce Wayne or even a Commissioner Gordon at a younger age be, know about these people. Be pretty then, to their existence is bullshit. Yeah, it ruins the whole point of the storyline in the first place. Agreed. Like, it's ridiculous. Agreed. Like, I, I didn't, when we talked about this last time, I didn't even think about that, but it, I kind of just, like, thought about it just while working this week and was like that makes no fucking sense at all to introduce the court of owls this early in the history of batman the whole point is that they mm-hmm. remain hidden for the entire history here you go gotham you know what you want to make this show good go with the penguin thing mm-hmm. stop trying this other shit go with your bread and butter you got penguin you got robin lord taylor yeah go with it that's your fucking show fuck this joker fucking bullshit Fuck this fucking Court of Owls shit. You've got Robin Lord Taylor. This should be the sh- this should be your show. And you've got that guy. That- I think he's doing a decent job playing the Riddler, I guess. Yeah. This- this oh, whole- yeah, yeah. He's not bad. He's I not like bad. That. He's not bad. But, I mean, go with that. You don't have to you don't have to fucking force feed us this fucking, like, uh, Court of Owls storyline possibly and then. I don't know. Sounds like the Joker is too much. I'm in a low, the lowest of taste it's for fucking Gotham season two, and the only reason it gets that is because of fucking uh, Robin Lord Taylor. Yeah. 
Anything else you guys got as far as TV? No, no not I don't really. Think so. Nope, that's it. My my beloved Survivor came back this week. Yeah, how's that working out? It was pretty great. <laughs> the course. guy the guy that got voted voted out first got voted out for being too uh, swarmy and having a boner around all the chicks. Whoa, like uh, like 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 a visual boner? Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. He was Whoa. trying to show all the girls like yoga positions and like getting all touchy feely with all the girls, and you could see the ones that he couldn't see in the background, just like giving him like disgusted looks and then the confessionals they were saying like how creepy he was and oh, stuff. Oh wow. And they voted yeah. his ass out. He kinda <laughs> fucked himself. Yeah. A lot of people had really high hopes for this guy you too. Know, imagine like, you know, like yeah, seriously, like you like you know, like you get you get like imagine how difficult it is to get on Survivor. Yeah. yeah. Number one. And then to get on it and then to be the first person voted out. Yes. Wow. Heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. And then to have an edit where it shows you being a creeper that can't keep his shit fucking in his pants. Yep. Yep, you're forever labeled as wow. that. Like, I actually know a guy that was like on uh, the 2001 season of um, Real World, New Orleans. Okay, and they made him out to be like a jerk. Yeah, and in the, in real life, like knowing this guy, one of the nicest guys I've ever met. And it's crazy how TV does that to people. They they can make uh, somebody a villain. Yeah, and they have to tell us a story. Yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah. like that's you never like the real even reality TV is not reality TV because like this guy when I knew when I knew him I knew him before he got on the show yeah one of the nicest guys I've ever met one of the most friendly guys ever and then I was just like watching the show and I was like you're really trying to make this guy out to be an asshole he's like one of the nicest guys I've ever met what are you talking about everyone talking shit about him in exactly. the confessionals yeah, and horrible and, yeah it's fucked up so yeah that was crazy uh, I did watch Maze I'm not going to spend too much time on this I did watch Maze Runner Scorch Trials uh, last year remember I gave my review mm-hmm. on uh, Maze Runner the original and you I gave think it I, pretty high praise I think I gave it a taste it or maybe even a high taste it and I, think, I, was, I think so and I was kind of like uh, surprised by this movie um, Maze Runner Scorch Trials, they were like, you know, hey, you remember everything that you loved about the Maze Runner? Well, fuck that. We're going to make a shit movie. <laughs> and that's what they did. They kind of like threw everything in here. The movie kind of like made up its own rules as it went. And like the first movie, they were in a maze and they had like, you know, spiders attacking them and shit like that. Weird <laughs> shit attacking them. And yeah, yeah. The second movie, it turns into a zombie film, and and then uh, you've got I think was it Varys from fucking Oh uh, no, it was um it wasn't Varys, Varys. it's Littlefinger. Littlefinger, he's in there, and uh, and then you know they introduce new characters along the way, and uh, it's one of those movies like where like like it's convenient because like all the like the characters like the main characters in the movie have no memory. Hmm. Of themselves before this. Yeah. And so, like, any new characters that are introduced in this probably knew them at one time. But the writers don't have to worry about that. They don't have to worry about that. You can introduce them because these characters, you know, they don't have any memory of those characters. Sounds like they're hoping that you as an audience member have no memory of the first movie. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) This movie, uh, you get introduced to, like, zombies. There's tons of action. It is all over the place. Um... The character, what what you loved about the first about the characters in the first film is totally removed from this. You never really get to settle down with the characters because it moves so quickly. Mm. Um, the female lead from the first movie, they, I don't know. I mean, they, they there's a secret with her, and so like they don't focus on her too much. They just focus on her enough, but you kind of see like 
her change coming toward – you can see it coming. You see it coming from a mile away. It's just – they take everything that you loved about every character in this and they strip them down. And and you, and you they, they throw too much into this and then you get like an appearance by Barry Pepper. He's in it and it's like, oh, okay. There, that's Barry Pepper. I remember him. He was cool in uh, uh, fucking uh, Saving Private Ryan. And then you're like – then you're like, wow. This, and then the movie ends. And you're like, wow. This, this is a trilogy, right? It's a trilogy. <laughs> you're like, wow, this movie sucked. Mm. Part but two is really supposed to fucking bring it. This 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 was awful. I am going to toss um, Maze Runner Scorch Trials. That's disappointing. It's it's basically it's like uh, this movie just like doesn't know what it is. It just throws everything at you and the kitchen sink, and just says here here you go. Here's everything that you didn't want and more. <laughs> and like it, it's one of those movies like where you like want it to end. And it, and, it, and it continually goes on. Like you think you're like in the final act of the movie, yeah. And then there's another act after that. There's like like 17 different points in the movie where I wanted it to end. Oh, that's Jesus. not good. And it continued to go on, and I just wanted it to end. It was awful. Fuck Maze Runner. Um, wow. Yeah. Fuck that. <laughs> High praise for the first one. High praise for the first one. And this movie seriously sucks. Seriously sucks. Wow! It went down in value so much. How's it being received? Do you know? I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I have no clue either. I'm interested though. I'm going to look it up. I, I want to find out like what Rotten Tomatoes. I guarantee you. I, I, I wonder how it's doing in the box office because it did okay it's in the do, box. office. I think it's doing well. Yeah, really. Yeah, it was awful. It was a rough watch. Yeah. It was a rough watch, and I was a fan of the first one. Not a, like a huge fan. I only saw it the one time. And yeah, you went and saw the sequel, though. And I went and saw the sequel. You didn't see Divergent, too. Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> Insurgent. Oh, yeah, I forgot. I forgot what it was All called. All right. You know what? We're going we're gonna to take a break. We're going to come back uh, with uh, Pop Culture Leftovers News. 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 <laughs> Let's do the whole news like that. <laughs> I wanted to talk about something. I, you know, like I got the PlayStation Four. Yeah, I don't even think I play video games on it that much. All I do is watch this PlayStation, the live streaming. Mm-hmm. I watch like people put on like their little shows on like Twitch and Ustream and shit. 
and I've been watching this one Ustream channel for uh, it's called Old Classic Video Games. Mm-hmm. And you know what? You know what? Uh, you know what game they were playing? Like he plays a lot of cool games. He was playing like Mega Man, and he was playing Mike Tyson's Punch Out, and he was playing Super Street Fighter, and he was playing like some other cool games. Remember what game he? Uh, uh, no, you wouldn't remember, but you would remember this game. But he was playing a game this morning. Do you guys remember Streets of Rage? Oh, oh fuck yeah, yeah. Of okay. He was playing. He was playing not Streets of Rage two. He was playing Streets of Rage three. Okay. Yeah, the trilogy. Yeah, the trilogy. And you know, what? I was thinking to myself. I was thinking. I was watching the gameplay. And you know, like when you're playing it, you don't really get to think about it. You know what I mean? You're just playing it. Mm-hmm. You're just like kicking dudes' asses. Yeah. But I was watching the game, and I was just kind of like watching the gameplay, and I got to think about some of the things in the game. And like, you know, like basically you got a character and he's, Streets of Rage is like, he's fighting a bunch of dudes. Yeah, it's like Final Fight. It's like Final Fight. And you're walking around and you're like, like guys will come out and they'll try to attack you. And it's like, you're fighting gang members and punching them and like throwing them and flipping them. And you got karate kicks and all this shit. And like, okay, first off, like, like the game, there's like no reality in this game at all. No, no. None. None whatsoever. There's like none. Because like, I was like noticing like, okay, here's like, oh, here's a pile of tires. Yeah. Here's a pile of tires. And in real life, if you saw a pile of tires, if you punch them, it would probably hurt your fist. <laughs> but when, when dude in the video game punches a pile of tires, do you know what happens to them? Explosion. Ex- yeah. Well, not, not necessarily an explosion, but like the tires, like boom, they go flying off the screen, and, and they then, ring around people too. Don't they they, they blink yeah. and they disappear, and like sometimes the ring of tires will leave you an item, oh. an item that you can pick up. So let's say like you somebody just kicked the shit out of you. Like seriously, Jay, I want to say like let's say some dude like fucking came up to you and he's like, listen here, motherfucker, and he gives you a fucking beat down, and yeah. motherfucker just beats the shit out of you. Yeah. Like, what would you need? Kick tires. So, well, hold on. Like in real life, in <laughs> a hot real, dog. In real <laughs> life, in real life, what would you need? Like, oh, okay. you know, somebody beats the shit out of you. You would need medical attention. I would. Yeah. So you would need to be taken to the hospital. Uh. Well, in this game, when somebody beats the shit out of you, to get better. If you punch a pile of tires, (laughs) what you will see sometimes, not all the times, is what they call in the games a drop. And the drop is something that you can pick up. Okay. It's an item. And this item is uh, it's a a rotisserie chicken. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Yes. So um, the rotisserie chicken is how you heal yourself. Your pro. Food, yeah. yeah, your protein, yeah. your prot. <laughs> that's what's going to heal you in this game. Not like I can like in Resident Evil. Like in order to heal yourself, you got to find like the medical kit, and it's yeah. got like that classic like you know the red uh, cross on it. Yeah, and like that's what's going to heal you. You know, in all honesty, you probably need to be bandaged up, and you need months and months and months of recovery. <laughs> yeah. Even in even in Resident Evil, it's kind of stupid. Right, you're going to be you more know? fucked up after you eat a rotisserie chicken than you find <laughs> under a pile of old tires. They are chock full of fucking sodium and salt and things like that. But it's not. It's not like. It's not like honestly, like Jay, like right now, yeah. if I stabbed you, uh-huh. the first thing that Jake would do would be. 
call 911. Right. He's not going to run to KFC. Yeah, he's not going to make no, a no, rotisserie no, chicken. No, he's not going to be calling the colonel. Yeah. He's, you know what I mean? He's no. going to be like, holy shit, Brian's a fucking lunatic. Yeah. He just stabbed Jay. Jay's bleeding out. I need to call 911. I need an ambulance here. Yeah. No, in this game, apparently all you need to do is punch a pile of tires and eat a rotisserie chicken. <laughs> and you're good to go. I wish that was real life. I wish that was real life, too. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, shit, man. I just got stabbed. Let's patch this fucker up with the rotisserie chicken. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Am I right? Let's go to you know what? Fuck. I feel like shit. Let's go to Boston Market. Right. I agree. Let's do it. <laughs> Find the nearest pile of burning tires. Yeah. <laughs> Quick. So Yeah, I just wanted to bring that up. I thought that was comical and funny. Right. I agree. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Did I, did I do my job there? Good job. Good job. Yeah. Kind of like broke things up before yeah. before we get into news. <laughs> the heady pop culture news. Yeah, here we go. Making you think. <laughs> <laughs> people are going to be people are going to be on the uh, on the all interwebs and at the uh, uh, the office water cooler and being like, I heard the most funny topical thing the other yeah. day. He was talking about Streets of Rage three, <laughs> and uh, what happens when you punch a pile of tires? <laughs> you know what happens when you punch a pile of tires? People click unsubscribe no. to Pop Culture Leftovers because this is a stupid fucking show. Yes, the dive bar of podcasting. It is now time for the Pop Culture Leftovers news. Come on. All right, moving on to the Pop Culture Leftovers news. I have a lot of news this week. Really quick, though, I wanted to talk about this. In a surprise turn of events, Terminator Genesis has been killing... The International Box Office, according to Box Office Mojo via Cinema Blend, Terminator Genesis has pulled in over $350 million just from international territories. That's crazy. That's sad. Jay, you tasted it. I Shut t- the I'm not, fuck up. I'm not telling the rest of the world to taste it. <laughs> I'm just saying, no, stand by your goddamn tasting. I'm not, I'm not, Jesus. I'm not disregarding my own tasting. I'm just saying, internationally, come on, guys. (laughs) It's nearly five times as much as the movie made at the domestic box office. And it's more, it's, it's enough to have it sitting in the number 10 spot for the worldwide box office right now with just over 444 uh excuse me 440 million dollars uh edging out movies like check this out with when you take domestic and you take international and you combine them it is now edged out this year ant-man wow and even a bigger surprise it is edged out mad max wow fury road which was meant to like uh critical like acclaim this year uh, of course, that won't last long, of course, with the Spectre and the Hunger Games and, and then Star Wars The Force mm. Awakens coming out. But, guys, domestic haul on this was $89 million. Guys, the reason I bring this up is are we going to get a sequel? I mean, okay, it did great in China. And, of course, Hollywood wants that Chinese dollar. <laughs> guys, are we going to see a sequel it to Terminator like Genesis? I'm going to say – they need to go the route of Resident Evil and just own the fact that these are B-rated movies that do well internationally and do what Resident Evil does. Just and go just go balls to the wall. Balls to the wall yeah. and pander to that Chinese audience. That's what inter- that's what Resident Evil does. It, it doesn't pander to the domestic dollar. 
it knows it's going to make its money in China, mm-hmm. and so it panders to the Chinese audience. And I think that that's what that's what they need to do here with Terminator Genesis. So, I, I agree. Yeah, I'm excited for Res Six. Supposed to oh, be, I, yeah. supposed Ali, to be the last one. Though. Ali Larder's coming back. They yeah. got everybody coming back for yeah. that one. I am too. I am too. Yeah. Jay, talk to me, man. Uh, Schwarzenegger's coming back. J.K. Simmons coming back. Would you want to see Terminator Genesis uh, Part 2? I'm not saying, like, everybody should see (laughs) Terminator Genesis. I'm saying, like, I enjoyed it as a fun, stupid, nostalgic kind of fucking movie. I think Asian audiences are eating this up because of T-1000. I'm not trying to be... Anything. I'm just saying, like, oh, I don't they, buy that. That was such a minimal they, part of that movie. Their fucking, oh, come their on. fucking advertising campaign. No, yes, no, it was. No, their advertising no. campaign was totally T1000, and that there was some kind just of just because epic, T1, No, this movie did not make three hundred and fifty million dollars because the T1000 was in the movie for twenty minutes and he was Asian. Then no, their whole advertising. No. Well, their advertising campaign. Campaign was based on that. I'm not saying it. I'm saying their fucking advertising agree. campaign was based on the T1000 and some kind of epic fucking love story between Sarah Connors and the Terminator, nah. which of course is another Asian trope. Which they love their technology and therefore they're loving. I'll buy their- that second part, but I'm not buying <laughs> the fact that people are watching this because the T1000. I'm just. I'm not quoting myself. This isn't my opinion. This okay. is fucking fact. This is what they advertise. Advertise the fucking movie on over there. I fucking paid attention to it. All right. It doesn't make any sense to us because it sounds fucking retarded. But yes, that's why it did well over there. Is that shit on video yet? Not yet. No. Uh. (laughs) I'm waiting for it. I haven't seen it yet. (laughs) I will never watch it again. I'm just saying this is what they advertise it as and they bought it up. Is the next one going to be Terminator Exodus with like a Y in it? I will watch movies that I taste again. Yeah, I will watch movies that I taste again. You tasted this and you won't watch it. Again? I tasted it as an experience, as a fun summer movie at the time. Yeah, for sure. <sighs> I didn't say anyone else should go watch this ever. <laughs> That's not a taste it to me, Jay. I tasted it. Yeah, for, a, for myself, person, I, I, I don't give a fuck what fucking Joe Schmo thinks about this movie. Yeah, I, I don't give a fuck. Okay, so okay. I'm not tasting it on me, that. In order for me to taste the movie, I've got to at least recommend that there's a certain demographic out there that's going to want to see this. Yeah, I if don't the care. Pop culture leftovers taste a movie. You should check it out. Yes, agreed. I am tasting it. I'm not saying it. I never Just said Just by tasting ever. it, you're saying that other people should see it. I yes. never fucking Agreed. recommended this to anyone you on did, the show. By tasting, by tasting it. I did not. You recommended, you tasted it. If you, if I toss a movie, I'm saying stay the fuck away from this. If I taste a movie, there's a reason that I'm saying that this movie's okay. And yes, there are certain people that should watch this movie. If you are a nostalgic tea, Ter- uh, excuse me, a nostalgic Terminator fan, and you have to, if you have to know everything that's going on with the canon Terminator stories, then yes, you would want to watch Terminator Genesis. Me on the flip side, loving Terminator, hating this movie, I would tell people to stay, steer clear of this. But had I tasted it, it would be for people that loved the Terminator and, and, and wanted to watch a canon story. Mm-hmm. I could not tell – I could not say in good conscience like I tasted this movie, but I ah, don't watch it. 
that doesn't that's not a taste it for me. Yeah, I I'm I like I said, I'm not telling anyone else to ever watch this movie. I never said that. Ever. You tasted it. You did say it. I I tasted it. Me, Jay. I tasted it. I'm not saying that Joe Schmo should go fucking watch this. I never fucking said that ever. <laughs> I'm not going to take into account you other viewers you when should, I watch this. I'm you, not. You, well, you should try to appeal to those people and like what you liked about this movie. You should have tried to appeal to those people. That- Everybody has guilty pleasures. Everybody likes fucking bullshit that you would not rec- – you fucking guys would not recommend everything that you like to other people. But hold on. That hold would on. never happen. I, That's I, you what know, I'm saying. Every once in a while, I like to watch little people porn. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Am but I that, gonna, that's not what I'm saying. But you know what? I'm going to recommend. I'm going to recommend that. Yeah, if you get that fucking itch, you need to watch this, it. Our, our rating said <laughs> my my rating on that was not recommending it to anybody. I apologize if people were fucking confused. I am not recommending shit when I fucking rate my movies. That, I don't give a fuck. I think me and Jake are seeing like like that. When we hear that, we're hearing a toss it. I didn't toss it. I fucking had a good time. No, you don't think movie. anyone should see it though. It's a toss it. Yeah. I, I don't give a fuck You're what telling, other people think about it. The whole point it. of the rating system is to enlighten the other people, though. It's you, they I, should I, toss it, they should yeah. taste it, or they should. T- right. I am not. I am saying that I, I tasted it. I am not like fucking taking but into account. You saying you else. tasted it is taking a, account in, yeah. the, in the listeners. I don't care, man. If they fucking value my opinion, if they value my opinion that much that they go watch it because I fucking tasted it, that's on them. I'm not going to every single movie taking into account all of our fucking listeners. Well, the fine print is there, Jay. You're safe. If you taste it and a listener values your opinion yes. and sees it yes. because you tasted it yes. and then they hate the movie, that's not on you. No. That, that fine print's there. I agree fine. with you on that point. Right. But tasting it, it means that people, people you know what, should you know taste what, it. You know what? I tossed Avengers Age of Ultron. Yeah. And if another listener comes at me and says, I Tupperware that movie, you don't know what you're talking about, I'm going to be like, you know what? I stand by my toss it. It's a piece of shit film, and I stand by it. Now, if I if if there's a taste it movie that's still a guilty pleasure, I can still recommend people for one reason or another. Like if you have to know what's going on with the canon, and if you are a, a, a like a diehard fan of the Terminator franchise or whatever franchise it is, then you you might find value in this mm. the same way that I did. Um, if I toss a movie, it's because I utterly disgust it. Right. And I don't think that it, it should be watched by anyone. I, I feel that, I feel that when, when I heard your review of Terminator Genesis, you enjoyed the way that, that Arnold was portrayed in the film. You thought that there, I, I think, and I think that you, honestly, I think that you should be like, well, you know what? If you're a fan of Arnold Schwarzenegger and his, the way that he is depicted in the other Terminator films, then you're going to like this movie. Yeah. Those people, those people that like Arnold in Terminator 1, Terminator 2, Terminator 3, you're going to like him in this movie. Yeah. I think that's where, I, I think that's where I thought you were coming from, but I can't taste something and then not be able to find a certain group of people that are going to agree with me. There's going to be a certain – I can't say like, you know, don't don't watch this movie that I tasted. 
you're going to fucking hate it. Yeah, it's still your personal opinion. Yes, yes. Like, if I taste a movie, it's still my personal opinion. And, like, if Joe Schmo Tupperwares it or right. tosses it, right. it's not like I was wrong. Right. But I still say when you taste something, you're telling people that there is some value There's there value in it. That you should taste it. Right, right. And, and like, if you... If you agree with me, then we have something in common. Yeah. And we can kind of bond over like that, like, like, uh, that Terminator Genesis experience. Like, like talking to me about Terminator Genesis, it's gonna, like, you're really, we're just gonna be. Bumping, yeah, but I mean, I, I look at it as like Phantom Menace. I can like it for fucking stupid reasons. I'm not looking for the general public to give a shit about my fucking opinion on it. You know what I'm saying? You can like Phantom Menace for reasons that most people will disagree with. That's the same thing. Like, I like this for dumb fucking personal reasons. Yeah. That well, doesn't mean but that those dumb personal reasons. I'm not putting my stamp on it to say that every – I didn't fucking Tupperware it. I fucking tasted it. That's it. You can like it or you can dislike it. I don't give a fuck. If I Tupperware it, yeah, you – that is that is an example of like, yeah, I expect a general amount of the public to – you know, take something from what I'm saying on this. But with Terminator Genesis, it was a fucking like stupid fucking. I had it's like a fucking roller coaster. I had fun on this roller coaster. That was me. That had nothing to do with anybody else. Just yeah, I don't know. Are we? I mean, yeah, I'm I don't not know. trying to. I'm not. I'm really not trying to attack you. I'm just saying, like, like I. I th- I think that you're selling your your opinion short. I, I agree with Brian. I I didn't Tupperware. Your opinion. <laughs> I did not Tupperware. Still an opinion. I think you're selling your own opinion short, and because you gave it a taste, it and saying like, I can't say that my opinion will mean anything to anyone else. I can. I can't. I, I can't because I'm going to watch Scream Queens because yeah. you said. Brian, that's I think fine. You're like that's this. fine, but I'm not. He Tupperware that is I, where he gets you there. Though. I'm not telling anyone to go watch Scream Queens. No. I'm not telling anyone to go watch Terminator. I'm saying my personal when opinion I lo- okay, is when- I liked it, and I don't fucking agree with a lot of people out there in my daily life. I don't fucking agree with them. Yes, but there are. I don't expect them to agree with me. I don't give a fuck if they agree with no, me. No, you- none of us do. None of us do. None of us do. So why should that affect my rating? It doesn't. No, 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 no. I, I think we're talking about something. Yeah, it's, it's like two different arguments. Yeah, here a maybe. Bit. I don't yeah. know. I'm fucking lost. <laughs> no, I think I think you're selling your opinion short. I think that you're saying like, well, just because I like this movie, nobody. No, it doesn't mean I liked it for my own reasons, and my own reasons are my own reasons. Nobody can relate to those reasons. I honestly think that yes, Jay, your reasons there's somebody else out there that can relate to you and the and why you like that movie right and build off of that and that would be their basis to watch terminator genesis cuz right. you're not alone there are other people that like that movie oh yeah yeah and i think that a lot of people would be able to be like you know what i listened to brian's points i listened to uh you know uh dave's points he was on the episode with us and i and i listened to jay's points and i line more up with the points that jay made right and so for that i also give this movie a taste it or i even give it a tupperware i even just go the, above yeah. that just the fact that brian would toss it and you would taste it could be reason for someone to check this out as opposed to you both tossing it right and then okay i value brian and jay's opinion i'm gonna save a buck and not see this but you know what jay tasted it right so maybe i will go spend the six bucks i get emails all the time saying like brian i kind of like i i I like i 
kind of like have the same sensibilities when it comes to like movies as you do. And so like you help me figure out like what I'm going to watch. And like, I think the same thing goes with you. I think you have a valuable opinion and, and there are people out there that'll like listen to your review of Terminator Genesis. And for you, the reasons that, that you give that you said you like the movie is the same reasons, Jay, that they will like that movie. Right. And for that reason alone, you are endorsing it. Right. By giving it a taste it and saying, like, I went there and it's like, it's not the best, it's not Citizen Kane, but on the flip side, it's not fucking every movie that, you know, uh, Johnny Depp's made in the last, uh, you know, 10 years aside from Black Mass. Or Nicolas Cage has made, like, in the last 10 years. <laughs> it's, it's still, it, there's still some value in it. Right, right. That's what a taste it is to me. There's still some value in it. And you're like, you're, you're basically pointing out that value. But you're kind don't, of. I'm saying just don't sell your opinion short, dude. Oh, no, I, I don't. But you're kind of saying I'm shitting on the Chinese reason. <laughs> I, to me, this whole argument, I agree with Brian. This whole argument is about I feel like you don't value the way your opinion affects others. Yeah, like, I don't. You're not. You're not <laughs> you should. You I should. don't. You're you not should. to blame, though. I agree with you there that you shouldn't give a fuck. Okay. Whether the per- God damn it, you guys. <laughs> no, no, no. We're not trying to attack you at all. I right? understand what you're saying now. Okay. I get it. I get it. I, like, I'm saying, like, you need to value your opinion more. Okay. And stand behind what you say. And God damn it. Because, Complimenting me and shit. Well, because... <laughs> no, it's, it's, like, you're a leftover and, like, your opinion matters. Right, like, right. Like, when you toss something, you toss it. And when you taste it, you taste it. And when you Tupperware something, you... T- and I'm, I'm going to... Like I like when you're telling me about Scream Queens, I'm like, well, shit. He Tupperware this. He's saying I'm going to get some value out of this. Well, I had not planned on watching it yeah. at all, and now I'm going to seek the show out. But that's also because I know you personally. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Well, sure. So it's it's hard to like put out these ratings and and really really take into account like what other people are going to expect out of that rating. I mean, anyone listening to a podcast for six plus hours it has to be when, when valuing I, our opinion. When I tell you guys, yeah. I expect you guys to like hold some kind of credence to what I'm saying about it. But I guess if I, if I didn't love Rick and Morty, if I thought Rick and Morty was a taste it, I wouldn't talk about it right. as much as I do. Right. I think it's Tupperware. I think you're doing yourself a disservice if you're not watching Rick and Morty. I'll go out on a limb and I'm going to, I'm with Dan Hunter. It is my, honestly, it's like, it's my favorite animated TV show of all time right now. Wow. It is that brilliant to me. I love it. It combines everything that I love all in one show. Yeah. You've combined Back to the Future. You've combined drunkenness <laughs> and you've combined Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You've got me. You've got me. I am. I. I'm there for life. It's there's something special going on with Rick and Morty, and you know what? I don't know how Joe Schmo is going to feel about Rick and Morty, but you know what? On the flip side, I don't give a fuck because right. I fucking love it. Right. And for the people that fucking are watching Rick and Morty and that are in the club, fucking hell yeah, dude. Yeah. You're in the fucking club with me, and we're gonna we're gonna and Jay. You know what? You're in. It, I'm not saying you Tupperware Terminator Genesis, but like you did like it, yeah. and there are people that liked it, and you guys are in a club. You liked it, and so like, fucking own it, man. I yeah. mean, there are, there are gonna pe- there are gonna be people that are like, well, Brian, like you know, like your negatives on the Terminator Genesis are not negatives to me, and I actually enjoyed that. 
And right, right. Yeah, you're not the leader of the club. Right. You're just, you're, you're <laughs> yeah. just a participant. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I get it. I get what you're saying now. I yeah. get it. Sorry for being defensive. <laughs> well, okay. You know, you go back to like the whole Chinese thing and it's like, I don't know. I don't, I, you know, I can't speak to, I can't speak to that. Like, I don't know how they marketed that T-1000 over there. Yeah. I, I just saying, like, I followed it, and uh-huh. I think that that is why. I think that there's many instances with um, things pertain- pertaining to, like, how well it does in America versus the Asian market. It makes sense. That has to do with the market. They love the robot action movies. Well, I don't I disagree. Mean, yeah. Look well, at Pacific Rim. Well, look, I was going to say Pacific Rim yeah, because right. it had, uh, what's her name? Kiko Kikuchi or whatever her yeah. name is. And she was fucking uh, in that movie and she's of Asian descent and it did well internationally. So you, you may be onto something. So, yeah, stand behind that point because I may be fucking wrong. I don't know. I yeah, know. I just uh, yeah, I yeah, like I said, I I feel like <laughs> it's a stupid thing to get behind. <laughs> and and yeah, maybe that's to my fault, but like it was a, a so it, Resident Evil is a stupid thing right, to get behind. But right. on the flip side, me and Jake, it's a guilty pleasure for us. Yeah, and see yeah, I, I disagree with all you guys. Of them. <laughs> I disagreed with you guys on Resident Evil, so That's fine. Yeah. And I, you know what? I will fight tooth and nail for Resident Evil right. because I, I I I'm part of that club and I think that it's I don't think that I am watching like I said Citizen Kane. I think I know I'm watching a movie that knows what it is mm-hmm. yeah. and knows what audience it wants to capture. Same thing with Fast and Furious. Yeah. It knows its audience. Mhm. And its audience is pretty damn broad when yeah. you think about it. So, Jay, don't don't uh, do your opinion disservice. <laughs> and uh, when you rate something, man, just fucking like hold it up and be like, yeah, that's my fucking rating. And there's going to be somebody that agrees with you. Oh, I yeah. promise you. <laughs> and there'll always be someone who disagrees with you. Exactly. So you should, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Somebody can – you know what? J- Jake, and Jake can tell me Dark Knight Rises sucks. And I will sit here and I will just say Dark Knight Rises is my favorite Batman movie. Right. I w- and I will vomit. Out of the, out of the, out of the Nolan trilogy. Yes, yes. I'm not saying like Batman. I think Tim Burton's Batman's still my favorite. Mm-hmm, I agree. But my God, I fucking I loved Dark Knight Rises. I'm gonna watch it again tonight. It's so fucking good. I love Anne Hathaway in that movie. I love the underdog story. I love it when fucking I love it when fucking he gets back in the suit and he's on the fucking like uh, the the bat cycle and shit yeah. and they dun dun. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. And like the fucking old cops that like knew about him are fucking talking about him. And it's just like, oh shit, you don't know what you're in for, rookie. And I'm just like, holy fuck, this is badass. This is dope as fuck. Yeah, I, come on, and Jake. I, 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 like the, <laughs> I like the underdog story of the fact that he's like fucking outmatched by Bane's physical strength. I like that. There's some, I can't explain it. I don't know why it hits with me. I don't know why it works. It for happens. Me. Different strokes for different folks. I, I, exactly. I think what I'm ultimately saying is there are stupid reasons to like bad movies. I think that's that I think that's what I'm my point. It's like there, there's dumb reasons to like fucking dumb pop songs at the same time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Most people will think it's fucking hokey and stupid, but like how do you defend that? I guess is mm-hmm. what I'm saying. That's what's fun about art. Who gives a fuck? Own it. Yeah. Just fucking own it. I, I don't have to like everything you like. You don't have to like everything I like. But that's what makes me me. That's what makes you you. And doesn't make you right. Doesn't make me right. Doesn't make you wrong. Doesn't make me wrong. It's just we own what we like 
And we just do, we like what we do. And that's what makes these conversations so fucking interesting. If we all fucking agreed all the fucking time, yeah. this shit would be boring as fuck. Yeah, exactly. And we wouldn't get half of the fucking idiots that listen to this fucking <laughs> stupid thing listening right now. Right. You know you're what right. I mean? Yeah. I agree. I, I get what you're agree. saying. Yeah. Jay, I value your goddamn opinion. <laughs> Sorry it took so long for me to comprehend. It's all right, man. We're gonna, we're, one day me and Jake are going to beat it in your goddamn brain. <laughs> I, I tossed his opinion. Yeah. <laughs> That's the bottom line. You know, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna toss Jay as a fucking person. As, as a human being on this planet. I toss you. All right, guys. During an interview with the Hollywood Reporter, a couple of producers <laughs> talked uh, uh, Parks and McDonald. They, they talked. Uh, they talked to THR. They had both worked on uh, Men in Black. Okay. Uh, and they revealed that Sony's plans to revive the franchise now is as a new trilogy. Go away, Men in Black, forever. So, guys, the 21 Jump Street, Men in Black crossover, that fell off. Yeah. That was yes. supposed to be a thing. That did not happen. Kind of excited about that. I was excited about that as well. It's like one of the only ways I would want to see Men in Black return. Yeah. Now they're talking about a new trilogy. Here's what was said in the interview with THR. Uh, they, THR says, you produced Men in Black. Has there been a, uh, been talk of reviving that franchise with the new Sony regime? Parks says, we're in the middle of it. It's very active. They were asked, is Will Smith going to be a part of it? Parks said, most likely no. And then the other executive producer, uh, ex- the other producer, McDonald, says, it will be reinventing. Uh, it will be a reinvented as a trilogy. Okay, so no Will Smith. We don't even know if it's going to have uh, Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. Um, no 21 Jump Street. No Channing Tatum. No Jonah Hill. Hmm. And Sony is saying they're looking at a new trilogy. Um, Why? Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they still see value in the franchise, I guess. I mean, to be fair, between those three choices, the 21 Jump Street crossover, the Men in Black with Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones back, and the like all-new reinvention of it, the Will Smith Tommy Lee Jones is on the bottom of that list for me. Like I, I want. I, I never even watched Men in Black fucking three. That's how little I care about whether or not Tommy Lee Jones and Will Smith are in the fucking movie. Right. So, and right. I, I don't care much about a reboot, but that's a little bit more of an interesting scenario to me than rehashing the same shit for the fourth time. Well, yeah. I mean, it's nothing to get me excited though. On the flip, I'm side. not excited either. Like, I'm just ranking if, those three things. If you say that, yes, like. If you if you told me that yes we're going to get Jonah Hill and Channing Tatum mm-hmm. and it's going to be twenty three Jump Street and because in the first movie in the first movie it made fun of like um, reimaginings mm-hmm. in the second movie it made fun of sequels mm-hmm. and in the third movie it's going to make fun of crossovers mm-hmm. yeah that's brilliant I, I agree that I rank that number one too thank you Phil Lord Chris Miller that is fucking that is a trifecta of fucking <laughs> awesomeness and that is comedy gold. Um, and I know you're not disagreeing. Yeah. But if you tell me that, oh, okay, we're just going to reinvent the franchise and it's going to be a new trilogy, 
there's there's no vision behind that. It's like uh, like the only like what what can you do to save this now? Like what are they gonna uh, what are they gonna do? Uh, like, who are they gonna cast? I mean, are you expecting to get a Chris Pratt out of this? Are you expecting mm-hmm. to get a Chris Pratt in your Men in Black film? I don't. I think he's locked up. I think we got him as Star Lord. We got him as fucking uh, in our Jurassic World movies. You're not getting a fucking Chris Pratt. Who the fuck are you going to get for this? Who the fuck is going to sign on for this? I have no idea, but I'm still excited for like more nobodies than I am excited about. Oh, Will Smith's going to be back. Will Smith's coming back. Adam Scott. Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> I'd be down with that. <laughs> That's all I could think of. Like I said, I haven't even taken the time to watch Men in Black 3, so throwing those big names at me for Men in Black 4 yeah. isn't, isn't putting my butt in the well, seat. Men in Black 3, I will say, is better than fucking Men in Black 2. I've heard that. It is. It is. Jay, what are you thinking, man? I mean, are they just like, uh, like, like, would it take like a spectacular announcement for them to make this before you would get excited? Like, what if they said like, okay, who did they have? Like, what if they're going to go back in time? Like, it's going to be like prequels, like three prequels. Yeah. Uh, and then they've got like Josh Brolin signed on to play Tommy Lee Jones's character. You know, he's going to be Agent K for the next three movies. Like, would that make you more excited? I, I me, no. No. Agreed. But I mean, like, like, what is it going to take? Like, like, is this something that you're excited for? Three new Men in Black movies. There's like no major announcement, no casting announcement. Like, like, does that make you excited? Yes or no? And then, like, what, if not, then what? What the fuck would it take for you to get excited about Men in Black again? Yeah, I, I'm not excited at all about any announcements regarding that. I mean, if it was Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones, I would be excited, and that 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 would be the only thing that gets me excited about it, remotely excited about it. Jake is saying that's that's like what's turning him off. He's like looking for like a new angle. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I Will Smith, Tommy Lee Jones, and another Men in Black movie. I, <sighs> yeah, but, but 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 on the flip side, for, for me, like I'm not looking forward to Independence Day two. No, me neither. I would be looking forward to it maybe a little bit more had Will Smith signed on to the project. Yeah, see, I disagree with that too. So no, I mean that 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 would be the only thing. Like to me, this is just like Men in Black. Period was just Ghostbusters to me. So agreed. Like, the whole series itself is irrelevant. I loved the first movie. I, I did too. I'm yeah, not saying it's fun. I'm not saying I didn't like it at all. I love I loved the first movie. Didn't care for the second one. I liked the third one. So for me, it would have to bring back those characters. Otherwise, like I have, I have zero interest in it. Unlike Ghostbusters, where I think they're taking a a, a new take on something cool. We're going to talk about Ghostbusters. I, later. I, I think that's a different. Yeah. I, I don't know why that's different. I, Even I, to me, though, in the in Men in Black One, the breakaway star is Vincent D'Onofrio. Like oh to me, God, I, 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 don't I agree. hated him. No, I, oh, I loved totally him. He, cra- he cracked me up in Men in no. Black One. I, I love Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones. I love them interacting with each other, and I, I think that would be interesting enough for me to want to see another yeah. one. No, it was the age. It was the age of the characters. You had Tommy Lee Jones, who was this older, grizzled character, yeah. and then you had fucking Will Smith, who was like still like coming fresh off Fresher Prince of Bel Air. Yeah, and like that's what made it so great to me. Yeah. Same thing with like Independence Day. You still had him coming off fresh off of uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air, and that's what made him so awesome in Independence Day. And I think like when you when I think the age of the characters does affect everything uh, when you come back like twenty years later because like you've got instead of Will Smith being like the young fucking like carefree fucking like hip cool character that he was he's a little bit older a little more experienced and he's, yeah. he's leaning more towards that like Tommy Lee Jones shit now you know what I mean agreed um, it's just like 
Uh, like I'm trying to think of like other characters that have, that have gone this route. Maybe Tommy Lee Indiana Jones. Jones. <laughs> yeah, Indiana yeah. Jones. Maybe he's mellowed out. Martin Riggs from Lethal Weapon. Where yeah, apparently, right. You know when Riggs, by the time he got to Lethal Weapon Four, he was too old for that shit. Yeah, and and I th- I think that's I don't want to see those characters go in that direction. That's what made Men in Black so great. It's just like the 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 contrast between those characters like the the ages I think was like the huge thing yeah mm-hmm. I agree with Jay though like with the Ghostbusters point like I it's the same thing for Men in Black for me like I would not be excited if we're doing Ghostbusters three and we're just having the whole same cast again yeah I, I just wouldn't be like it's way more exciting to me to try the whole you know build the sand pile again I get it. I get it. I, well, I think Ghostbusters has a little more nor, no, notoriety than Men in Black, though. I, I don't think you can like successfully pull that off as a reboot without those characters. Ghostbusters, I think you can. I think you could. I think you could pull off Men in Black. I don't, I don't think it necessarily needs Will Smith and Tyler Lee Jones no, to pull I, it off. I, I, I think even if they went through with the Phil Lord, Chris Miller idea of having Channing Tatum and Jonah Hill and you didn't include, well, honestly, you'd have to have a cameo. But it would have to be a quick cameo because, like, it yeah. makes sense. Even Ghostbusters is going to have quick cameos. Sure, but I'm saying, like, in the original uh, 21 Jump Street film with Channing Tatum and Jonah Hill, there was quick cameos with um, uh, Johnny Depp and then uh, Peter DeLuise. Mm-hmm. They had a, so it would you would have to, if you did a 23 Jump Street with a Men in Black crossover, mm-hmm. you would have to have Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones make a cameo. Other than that. I mean, I would love to see new characters. Yeah. So it's funny aliens, funny situations. Yeah. Get good actors, and you're good to go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, guys. Uh, here's more uh, news, courtesy of Comic Book Resources. The eagerly awaited sequel to his 2012 sci-fi drama Prometheus. Oh, this news makes my head hurt. Will be called Alien Paradise Lost. Yeah. <laughs> Director Ridley Scott reveals. You know the poem. The filmmaker asked interviewer from Hey You Guys, referring to John Milton's famous work, I'm sure you've never been through it. The poem's a book, Paradise Lost. It sounds intellectual, but there's a similarity to it. That's where it stops. Word of the title follows quickly on the heels of news that Scott envisions three sequels to Prometheus, with the last tying into his 1979 classic Alien. Starring Michael Fassbender and Numi Rapace, Alien Paradise Lost is expected to begin production early next year. Guys, (laughs) three more? Yeah, I read read he's saying he's going to direct all three. I mean, the only thing that gives me some hope here is, I mean, Ridley Scott is Ridley Scott no matter what. And you know what? I'm... Hey, you know, this is coming off the heels of uh, The Martian, which I'm hearing is getting rave reviews right now. And what I'm hearing about The Martian, uh, the Matt Damon film, is it's actually more of a comedy. I've heard that, too. You know? You kind of feel that from the the extended trailer. From the first trailer, not so much. But from the second trailer, agreed. I will agree with you. That's why I I extended, yeah. And I think that's where I'm hearing that this film goes from people that have seen it. And... um, that's not really Scott at all. I mean, if you watched, if you watched, oh my God, Exodus, Gods and Kings, and Prometheus. You have a Matchstick Man and Thelma and Louise. I mean, mm. I think that's what I like Ridley Scott so much is because he's he's in some ways kind of the Jason Aaron of directors. Like he's very versatile. But in this type of um, 
in the Martian, it just it just didn't seem like Ridley Scott's vehicle where he was going to use comedy. Yeah, in this sci-fi setting, and so when I saw that first trailer, I thought that we were going to be watching like a serious sci-fi film. In the second trailer, we got to see you know Matt Damon using some of his comedic chops, and I think it's more like I think it's more like um, it reminded me of just like Castaway on Mars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. So. Yeah, no, you made a great point though, Thelma Louise. I didn't. Yeah, I was. I love Matchstick Men too. It's Matchstick such, it's probably my favorite Nicolas, Nicolas Cage, Cage movie. Mm. <laughs> Raising, Raising, oh, Arizona. Raising Arizona. Raising Arizona. Too. I'm yeah, not as big best. of a Coen Brothers guy as most people though. Uh, and that's I love, their, that's I lo- their best. Man. I love Sam Rockwell and Matchstick Men a lot too. I think he really. Matchstick Men was so fucking good. I'll agree with you there. Uh, but yeah, I love fucking uh, Raising Arizona. Yeah. Now we're talking about Nicholas Cage. <laughs> I know. I Always. Know. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, what do you guys think about the title? That title is horrific. Horrible. I tossed that title so hard. Like, I'm still super excited to see this movie. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But that title, we, we might as well call it Paradise Lost, an alien story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. It's, it's just to get people's attention. That's oh, like, for sure. That's all it is. Well, it just upsets me that they're going to finally wrap up the aliens tie-in after we get three more of these? Yeah. Come on! I thought that you were going to do it in Prometheus. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. You know what I mean? When we saw the fucking... Okay, when you're watching Alien and you see the fucking engineer in the fucking chair, I was like, who's that? What's that story? And then we got a movie called Prometheus. And I'm thinking, could this be said story? Yeah, we were told it was a prequel. We were told it took place in the alien world. It's like, what else are you going to tell us about? And it wasn't. No. It's in the alien world, but it was not that direct story. And now we're finally hearing that, yes, it will tie into the 1979 film. Three more movies to go, though. <laughs> we got we got three more movies before we get there, guys. There's still plenty of story left. Uh, uh, yeah, three, six more hours. Attention span lost. Exactly. It feels like lost. <laughs> it feels like they're making. He's making it up as he goes along. Well, Damien Lindelof did right. Yeah, that's is. that's exactly what it feels like. <laughs> All right, guys, check out what Deadline is reporting. Uh, the A Team is being reassembled. Oh no! They said. Yeah, agreed. I've learned that 20th Century Fox TV has put together a new contemporary take on Stephen J. Cannell's classic 1980s action series. Fast and Furious writer, producer Chris Morgan, executive produces with Canal's daughter, TV director Tanya McKiernan. Sleepy Hollow executive producer Albert Kim is writing the adaptation. Like the original NBC show, the new A-Team revolves around a diverse team of American Special Forces operatives. Unlike the original all-male squad, the new team will include both male and female members. The group has been framed for a crime they didn't commit and set out to clear their names by uncovering the black ops conspiracy that set them up. Along the way, they are driven to help those in need by using their singular military skills, high-tech expertise, and often conflicting individual approaches. It's described as a fun, episodic mission of the week show that mixes big action adventure sequences with compelling characters inventive cons and lots of humor so a team is coming to fox 
pre-tossing it. Yeah, I'm with, <laughs> I'm with Jay on this. I could care less. I'm pre-tossing and I'm canceling. Good deal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let's see. You know what I mean? Is Fox going to rely on like one standout actor? I mean, could this get like another? Could this be like another Penguin surprise where they like cast somebody and people are just like mesmerized by said actor? Yeah. It's one thing to tell me it's going to be hilarious and have great action scenes. It's another mm-hmm. thing to deliver me something that's hilarious and has great <laughs> action scenes. Yeah. I mean, if they, if they keep up to the promise that's, that you, if what they show me is what you just read. Yeah. Then that'll be a good show. Right. Do I believe that's what I'll see? Mm-hmm. Fuck no. Me either. It's just, it, it's weak writing. Like, I, I am all for women empowerment. Okay. Let me yeah. just fucking put that out there. I'm all for it. That's not what you're but, saying out in the porch. Yeah, you're right. I'm but, but to like take old properties and say, okay, this is something new with female characters. No, you know what would be great if you came up with a fucking original idea with female characters. That would be fucking great. Make the next A team. Don't fucking make it the A team with female characters. This is the thing, though. That doesn't do shit. No, this is. What I know it's the thing because it's easy money. Because most people, most people out there are gonna fucking eat it up well, i mean we're already hearing about a fucking uh taken series now yeah, yeah 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 like okay is is that gonna focus on like one character no i think it, it's gonna yeah it'll focus on uh like a cast of characters a team but i think it'll be it'll focus on like the sex trade you know yeah you know what i mean that whole that whole uh stopping the, the sex, black market the black market yeah. and stuff like that that's what it's gonna it's gonna focus on that in like different areas of the world and stuff like that that's where i think they're gonna go with that whole taken thing. yeah What's what network's picking that up? You know, oh, God, uh, I don't sounds know. like let's, Fox. Let's let's pray for them, whoever it is. <laughs> I don't know, but you're 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 fucking criticized for criticizing these shows that do this or the comic books that do this. It's like you know what's the coolest thing to do, and what's cool about all these other properties that you're trying to ape on and make them female characters or whatever the fuck you're doing to change the same characters in the same story, the coolest thing is to come up with your own fucking idea mm-hmm. and make a really fucking cool story that people are like, wow, that's real original and cool. That's what people like. Or at least new characters. These, like, these guys are just I like, agree. I want money as quick as possible. I'm going to fucking cash in on the women empowerment movement or the fucking the gay movement no, or whatever the Fuck seeing, it is. We're seeing Marvel do that right now in their comic books. Yeah, with yeah. Thor. It's like, it's like, and I have no problem with that, but like create new characters. Do that, an original I, story. Exactly. It's like, oh, uh, do you like Thor? Well, Thor's got a vagina now. And it's like, oh, do you like, do you like said character? Okay, now this character's gonna be, you know, this race or whatever. Right. And it's like, Give them their all new. I liked what DC did. DC was like, okay, you like Green Lantern? Well, now we've got like a Muslim Green Lantern. Right. And here's, here's a new character. His name's Boz. Yeah. I like what, like, the Ghostbusters, like, it has females, but it's not like, okay, Kate McKinnon is playing female Vinkman. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. She's not Vinkman. She's yeah. her own character. Yeah, exactly. It's it's different. Because I know people might think we're being hypocrites for no. shooting all over the 18, but then no. praising that. Well, I'm just kind of pointing exactly. out the difference. You're, you're, yeah. you're fucking, you're mocking people's intelligence when you just rehash this bullshit. Yeah. Thor was cool. Wolverine was cool. I wouldn't say either of those people were cool because they were guys, and I'm a fucking guy. No, no, no. I think I think there's times where it's like I th- honestly I think there's different uh, times where you can look at like 
what Hollywood has done is with characters, and they've been like, okay, like let's just make this character said sex or said race mm-hmm. just for the hell of it, or let's make them said character uh, this character this sex or this race because it's the best actor. I think that fucking when when Marvel cast. Um, Samuel Jackson as Nick Fury, they got the best actor that they could get for Nick Fury. Yeah. And I believe that. And I firmly believe that. Yeah. I don't think that it was like some like, like, oh, okay, we need more African American characters. Well, it also helped that Brian Hitch drew Ultimate Nick Fury to look exactly like Samuel yeah, Jackson. But, but you can yeah, like blow the originals out of the water. You yeah. could do that. But that's not, that's not what's happening with these things. It's just rehashing and saying, well, it's a female now. Yeah. Let's make Wayne's World brand new, except this time Wayne and Garth are girls. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, right. That's fucked up. <laughs> you are doing way more justice to females if you make a fucking original character that's fucking It awesome. should not be Wayne's World. It should be like Brenda's World exactly. or something. Yeah. yeah. Two girls with a show in an Aurora, you know, an Aurora right. basement. But you're going right. to see a lot of this. Like, you're going to see more and more of this with, you know, apparently there's no originality in Hollywood anymore. No, no, yeah. there's not. So, yeah, we're definitely tossing this new A team. Yeah. Um, the F team. Yeah. Uh, guys, speaking of Ghostbusters, what do you think about all these Ghostbuster cameos? We've got, uh, everybody pretty much under the sun except for Rick Moranis confirmed to do an, uh, oh, it's well, too bad. And Harold Ramis, unfortunately. Yeah. Rick Moranis is who I'd want to see the most. Yeah, <laughs> yeah me yeah. too. He's done with Hollywood, though. I know, he's done. I know. He's out of that uh, whole scene. But, yeah, we got, uh, you know, of course, we had Ernie Hudson. We've got uh, Dan was- Aykroyd. We've got uh, Bill, Murray. Bill Murray. And uh, most recently, Sigourney Weaver saying yeah. that they'll do cameos for the Ghostbusters movie that's being directed by Paul Feig. Uh, a lot of people are just like, well, then why aren't you just doing a traditional Ghostbusters 3? It's because, you know what, they can only, they're can they doing what's called a cameo, and they only have to show up for maybe one to two days on set, and then they can call it a day and still get a nice paycheck. Yeah, and yeah. also it'll be funny because it won't be a movie full of has-beens. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's true. For too. 90 minutes. <laughs> uh, I read Ernie Hudson was there for the, the last day of filming, which I thought was pretty cool. Was he? Yeah, the very last rap day, he came and filmed his cameo and kind of mm-hmm. wished everyone good luck and it, everything. Yeah. It just seems like another, like, we need to appease the fucking trolls and the fans. It's like appeasing the lowest common denominator. I don't think any of these people need to be in this movie to be successful. I'm going to give Paul... um Fake the benefit of the doubt. And I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt, I don't think he's doing that at all. Because, Agreed. Because he's been very defensive about yes. this movie to this day. Like, do, he was telling people to studio, fuck off you, on Twitter. You, I'm going to talk about that. that, that yeah. That's what I was going to talk about next. Do you think that Paul Feig was strong-armed by the studio to have these cameos done? Or do you think that this was Paul Feig? I think it was him. Okay. I think he has a reverence to the fucking franchise where he wouldn't be doing it in the first place so a little bit of him wants to have an appearance by fucking Sigourney Weaver by Ernie Hudson he doesn't want to do a whole movie about them are they going to be playing their traditional characters or is this like they've been saying a reboot and they're just going to be different characters within this world maybe feasibly one of them could be playing the same character but honestly I think all four of them are going to be different people different roles yeah, I, really I mean, think that. is Bill Venkman going to be? Is Bill Murray going to be playing Venkman? You know what I mean? I don't think so. I don't either. No, and Sigourney Weaver's not going to be playing Dana, right? Yeah, I just don't. I don't see it. They're just in the movie for a quick moment. Because, like, we heard like for a while there, they were talking about that Channing Tatum 
Chris Pratt Ghostbusters, which yeah. like that got squashed. And just, the fact that Ernie Hudson was only there for one day of shooting in the rap day means he's just going to be like a guy standing there for a second, in my mm-hmm. opinion. You know, it's Ghostbusters. Both movies have scenes of onlookers cheering shit on. Mm-hmm. I mean, how hard is it to throw a former cast member in a fucking crowd of people cheering that you see for a second? I think it'll be more than that. Me, for some characters. I, but there has to be, there has to be, for them to get Bill Murray to do this, there has to be an angle that he agreed upon. Oh, I agree. Bill Murray's more than a cheering And onlooker. he's not going to be Vankman. I don't think he's going to be Vankman. I'm hoping he's going to be a ghost. Well, I was hoping that if he was going to come back and play Vankman, like he said, he wanted to get killed within the first five minutes and come back as a yeah. fucking ghost. Yeah. <laughs> Which would be great. I still think it'd be cool for him just to be a, a ghost, mm-hmm. a spirit, you know? Well, he they was do already a, a zombie in fucking uh, Zombieland. Yeah. You know, they do the whole montage like they do in both Ghostbusters movies where they're busting various different ghosts. And yeah. that'd be a perfect place to have, have yeah. one of them show up. Well, I mean, if if what he's saying is true that none of this was supposed to be leaked, then I could I would agree with that. But if if this was if this was like leaked on purpose, then this is this is just to get asses in the seats to say, well, you know, remember yeah. those older guys? They're they're in this too. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's never it's never been a big payoff to have these old actors back into the series necessarily. I think getting asses in seats. I mean, like it or not, Melissa McCarthy is hot right now. Yeah. Um, Kristen Wiig is hot right now. Yeah, you don't need it. Paul Feig is a great director. I mean, we've seen him do some really Bridesmaids was my probably. Uh, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to admit it. I think Bridesmaids is funnier than fucking The Hangover. I love Bridesmaids. Yeah. I think Bridesmaids is funnier than The Hangover. I own Bridesmaids. Honestly, yeah. I think The Hangover's okay. I don't think it's as goddamn funny as everybody thinks it is. I agree with you. And right? I think only the first one is remotely funny. Yeah, and the second one was a pile of shit, and I never even watched the third one. Yeah. yeah. So it's not as great and as funny. And it's not highbrow fucking comedy, in my opinion. I like smart comedy most of the time. Yeah. And I think that it was okay, but it was not as good as everybody thinks it really is. Yeah, it was a guy's raunchy comedy where exactly. Bridesmaids actually has a lot of substance to it. Yeah. yeah, and I think Bridesmaids is funnier. Yeah, and it's so. an insult to Bridesmaids to call it the female hangover. Yeah, exactly. I agree with that. I mean, I don't know. Even though all the what, what's uh, what's her name fucking took a shit in the brides in the dress. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that shit. Yeah, that shit was funny. It was funny. funny. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Um, I want to thank Joe Vitale for this next article. It's what you were talking about earlier with Paul Feig and his reactions to some of the fucking trolls and shit. He blew the fuck up. Here's an example of some of the tweets that people have been sending Paul Feig on Twitter, uh, the director of the uh, new Ghostbusters movie. Here's one example. Quote, rest in peace, Ghostbusters franchise, 1984 to 2015, killed by the Hollywood reboot machine, four unfunny actresses, and a cunt with glasses. Oh, wow. That's an example of the tweets that Paul Feig has been receiving. Um, number one, you are an, whoever did that is an ignorant fuck. Yeah. And knows nothing about any of the actresses involved in this fucking movie. Yeah. No. Uh, they're, they're all very funny in their own right. Yeah, and McKinnon is like, 
doing all kinds, not McKinnon, um, Wig is Wig. doing all kinds of independent films yeah. and all kinds of highbrow stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Skeleton Twins, she's, she's in the new Martian movie that we talked about. Yeah. Uh, she was in that movie that I talked about, The Diary of a Teenage Girl. The one where she's the talk show in her own house. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, she is, uh, she's great. And, uh, even McKinnon, she's hilarious. And Leslie Jones is funny. Oh, yeah, I love Kate McKinnon. And love her. Her Justin Bieber has me on the floor. I, and I'm not a big, <laughs> I'm not a big fan of Melissa McCarthy, but I did, I loved her character in Bridesmaids for mm-hmm. the, the limited time she had. And she was okay in St. Vincent. So it's like, and she, you know, I, I haven't seen Spy, but I mean, it was her and Paul Feig working together again mm-hmm. in Spy. And you know what? It did well in the box office, and it was received well. So I I support Paul Feig, and I support this female Ghostbusters movie. Until I get a trailer that shows me any different, mm-hmm. I'm not just going to be like, well, this movie's going to be shit. Oh, look at their fucking costumes. They look like their garbage men costumes. Oh, my God, this is going to be a shit movie. And I know that because I haven't seen a fucking trailer yet. And I know nothing about these actresses. All I know is I've watched the original Ghostbusters. I know nothing. I don't know who the fuck Leslie Jones is. I don't know who fucking uh, Kate McKinnon is and Kristen Wiig is. And, uh, oh, I just don't like Melissa McCarthy because she thinks she's the fucking female Chris Farley. So fuck this Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters movie because I'm a fucking narrow-minded piece of shit that doesn't know anything and I'm not going to wait for a fucking trailer. Yeah. I mean, I completely like in my opinion and I don't I don't think too many people share this opinion, but to me Ghostbusters died with Ghostbusters 2. Thank you. Yeah, I don't know why the fuck people are holding fucking Ghostbusters 2 on some goddamn pedestal like it's the fucking best movie ever. Yeah, I mean, Ghostbusters 2 is awful to me. Thank you. And it's like this franchise needs revitalized. Exactly. Yeah. So it's being brought back to life. It didn't, it's not dying now. It died way back in the fucking 80s. No, 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 no. See, the thing is, it's like, I'd be, I'd be curious to see like what people would think if like they were like, okay, we're bringing back Ghostbusters, but it's with Jet, uh, with, it's with James Franco, it's with Seth Rogen, it's with fucking Craig Robinson. And, yeah. And, you know, oh, Bill Hader's involved. Like, what would be the reaction then? People would eat that shit up. But because it's a bunch of women. Yes. They're ruining the whole fucking franchise. Yeah, and I'm not saying this just so I can be fucking PC. I'm saying this because I do watch Saturday Night Live. Oh, me too. I do think Kristen Wiig's funny. I do think Paul Feig's a great comedy director. And I think that, yes, they can pull off a Ghostbusters movie. I don't think that it fucking... It, I don't think it fucking, like, Ghostbusters fucking, like, lives and dies on, like, that first film, which was great, and then Ghostbusters too. I think, like, yeah. I think they can pick up the mantle and do a pretty damn good job. They'll be hard-pressed to make a worse movie than Ghostbusters too. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Vigil. I agree. Oh, I fucking hate Ghostbusters. <laughs> so, Paul Feig took to Twitter one night and went off on all the trolls, and he responded with, God, you're tiresome, dude. You all have no idea what we did. So stop acting like you do. Enough is enough. Just let this movie happen. Hashtag enough. And then he says, you're an ass. Oops, did I say that? Hashtag drunken tweet. Hashtag not really. Hashtag sick of the haters. Hashtag enough. Hashtag freedom. Hashtag on vacation. <laughs> and then and then um, he responds to somebody who is a supporter, and he says, I read all of your tweets, and I love them. Thanks for the continuing support. I just suddenly hit the wall with the haters. 
And then he goes on to say, and since I'm on a roll, you, sir, are the biggest ass of them all. <laughs> Seriously, you shit on all your former heroes. Oh, wow. You've been ranting at me and my cast for months with misogyny and insults. So go fuck yourself. <laughs> I love it. Good night. Hashtag <laughs> enough. <laughs> Thank you. And I'm going to say this to any of our listeners you haven't seen a trailer yet. You haven't seen anything to make you think that this movie's going to be bad. Yeah. And so chill out until we get that first trailer. I'll be the first one to eat fucking crow. If I get a fucking shitty fucking trailer, I'm not going to get on here and just be like, oh, yeah, I've been supporting it this whole fucking time because it's – not because it's got a female cast, but because I know the director and I know the female cast that's involved in this fucking movie. And I don't think they're a bunch of incompetent fucking idiots. I think you got some of the best females, uh, female actresses in comedy. And on the flip side, I think you got a – Pretty damn good director. Yeah. And until I get a shit fucking trailer, I'm not going to say anything different. And when I get that shit trailer, I'll get on here and I'll say, you know what? I was fucking wrong. I was fucking wrong. This movie looks fucking stupid. Yeah. And I'll eat fucking crow all day and you can fucking razz me and shit. And I don't give a fuck. I'm with you. If it looks like a money grab in the trailer, then fuck it. We were wrong. Exactly. We were fucking wrong. But until then, you don't know any goddamn different either. Yeah. And Paul. By the way, Paul Fagg announced on the last day of shooting that he would for sure have a trailer ready for us before the end of this year. Good. Fantastic. I'm going to take a break right now after I fucking like went off on everybody. <laughs> you and Paul Fogg need to settle down. I know. I know. Darth Bryan, right? <laughs> Jesus. Uh, is it time? Is it time for me to play the Darth? Bryan? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I should have went off on the listeners while playing that, right? <laughs> there it is. Oh, feel the hatred. <laughs> you want me to go off? <laughs> no, no, we're good. <laughs> I'll go off. You went off. I can go off a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> We all know that. It's, I think it's fucking... <laughs> it's fucking ignorant, right? It, it is, is fucking ignorant. ignorant. You yes. haven't seen a goddamn trailer. You've seen some fucking pictures. Yeah. Not even finished post-production pictures. Right. No, just stills. Yeah. Stills. That some asshole took that yeah. he wasn't supposed to take. <laughs> like They're not even st- like yeah. trading card pictures that are yeah. actually going to be in the movie. That's not living up High the, gloss that's not my li- ass. That's not living up the Darth Bryant. <laughs> Turn off the music. You're not living it. Yeah. Right. Stop the music. We'll, we'll be back. We're going to wrap this fucking show up with some more whatever the fuck we talk about on this stupid fucking shit. It's fucking old school. are so fresh snap all right hey we are back yeah yeah i'm sure everybody's excited because this show is so goddamn awesome this news is so fucking riveting right <sighs> fucking a hot news i'm like already to fall out of my chair <laughs> hot sanchez <laughs> <laughs> caliente we're gonna move yeah spicy caliente greg Caliente. <laughs> Moving on to our DC news. This is some news that's coming straight into your dick hole. Yeah, baby. Oh, man. You know what? People like that didn't get that didn't get like any. Uh, I didn't get any responses about that. Nobody was talking about uh, dick hole news. Really? I, I loved that. That was you know what I mean. I had a good time with it. Yeah. I didn't, nobody, nobody said anything. It was nope. fun and controversial. Yeah. News coming straight into your dick hole. 
They must. It must not have. We must not have delivered. Dickhole entry news, and nobody gives a fuck. Nobody must, gives a fucking rat at, rat's ass about that fucking shit. We must not have delivered oh, anyone's dickhole. I can. Talk, I can talk about flat top grill, and I can talk about fucking you know like uh, fucking shameful plugs, but nobody talks about dickhole news. I thought we cornered the market on dickhole. Oh, seriously, <laughs> I've got news. I've got fucking news. Yeah. Like what if? No, seriously. Like what if I seriously started to like try to shove a newspaper into your dickhole right now? Right. I would quit the show. I'd like, be like, that's <laughs> new. I'd be like, that's new and exciting. <laughs> right. Nothing's ever, like, crammed itself into my dick hole. Oh, God. Can you imagine? I, like I said, oh. I, I'd be yeah. out. Yeah. Does that one imagine the I'm song? All right, Brian. About? That's the final yeah. straw. You're trying, to, you're trying to cram shit into my dick hole. Yeah. I'm not, Take it. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> Take it, Jake. Maybe that's the maybe, – is it the wrong way to approach news then? No. No. It's fine to shove it into other people's dick hole. Pete <laughs> 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 oh yeah, shove it in Pete Needs' dick hole all day long. Don't say that about my tribute. <laughs> you know what, guys, 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 guys. I figured out who last week we talked about Booster Gold, the Booster Gold and the Blue Beetle. Oh, movie. you broke the casting mystery. I want no. I broke my casting mystery. My cast. I want. I know who I want cast. Let's hear it. I still want Michael Rosenbaum as fucking Booster Gold. But you know who I want as my fucking Blue Beetle? Uh-huh. I'm going to blow your fucking mind. I'm going to blow your fucking mind. The other runner-up for Star-Lord, Glenn Howerton, who oh. plays Dennis oh, yeah. on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. That's interesting. That's good Holy casting. Holy shit. And you know what? I'm also going to I'm gonna blow your mind again. Okay, so we got, we got Michael Rosenblum as fucking uh, Booster Gold. We got Glenn Howerton as Blue Beetle. We're looking at a fucking... Comedy, comedy brilliance. Right you're ready now. to cast a villain. Two guys that were fucking like you know. Uh, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you our, I'm gonna give you the director. Oh. And I'm gonna blow your fucking mind with the director. This guy is known for his buddy cop films, and it's somebody you're not gonna expect me to say as the director. Shane Black. Oh, what guys? I'm just glad you didn't say Brett Ratner. No, 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 no. I, I'll be honest with you. I hated Iron Man 3. Yeah. And you can go back and listen to episode 2 where I fucking shit on Iron Man 3 and I say, fuck you, Shane Black, and blah, blah, blah. But on the flip side, I love Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Yeah. Oh, me too. And I love it when he does buddy cop movies. But I didn't feel like Iron Man 3 needed to be a buddy cop movie. Right. The Booster Golden Blue Beetle movie does. And I think this fits with his wheelhouse of movies. Wow. And I think that Shane Black directing Michael Rosenbaum and Glenn Howerton in a Booster Gold Blue Beetle film would be a fucking Tupperware. <laughs> Fighting crime on Christmas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I think that this would be fucking – I think like once fucking Fox comes out with uh, Deadpool, I think like, oh, how do you follow that up, DC? Well, right. shit, here you go. Glenn Howerton, Michael Rosenbaum. Bam. Fuck yeah, Shane man. Shane Black directed. I'm in. I'm in. I'm, I'm behind it. Yeah, you would have given me a hundred guesses on what director you're about to say, and I never would have <laughs> got there. Yeah, you know what? Like, see, that's the kind of guy I am. You know what? Like, that's the kind of guy I am. I can talk about how much I fucking hated Iron Man 3. I do, and I will still stand by that. Have you seen that a second time? I haven't. Uh, yeah, I think you need to. Iron Man 3. <laughs> Iron Man 3. Shane Black was not the correct choice for director for that film. He was not, in my opinion. And so, but on the flip side, I loved Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. And didn't he do the fucking Die Hard movies? Oh, uh, yeah. Lethal, or lethal, lethal Weapon. Weapon. Lethal Weapon. Yeah. He did Lethal Weapon. He did one of the Die Hard movies, didn't uh, he? I don't know. I know he did Lethal Weapon. 
I don't know. But it's like, but I love those. I love those. Yeah. And so it's like, I think that he could do justice on a Booster Gold Blue I think Beetle. he did do fucking Die Hard, because that's his have... thing. It's Christmas everything. Hmm. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that he did fucking Lethal Weapon, though. I'll look it up. Yeah. Look it up, Jay. It's <laughs> all you're good for. <laughs> <laughs> guys, guys, moving on. Even moving on. Whoa. <laughs> moving on. I'm fucking. I love Jay. I love Jay. Jay, it, no, seriously, I'm glad to have you back. Um, I'm getting tired of him. (laughs) (laughs) I'm over it. (laughs) Moving on to actual DC news. In a recent interview with Canoe. Isn't that a weird? That's a weird. I've never heard of that site. They interviewed a boat? Exactly. He did Predator and Lethal Weapon. Yeah. Suck my dick. (laughs) (laughs) He did not do any of the diehards. No. Suck it, Jake. Didn't Suck you write it. or something? Get out of town. I'm doing further Get off your fucking phone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> further investigation. Look at this. I'm just going to take a minute. Continue the canoe story. CSI Jake. <laughs> further investigation. Yeah. This calls for further it follows the human protein trail. Fucking. You're like Morgan Freeman in seven at the, at the library looking shit up. Right? For fucking. Sure. You, know, you look at us like we're Brad Pitt reading the Cliff Notes version of Dante's Inferno. <laughs> fuck you for reading the whole book, you son of a fuck. Anyway, moving on. In a recent interview with Canoe, not the boat, Zack Snyder said this about Batman v Superman. Jake, this will make you happy. Right. Yeah. This will make you happy. I think in a way, Batman v Superman is Man of Steel 2. Oh, I love this story. Justice League is kind of the transcendent Knights of the Round Table of the story. It'd be interesting to think about what a standalone super movie, a Superman movie might be. Jake, why does this make you happy, sir? Well, we got into a big argument with a few listeners about this. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. Uh, I called Batman v Superman a Man of Steel sequel. Uh-huh. And then got a lot of flack from quite oh. a few listeners. That on I was, Facebook? That I was, yeah, on Facebook and uh-huh. Twitter that I was completely wrong. Uh-huh. What did Zack Snyder say recently? Let me read the quote. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think in a way, Batman v Superman is Man of Steel 2. Yeah, that's hmm. the director of the film well, saying that he thinks it's the sequel. But, but we had some listeners tell you that it wasn't. Yeah, that I was not only did they tell me it wasn't that I was wrong to, were, to say it was a sequel wow, to Man of Steel. Wow, wow! <laughs> and even back then, I said there'll, there'll never be something called Man of Steel two. Even if they did another solo Superman movie, it would be called Man of Steel colon whatever the fuck, mm-hmm. or even not even Man of fucking Steel at that point. Yeah. So yeah. there'll never be anything called Man of Steel two, and I yeah. still stand by that. Huh. Interesting. So, yeah, I was completely right. So, wow. anyone that disagreed with me can suck my dick. Suck your dick. Jake, I want to introduce you. I want to introduce you to a song that it's become one of my favorites this past week. Oh, yeah? Should I put my headphones on? You can put your headphones on. No, I'm just going to sing it. Oh, okay. I don't need it. So, them, you're in the same room as me, so you really don't need to. Good deal. It's called I Was Right. And it goes like this. I was right and you were wrong and I was right and you were wrong and I was right and you were wrong and I was right and take it away Jake I was right and you were wrong and I was right and you were wrong and so go fuck off because I was right 
and you were wrong. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I think that's well deserved. I think that there was. Thank you. Thank there were, you. I do. I think there were some listeners out there that were giving you shit, and they were like, "Well, I was right, and you're wrong, Jake." And you know what, Jake? You know what? The only one that's des- that they can deserve to sing that fucking song right now yeah. is you. Oh yeah. When that news broke, I was all over that. That's shit. the only. Time, <laughs> that's the only time that you ever uh, appreciated Zack Snyder. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. I was like, wiser words have never come out of this man's mouth. I love it. <laughs> Tupperware Zack Snyder. <laughs> For once, like, the stars were aligned and me and Zack Snyder were, were in unison. You were one. We thought, yeah. <laughs> Two became one. It only one. happens once every 600 years. <laughs> I'll, I'll admit it. There, there's, you know, there, there's uh, times where, you know, I want Jake to be wrong, but this was not one of them. <laughs> and when Jake got this victory, I was very happy. You were. You texted me right away. I did. I did. I, like, I, I like. I like snapped a screenshot of the article and yeah. I sent it right to you. And and then we talked about said listener that oh, gave yeah. you shit. I was. I, it was like ten minutes before that. I was already like yeah. firing shots. <laughs> I like. Oh man, I'm on top of this already, bro. I sent you back the screenshot. Like, look, I'm already firing yeah, shots. Yes, yes, yes. It was great. It was great. It was awesome. It was awesome. Anyway, moving on. We're going to move on to Marvel news. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm going to get ice for my drink. Somebody take away Marvel news while I do that. Marvel news. Marvel's making a bunch of cutesy movies. You got a bunch. Yeah, like 10 minutes. <laughs> With villains that don't matter. <laughs> There's a slate of nine of them coming in the next seven to eight years. Mar- Marvel news. Oh shit! <laughs> Brian! Holy! What do we do? <laughs> I'm gonna start scavenging Jake. Uh, <laughs> come back and there's a grease fire in the kitchen. Protein. Alright, guys. Uh, writer, Drew Goddard. Whew. Drew love Goddard. That guy. Yeah, big fan of Drew Goddard. I love Drew Goddard. Guys, you know what I have not seen yet? Cabin in the Woods. Thank you. I, I haven't either. You gotta remind me. I'll bring that. Gotta bring it. You gotta bring it. I gotta watch Cabin in the Woods just like Jay's gonna watch Ex Machina and John, John Wick. Oh, so you're never gonna watch Cabin in the Woods? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I won't bring it. You fucking assholes. <laughs> oh, I, I was so close to picking up Ex yeah, Machina you know what's the other fucked day. fucked up is Jay will sit there and watch two hours of fucking Scream Queens, but, I, the, I, but the motherfucker won't watch Ex Machina. For the, for the show. I took it for the show. <laughs> yeah. You need to take Ex Machina for the show. I will take it. I will take it. Take it. Take it right up the Take ass. it right up your dick hole. <laughs> I'm going to shove Ex Machina up Jay's dick hole if he hasn't watched it next week. I'll buy you a new copy after I do that, Brian. Drew Goddard, he was uh, the writer for um, Cabin in the Woods. He also um, – He's also done quite a few other things, and I'll, I'll get into that here in a moment. But he, he was in an in interview with io9, and he told them that the Sinister Six movie – that was like in talks and discussions with Sony yeah. could still happen if Marvel wants it. Yeah. He says, quote, my vision of that movie was a summer annual. So you didn't have to worry about continuity. I love that. It was just we take Peter, put him on an adventure. We put him back in his life. I intentionally wanted a movie that didn't have to worry about mythology and continuity. It was important to me to make a movie that could stand on its own. So the good news is, you know, it slots in very well to any plan anybody ever wants. We just need to let a couple years go by, I think. 
I love that. It really speaks to how much of a comics guy Goddard is by calling it a summer annual. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I agreed. I like that. <laughs> I like that too. And I, I think I can see this actually happening because like Drew Goddard has a great relationship with Marvel. He has worked on both seasons of Daredevil. Yeah. So I can see this happening. Um, he also goes on to say, the tricky part of all this is I love this plan. I love that you get to see Spider-Man in Marvel movies. I think that's a great thing. I'm on board with that decision because as a fan, that's what I want. So who knows what the future holds? This is Hollywood, man. You've, but you've got to play the long game. Um, he also revealed that this is not necessarily um, just specific about the Sinister Six. Um, and he says that there is a lot of Spider-Man in this movie hmm. as opposed to original initial reports that it was not. And he goes on to say, quote, it was a Spider-Man movie. It was the giant epic Spider-Man movie of my dreams. Oh, wow. So, yeah, it sounds like there's a great idea behind this that, like, there's that, – that basically Marvel could adopt this story and that it would work with them. Like you said, the summer annual. It yeah, does, I love that. It's not contingent upon, like, what was happening in the in the Garfield fucking Dane DeHaan story. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I, I fucking love this. I hope we do get to see it happen. I think it will only help flesh out Spider-Man. And on the flip side, Drew Goddard, pretty fucking brilliant. If anyone can write the wisecracking Spider-Man that we've all longed to see, it's Drew fucking Goddard. Yeah, I think I you mean, do a great he's job. He's so good at the quippy kind of jokes like that. I think you do a great job. I have to agree with you. All right, guys. Hugh Jackman recently spoke with Collider about Wolverine 3, and he had this. Are we calling it Wolverine 3? Are we just for now? Are we just saying fuck origins? Are we just calling this? Can we call it Wolverine Two? <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Can we just? That would be nice. Yeah, That'd in a perfect world, it'll be. It won't. It'll be oh, called and, Wolverine something. Well, yeah. did, didn't Days of Future Past just kind of like fuck, fuck, <laughs> tell Wolverine origins to kind of fuck off? Right. I agree. It's one of the good things it did. Yeah. Yeah. All right. He says uh, this is what he said to Collider. I'll be really honest with you. The actual script. In its full form, we're up to about page 60. Am I recording? Yeah, I am. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no apologies. Self-aware. Such a great showrunner. <laughs> hey, wait. Am I recording? Yeah. Nah, he says, uh, I'll be really honest with you. The actual script in its full form, we're up to about page 60. Obviously, there's a treatment, so it's not fully done yet. We're not. <laughs> fire. What did you do? I, like, flipped my lighter by accident <laughs> under my hand. Wow, podcasting is dangerous. I know. Jesus Christ, I got burned. Woo, Woo better man. Than my, better than my dick hole. Survivor, yeah, man. <laughs> wow. Bye. I guess I need a smoke. I didn't know podcasting was this dangerous. Fucking fire starter over here. Wow. Fuck this table, Jay. It's going down. <laughs> Uh, he says, uh, we're not fully there with the script. Patrick Stewart does figure in, that's for sure. I think it's a really important relationship, but I want to see signs of that quasi-father-slash-son sort of relationship that has not been seen before, and sides of particularly Professor X that have not been seen before. Are we seeing a fully frontal nude Oh Professor my! We're X? seeing some Patrick Stewart God. ass in this movie. I I want to see some Patrick Stewart cock in this. <laughs> we're, seeing want, every, we're seeing every side. I want some frontal nudity. If you haven't seen the side before, we're seeing it. 
seriously, I want side dick. I want to side dick. I want to engage in that Patrick Stewart kind. <laughs> engage. <laughs> yeah. Make it so. This <laughs> is <laughs> the curtains match the drapes. <laughs> in all honesty, I think I took liberties with that quote, and I don't think that that's the side of Patrick Stewart that Hugh Jackman wants us oh. to see. He says, so we have some really, really cool ideas. He also went on to say this. Yeah, of course I was talking about... Patrick Stewart's cock. (laughs) (laughs) I can't get one past you, Collider. (laughs) Now he goes on to say this. What the fuck? What? He he goes on to say... What was that? I don't know. It could be the It Follows ghost. (laughs) Hold on, I'm going to check on this. Hold on real quick. Yeah, Brian, <laughs> Brian, if you don't come back yeah. in a couple of minutes, I'll call the cops. And then I will call the cops. <laughs> it sounded like they were like right up on your shit. No. Yeah. That was crazy. I wonder if that was audible on the podcast. That was fucking weird. I hope that I hope people hear that. Yeah. Jibbity jibbity. I think you Tupperware pop culture leftovers. Yeah, it did. Yeah. You got excited about all the side, all right, so side Patrick dick Stewart's talk. balls. Patrick Stewart's cock. No, he. Uh, this is the dumbest. Back on target. This is the dumbest episode we've ever done. <laughs> this is fucking stupid. If you people are still listening to this, there's something fucking wrong with you. Yeah. We'll pray for you. Anyway, Mm -hmm. he also went on to say, uh, I'm sounding a little cagey because this is the last time I'm playing him, and I have just made the commitment to myself, really, and told everyone that until the script is perfect, until it is that perfect way to sign out, I'm not going to start shooting. Huh. So, are they going to play the song that they play at the end of Fast and the Furious 7 at the end of the Wolverine movie? You know what I'm talking about? No. The Paul Walker's Gone from the Franchise Forever song. <laughs> you haven't heard that? You haven't heard that a million times? No. Oh, Sorry. gosh. I can't. I, I'm not going to sing it for you. But okay. It just it made me laugh. Too soon, Jay. You know what I'm talking about? No, it's too soon. Don't even talk about it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I miss Paul, Paul Walker's Walker. death doesn't really bring out like a... Smile to my face. <laughs> he doesn't die in the movie, though. I know, it's, I know. It, yeah. <laughs> Just... <laughs> hey guys, remember when they pay homage to Paul Rocker's yeah. death? Remember when he died? It'll, it's not his death. The fact Woo! that he won't be in the playing the character. You morbid anymore. motherfucker. Oh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Tupper the whole series, right? Because um, he died. Not the whole series. <laughs> I'll get a, I got that coming. Oh, okay. Mm. I, <laughs> Rest in peace, Paul Walker. All right. Yeah, that was <laughs> that was fun. Um, <laughs> Some listener out there will know what I'm talking about. Yeah. For the rest of us, it's uncomfortable. They're gonna play. They're gonna. It's not a. It's not a it's morbid a joke. A little uncomfortable for us. For yeah. Like those of us who like don't get like the sock. Yeah. You're like, uh, hey, hey, Paul Walker's dead. It's that Charlie Kill song that you can't get off the fucking radio, and they'll do a Wolverine montage at the end of the movie. It's on every day, all the time. It is on every day. I all never the time. have heard it ever. <laughs> it's not like I don't know. When I'm thinking about you know Princess Diane, I'm not cracking up about you know Candle in the yeah. Wind and shit. You know. Right. I don't- <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> oh, Elton. Hey, you jokester. You joker. <laughs> well, I guess that cracks me up, too, so I guess I am alone. 
<laughs> Candle in the Wind is the funniest song of all time. I laugh about Marilyn Monroe when I hear that song. I laugh about Princess Di. Wow, the layers. Yeah, yeah, all of them. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Every dead person that song's ever been about, I laugh when I hear. Okay, it. guys, what I'm taking away from this? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Back to back to Hugh Jackman. <laughs> I don't know how he got on Paul Walker. <laughs> back to Hugh Jackman. He says um, he's told everyone that until the script is perfect until it is that perfect way to sign out i'm not going to start shooting so it sounds like that wolverine 3 is never going to be made it's not going to happen because you know what he wouldn't have signed off on the previous two films right in my opinion and you know what i'm going to be honest with you i tossed wolverine origins and i still toss wolverine the wolverine the wolverine i still toss that fucking movie and I don't think there's been a single good fucking solo Wolverine film yet. So, no. um, you tasted it. Shut the fuck up. I tasted the Wolverine. Yeah, I tasted it. Too. You yeah. both tasted it. Yeah. I fucking tossed that shit. It was fun. You got to grade it on the curb compared to that other piece of garbage. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big curb. So he's like, so that's why I don't want to say yes for sure because until page 115 and 120. Whatever it is. So basically he's saying like he's not going to sign. He's going to sign off on Wolverine 3. And they're already talking about uh, what was his name? What, who's uh, James Mangold coming yeah. back and directing this. Yeah, the same yeah. director of the last film. So um, I don't know. I mean I, more than anything, I want to see a great Wolverine solo film. I still don't think I've seen one. Um I hope that this is it. I hope this is finally it. Especially like for for Hugh Jackman to go out. He's I gonna want... look really silly if it's not fantastic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And I, I'm not. I'm. It doesn't like help me any that they're bringing James Mangold back when I didn't like that. I thought it was just a safe fucking film. Like I don't give a fuck in the comic book if the ninjas took him down or not. Mm-hmm. In this fucking movie, I wanted to see fucking Wolverine go feral. And fucking destroy all those fucking ninjas. <laughs> you cannot fucking tell me that that would not be a badass fucking scene. That that would have not been better. That they would have fucking all hit him with fucking arrows and shit. Everything. And he fucking whips out the animadium claws. And he fucking cuts the fucking cords off his fucking back. Goes feral and cuts them all off. And still goes into that goddamn tower. Yeah. I don't care if they're trying to save fucking time. And they knock him the fuck out. Bring him into the tower just to have him like defeat the fucking like shredder samurai or whatever the fuck we saw in the end of that fucking movie i wanted to see wolverine fucking kick some fucking ass and go fucking feral cut some fucking heads off of motherfuckers i didn't see that shit so fuck that fucking wolverine movie you remember this movie better than i do (laughs) because it pissed me the fuck off as a wolverine fan it pissed me the fuck off i've still only seen it the once we still i've only seen it the once too i own it too I don't own it. I didn't own it. I didn't buy it. I, I sad thing. I'll admit, I own Wolverine Origins. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I do not own that. I think my the Wolverine is still in the plastic too, though. I have a few Blu-rays like that. Yeah, <laughs> me too. I still have never watched Stealth. I still own that on DVD, and I've never opened that. That's fucking hilarious. Movie. That, that Jamie Foxx movie. Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> That's funny. I don't know, guys. I don't know. I'm hoping. I hope that this is the Wolverine solo movie that I've always wanted to see. But I'm not going to put too much stock into fucking Hugh Jackman's quotes when it comes to this movie. No. I think that he'd be happy to work with James Mangold again, and he was just happy that this last film was like received better critically than the fucking Wolverine Origins. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't take much though. Yeah. <laughs> what, what? What? Okay. Like, if you guys could get like the fir- the perfect. Like, and you don't have to tell me, like, you don't have to, like, lay out the plot, but if, like, if you could see anything in this final Wolverine movie, what would you want to see? I'd want to see the death of Wolverine in this movie, but I'd also, I also agree with you. I want to see his feral side, his berserker rage, which we haven't seen to a T. Can we get an R rated film? I, I think with Deadpool, maybe. It's possible. I don't see why this is holding back. Like, These are why decisions they need to make now, though. Wolverine's so much far ahead of Deadpool as far as rated R in the comic books. Yeah. Maybe not so much in the language, but definitely in the uh, in the violence. Yeah. I agree. I don't want to see old man Wolverine. I mean, I, I, I think that's like a given in my book. No old man Wolverine. I want to see Wolverine in his prime with the fucking costume on and, and just there you go. tearing people uh, apart. There you in go. the costume. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. There At least you go. one time before Hugh Jackman's gone. There you go. Unstoppable. That's, I don't even need to give my opinion because you just gave it. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's good stuff. That's good. I'm with Jay. I'm with Jay. Get him in the costume just for one goddamn minute. Hugh Jackman also named who he'd want to replace him in the movies. This is a guy that I have gone on the record on this show as saying, and people are like, eh, whatever. Well, Hugh Jackman agrees with me. Tom Hardy. Yeah, yeah. I agree with Tom him. Hardy. He says that Tom Hardy is a guy that he would like to replace him as Wolverine in these films. I 100% fully agree with him. You can go back and listen to the mm-hmm. past episode where I said such thing. I remember this. Tom Hardy is my guy for Wolverine, and I agree with him wholeheartedly. Tom Hardy's also a front runner to be our next James Bond, too. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah, it is true. What are they, they going to do, Idris Elba? Is he even in discussion? No. Fucking bullshit, right? I, I would love that. That would be cool. Fucking bullshit. And that's the thing that, like, if they cast Idris Elba, they would be proving that fucking James Bond is just a moniker to be passed down. Yeah, yeah. that would be awesome. And I think that that's fucking cool because I do think like he would be the best guy for the job. Yeah, as long as you're British, you're in. Yep. In my Agreed. opinion. Agreed. I agree with that. That's the only criteria. I agree with that. So I don't know. Whatever. Whatever. It's it's like one of those things. It's like like are they, are we ever gonna get a female Doctor Who? Like people want Haley Atwell to be like the next Doctor Who after Peter Capaldi. That'd be awesome. So I mean, like, are we ever gonna get like? Uh, is he gonna regenerate into a into a woman? Hmm. You know. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know, man. It'd be interesting to see. If but, Scott Bakula could do it on Quantum Leap, then Doctor Who can too. <laughs> can you guys can you guys cast somebody different than Tom Hardy that you would like to see better? No, like like you would like to see more, excuse me, as an ex Wolverine. Oh, man, not at the top of my head. No. I can't think of anybody. But, I mean I, I know there's gonna be like comic book purists and Wolverine purists that are gonna be like, Well, they need to cast somebody who's short. Well, you know, can you name somebody and, and don't say Glenn Danzig because that was 20, <laughs> that was twenty fucking years ago yeah. and he still can't act. Mother, yeah, yeah looks exactly. Like shit now. Well, too. I mean, he was what did he, he was like in the Prophecy two. Yeah. Oh. And he hasn't starred in any films. I mean, you if you're gonna have like a feature film, you have to have somebody that can at least act. Agreed. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not picking Glenn Danzig twenty fucking years later. You ever watch that video of Glenn Danzig getting knocked out? 
Oh, oh yeah. Seen that. yeah. Yeah. I watch that a lot. Shit. <laughs> I love that. Shit's funny. I love that. Yeah, Dude. Tom Hardy, give him a fucking cigar and give him some chops. Yeah. Well, I saw an artist do an interpretation of what he would look like. Oh, really? How'd it look? It looked pretty cool. Nice. So. Get a fucking substantial actor behind that character and give him some fucking fury, you know? Mm-hmm. Guys, we're going to move on to Star Wars news, then we're going to wrap this fucking stupid shit up. <laughs> so let me find this stupid fucking Star Wars bumper. Where is it? Where are you, you little bitch? There it is. Oh, yeah. What's the missus saying? You Zero. <laughs> Zero listeners. <laughs> Show me your crotch again. <laughs> that's impossible. Oh, yeah, that's the picture. Yeah, Holy shit. Cinema blend. I like it. I like yeah. it. That's the Tom Hardy Wolverine picture. I like it, man. All right, guys. Uh, let's talk about some Star Wars rumors. The first rumor comes from Star Wars... Uh, <laughs> First rumor comes from Brian can't fucking talk dot com. Brian's a fucking moron dot com. Um, yeah, Star Worlds. Yeah, yeah. The first rumor comes from that classic website that that always gets you the hard hitting, the you know the latest Star Wars news called Star Worlds. <laughs> it's a, yeah, StarWorlds.com. Is that like a ride? Yeah. Interesting. No, when you go there, it's got a picture of me, and it says, "This guy's a fucking moron." <laughs> This guy's a fucking moron with a fucking speech impediment, and he can't fucking pronounce shit, because he's a stupid fucking idiot. <laughs> You're being hard on yourself. Star Wars. You're being hard on yourself. I check StarWars.com all the time for Star Wars news. Quit being so hard on yourself. <laughs> Those guys do a bang-up job I've at Star Wars. I've got that pitch. You're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Son of a bitch. All right, guys. Better, better them for episode eight news than Star Wars episode seven. <laughs> Hold on, I did a test. You know how? Okay, I I typed in Star Wars episode eight news dot com. Yeah, and it took me to Star Wars episode seven news. Wow. It took me to Star Wars seven news dot com. Nice, nice. So they've already kind of thought about that. They were like, oh shit, yeah, we are idiots. Yeah. <laughs> like, I guess they just bought the domains for all of them and it just redirects you oh, right, nice. to that site. So yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, from, uh, apparently from Star Worlds. Now, <laughs> this comes from StarWarsUnderworld.com. Uh, here's the news. One cast we have heard nothing about officially in the marketing for Star Wars Episode 7, The Force Awakens, and you guys are gonna agree with this, is Max von Sydow. Yeah. yeah. Sidow was part of the original cast announcement and hasn't been mentioned since. Now, his character's name in the film may have been revealed. Our friends over at MakingStarWars.net are hearing that Sidow's character is named Lore Santeca. Huh. Hmm. I have to say, I do like this name. It has a very Star Warsy. Uh, it, it has. Are you very, reading or is this your? I'm reading. Okay. I'm reading. Uh, it has a very Star Warsy. From the looks of it, it doesn't seem that Sidow is going to have a huge role in The Force Awakens. It is odd that we have seen slash heard so little about the role of a legendary actor like Sidow is playing. If you're interested in spoilers and want to know what Sidow's role is rumored to be, keep reading. 
If you don't like spoilers, stop reading now. <laughs> this is your spoiler <laughs> alert. Yeah. <laughs> give me give me the uh, Shocktobers. Laura Santeki. I can always count on you. <laughs> Is that right the name Laura Santeki? Uh Laura Santeka. Oh, Teka. Yeah. And up okay, here's the spoiler. Shocktober uh, <laughs> <Shocktober> edition. <laughs> Two spoilers back to back. <laughs> For Shocktober. Up. <laughs> oh, God. Would, this show would be shit without you, dude. Oh, thank you. It really thank would. You. It would be seriously. Like, it's a piling. It's like a pile of shit right now. Yeah. But without you, steaming pile of shit. <laughs> That's, that's the highest compliment I've ever got. <laughs> With you, just your regular old pile of shit. Jake, you make a steaming pile of shit into a regular pile of shit. <laughs> you do. Oh, you do. Oh, that warms the cockles yes. of my heart. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's that fucking rumor. <laughs> oh, yeah. I oh, yeah. forgot about that. Yeah, back to that. Up until now, we had been referring to Sidow's role by its rumored code name, the Vicar. I've never heard that. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's first it's for new, me too. new for me. The Vicar, aka Laura Santeca, is believed to be the one on Jakku who gets Luke Skywalker's lightsaber after it falls from space. He then calls Poe Dameron and the Resistance to come pick it up. So basically, this is this is how it works out. He calls Space Nine One One. Exactly. He's, he's like Drax on the phone, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, he's like, "Hey, Ronan, come get me, bitch." Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the first thing that happens is you know, like uh, fucking you know, Chicken Little's looking up at the sky and shit, and the stars aren't falling. But oh, a fucking lightsaber falls down. Oh, here it is. I got a lightsaber it fell on Jakku because everything else is falling on Jakku, right? Yeah, apparently. They got a big star destroyer that falls there, and then yeah. like all of a sudden, like Max von Sydow gets in the head like he's fucking like Donk. Donk. whoa shit I'm fucking Isaac Newton sitting under a fucking apple tree and boom a lightsaber hits me on the fucking head and now I've got a fucking lightsaber and so now he's like chilling with a lightsaber and he's like you know what you know who I'm gonna get on the horn I'm gonna I'm gonna call my buddy Poe yeah. po he's Dameron. the greatest X-wing, X-wing fighter in the galaxy I'm gonna, I'm gonna give him a call you know I'm gonna call him on my fucking like you know sprint phone or whatever the fuck yeah, yeah. and so he calls like you know fucking you know yeah this is stupid hey Poe saw you next Machina you were great yeah <laughs> <laughs> wanna come pick this lightsaber up alright so he, he then calls Poe Dameron in the resistance to come pick it up he's like yeah like like on the lightsaber itself it says like if found please yeah. call Poe <laughs> <laughs> like, there's, like there's a fucking number there. <laughs> like, like it's <laughs> he calls space four one one. Like Poe Dameron has like some kind of like what are those things called? Those label makers? Oh. Yeah. Like yeah. If you're uh, ruining this movie for me, <laughs> if you don't sell it, I'll buy it. way too much. <laughs> so Max von Sydow he gets on the horn. He says, you know, hey Poe, gotta pick this up. <laughs> Unfortunately. The First Order also arrives on Jakku looking for the lightsaber. Shit. Uh, they must have intercepted that phone call. Yeah. Uh, Lor Santeca gives the lightsaber to Poe. Lor Santeca, of course, is Max von Sydow's character. Mm-hmm. Gives the lightsaber to Poe before he is confronted and ultimately killed by Kylo Ren. Oh, shit. This all happens within the first 15 minutes of the film. Nice. 
Are you guys buying this or no. not? No. I'm still not a fan of the whole we're starting the movie out with Luke's lightsaber falling <laughs> through space. Yeesh. Well, the first rumor that we heard is like his hand was attached to it. <laughs> instead of a star destroyer. I forgot about that. Yes, yeah. I forgot yes. about that. Yes, instead of us seeing like a star destroyer flying in space, we see <laughs> it's <laughs> like spaceball. <laughs> we see Luke's hand flying around in space with a fucking lightsaber. Wow. All right, maybe. No. no. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fuck that rumor. I right? hope not. Yeah, that rumor sucks. All right, fuck that rumor. That rumor hurts my dick hole. Dude, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if there's like one rumor that my dick hole's rejecting right yeah. now, that Just one. Just that one. <laughs> I, would rather, I would rather you try to shove news in my dick hole and see that as the opening of eight, yeah. episode seven. Newsies. Okay, guys, back in August, <laughs> you guys you guys are probably... Fucking <laughs> Back in August, you guys will remember this. J.J. Abrams, he was talking to Empire, and he said this. Kylo Ren is not a Sith. He works under Supreme Leader Snoke, who is a powerful figure on the dark side of the Force. Now, as soon as that fucking like quote came out, like nobody was like really focusing on the fact that he wasn't a Sith. I, I, we were, yeah. yeah. But on the flip side, everybody's like Supreme Leader Snoke. Who's that? Who's that? Who's that? Who's that? But like, that, it's pretty revealing that you know he's saying Kylo Ren is not a Sith. Yeah, it is super revealing. Super revealing. Like, are you buying that though? Maybe at the beginning he's not a Sith. I'm hoping he's not. Yeah. I'm hoping he's not. So, which leads me to my next rumor. The theory comes from Jermaine Lassier from io9.com. And this is what he says. Basically, the idea is this. Kylo Ren, over the course of Star Wars, The Force Awakens, and maybe beyond, is trying to either clone or resurrect Darth Vader. Oh, wow. What could lead my mind down this dark path? A lot of things. First up, J.J. Abrams has made a point to reveal Kylo Ren is obsessed with Vader, has modeled his mask after him, and more. Now, guys, we know we read the Entertainment Weekly article mm-hmm. where, you know, we know that Kylo Ren, J.J. comes out and says, yeah, he's a Vader obsessive. Yeah, he does. So, I mean, this kind of lines up with that. He says, uh, goes on to say, the movie explains the origins of the mask and where it's from, but the design was meant to be a nod to the Vader mask. Um, that's, that's a quote from Abrams. Yeah. He says, Ren is well aware of what's come before, and that's very much a part of the story of the film. Another quote from Abrams. So, back to the article, Ren's awareness of the past is part of the film. We've also heard that Ren may, in fact, be collecting Vader relics. Remember the shot in the trailer of Darth Vader's burnt mask taken from the fires of Endor? Well, who or what is holding that mask, and for what reason? Possibly Ren, and possibly because he's a collector. The mask is not only is not the only Vader leftover we've seen in the film either. Princess Leia and Finn have both been spotted with Anakin Skywalker's lightsaber. The one Luke got in A New Hope and lost in The Empire Strikes Back. If Ren is a collector, that sure would be a nice piece to go with his Darth Vader mask. Now, do you guys remember the voice from that fucking figure when they push that button on that figure and he says, that is my weapon? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Could that be the weapon he's referring to? Hmm, that's, a, that's an interesting theory. 
Okay. Is Ren after that lightsaber? It's possible. One of the Kylo... Yeah, exactly. That's He says, that weapon is mine. So that's what he's talking about. Or is he talking to Finn, Ray, Leia, or someone else who has Anakin's old lightsaber? <laughs> I think it is the saber. I, I could see that. So let's assume Ren is collecting Vader relics. Is it just because he's a fan? Does Kylo <laughs> Ren love Darth Vader as much as we do? Is Ren one of the many people lining up for Force Friday events on Coruscant? <laughs> Maybe. But being someone who uses the Force, he probably wants more than cool things to put on a shelf. Kylo Ren is not a Sith, confirmed by J.J. Abrams, but that's obviously a status he aspires to. Ren may think by collecting pieces of Vader, he'll be able to absorb his power and learn from him. The Force never really goes away, right? That's one of the most logical conclusions drawn by this evidence. But let's take it further. Maybe there's some futuristic technology that Ren believes can bring Vader back to life with these relics. We know cloning is possible. Mm-hmm. Hello, Attack of the Clones. Yeah. yeah. We also know Supreme Chancellor Palpatine, a.k.a. Darth Sidious, fooled Anakin Skywalker into believing the dark side could bring someone back from the dead. What if he wasn't lying? Or what if Ren had just been fed the same line of crap as Anakin was? Here's some more, albeit less direct evidence. In Chuck Wendig's new novel, Star Wars Aftermath, one of the first set after The Return of the Jedi, there are several hints that could lend themselves to this theory. In Chapter 18, a mysterious evil character named Tashu says this to his hostage, Wedge Antilles. Did you know that Sith Lords could sometimes drain the Force energy from their captives, siphoning life from them, and using it to strengthen their connection to the dark side, extending their own lives as well, so that they could live for centuries beyond their intended expiration. Hmm. Mm. That's fascinating. Is that potentially something Darth Vader could have done? Or is it something Kylo Ren is going to try from the Sith Lord himself? Maybe but there's more. Guys, let's stop here real quick. Have you guys gotten that far in Aftermath? I no, haven't. Not yet. Okay. No. Have you? I haven't. No, no unfortunately. Uh, an interlude chapter set on planet Taurus features a character selling a red lightsaber he believes to be Darth Vader's to a group calling themselves Acolytes of the Beyond. These fanatics of the dark side and collectors pay dearly for the saber with the plan to return it to its master in death. Creepy. Also, what's on the wall? A stencil of a familiar Sith Lord's helmet with the phrase beneath it reading, Vader lives. Oh, <laughs> like Frodo lives. So, in the canon of Star Wars, there are characters who believe Vader lives and are collecting his lightsaber to return him in death. There's a rumor going around about an Episode Seven specific Darth Vader toy that'll be released at some point. But most of the time, you can't trust toys for spoilers. It's still worth mentioning, though. Another possibility, maybe the resurrection of Darth Vader isn't literal. Maybe Ren knows Luke Skywalker is still out there and wants to tempt him. Hmm. The prevailing rumor about Luke in this film is that he's isolated himself from the rest of his friends because he's scared of his powers. Hmm. We don't know if that's true. But we do know Lucasfilm is being ultra-secretive about Luke's role in the movie. 
If Luke's fear is true and uh, is true, though, maybe Kylo Ren is collecting Vader relics as a gift. Maybe his plan is to bring them to Luke Skywalker, present them as evidence of his father's legacy, and ask him to help. Help Ren learn the ways of the dark side as master and apprentice. Maybe Luke Skywalker becomes Darth Vader. So that's the theory. It's crazy out there, filled with what-ifs and wild speculation, but it's oddly plausible. It's even more plausible when you where when you when you think of this twist. Does a new Franken Vader share the beliefs of old Vader or has his redemption and return of the Jedi stuck? Ren wouldn't be aware that at the end of his life, Darth Vader once again became Anakin Skywalker. Only only Luke knows that Vader's return in any way might end up being a good thing for our heroes, or it could be the worst thing imaginable. Just the idea, long shot though, it may be unlocks a wealth of possibilities. Hmm. I think he kind of blew apart his own theory by the end there. Yeah, I agree. Like, it was all sounding legit until he brought up the fact that at the last moment, Vader turned back to the light. Well, and the fact that since then, Luke has been able to communicate with the Force ghost of his father. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, who has gone to the light side. I mean, you... If you're a force ghost now, you've got to believe that you're part of the light side, right? Yeah, he looks, he looks great at the end of Return of the Jedi. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Looking good. Yeah. yeah. And even, you know, the last version, he looks like uh, Hayden Christian. <laughs> oh, even better. That. Yeah, even sexier. Right? Yeah. So, you know. yeah, I think he kind of poked holes in his own theory there. Yeah. Yeah, that's the only thing that I'm not buying. But do you think on the flip side, though, that. I love the lightsaber stuff. Yeah, do you think that, that, that that's his goal is to bring do you think that they're going to okay, do you think that they're going to go that route that they're teasing the fact that he's going to try to bring back Darth Vader? Mm-hmm. Do you think that that's it? Do you think that they're going to tease that? Guys, in Lord of the Rings, they tease that they're going to bring back Sauron. Yes. Do we ever get Sauron back? No. No. I think it's more plausible that he's going to tease Luke with these items. Mm. I buy that more than the actual. Res- he thinks he's going to resurrect Vader. Okay. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't see any Vader resurrection in any of these films. I don't think that's going to happen. But as a fanatic, yeah, he's going to be collecting the items and taking them for himself, and trying to become as close to that as he possibly can. Never really fulfilling that. You know what I'm saying? So that might be part of his story. He. Wants to be Vader so bad, but he never becomes Vader. He wants to be a Sith. He's never going to be a Sith. If he's a Vader obsessive, though, and you know that cloning is possible, and he's collecting all these things, part of me believes that maybe... I don't know. I don't know if we'll ever see Vader again, mm-hmm. per se, but like maybe like that's his goal, is to like bring Vader back. And he needs Luke's... I don't know. Maybe he needs Luke's DNA or something. I don't know. Yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting. Hmm. I, I kind of see where you're coming from, but I still agree with Jay that I don't think he'll f- get through that plan. So you don't think – well, well, well. I, I don't think that the plan – I'm not saying that the plan's going to come to fruition. Yeah. But is there a possibility that, like, like that's his end goal? Like that's, I, I could see that. that I, that's what he wants is to bring back Vader. That, that is a possibility, that they tease I think. It. And I, I think it's a good point that the guy made about 
no one but Luke knowing that Vader turned good at the end anyway. Right. So I think Luke could really blow Kylo Ren's mind by letting him know the truth of Vader's final fate. And yeah. that, that could drive Kylo Ren fucking crazy mm. angry. Yeah, yeah. Knowing that the person he's been so obsessed about at the last minute turned to the light side. Luke might be the most important relic in the movie. Yeah. Luke himself. Because we've also heard that Luke has not been around for the past, like, you know, 20 plus years. Mm-hmm. And people are looking for Luke. Right. Yeah. So Luke might be the most important relic of all for Kylo. I agree. And so, like, his knowledge. So, I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. God, I cannot wait for fucking Force Awakens. I cannot fucking wait for this fucking movie. Three more months. Seriously, I would no. I would give my fucking left testicle to watch this fucking movie right now. <laughs> I would give your left testicle to watch it too. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Jake. Thanks for making sacrifices, you son of a bitch. Slice it off myself. <laughs> I bet you would. <laughs> hey, guys. You know what it's time now for? Hmm. Been waiting the whole episode for it. I have. It's time for a Pete's Tweets. Oh, oh nice. Better hear this. <laughs> All right, Pete's Tweets this week. Pete, being Mr. Topical this week, keeping it Star Wars, says, at PC Leftovers, the rumor is Hayden will be back for Episode 8. Talking about Hayden Christian Church. Yeah. He'll be back for Episode 8. I think it's a stupid idea. Force Ghost or Flashback, your guys' thoughts. Now, guys, let me go over a little bit of the news here, and then I'm going to get your thoughts about this fucking shit. Uh, A team in the U.K. are soon heading to the U.S. to begin training. This is the rumor that they're going to be training Hayden Christensen for a Star Wars Episode 8 appearance of some sort. I have heard... I have a hard time thinking they will need Christensen to train for Star Wars if he's... I think this... Yeah, this comes from Cosmic Book News. I have a hard time thinking they would need Christensen to train for Star Wars if he's simply a ghost. He is still physically fit. To me, the rumor almost points towards some resurrection of Darth Vader's story idea or perhaps a flashback. It makes... It all hard to imagine. It also, it also seems to be very different from the anti-prequel marketing going on for Star Wars The Force Awakens. I suppose The Force Awakens could be a confidence builder, which could in turn allow them to bring back a prequel era actor uh, when appropriate to their story and not have too many older fans jump ship. We should see if these rumors have legs sooner than later, with both films filming right now in various degrees. If... Christensen is filming Darth Vader sequences for 8, why not for Rogue One 2 if he is to be the man in the suit for the new film? We've heard the rumors that they've built a Darth Vader suit for Rogue One. Which makes sense. Which makes sense because Vader is still a prominent character in that time period. As for episode 8, this is 100% stupid and fucking bullshit. I'm 100% behind (laughs) Pete. And saying, flashback or not, this is fucking stupid. Fuck this rumor. Yeah. And I think it's it's dumb. Yeah. I mean, Hayden's one of the biggest things people complain about when it comes to the prequels. Mm-hmm. So, like, their point about if they build the confidence with fans for Episode Seven could allow them to bring back a prequel character, why would they choose that one? Right. The one most people fucking hate. 
He's changed. Yeah. <laughs> He's gotten so much better lately in all his films. Has he? Which has been none. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I haven't, I haven't seen him in anything. No, he hasn't really done shit either. since Star Wars. Oh, he's in that new Nicolas Cage movie recently. Ah, there you go. Oh, there you, there go. you go. Took the world by storm. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's no, there's no reason to. And like, if, if you're gonna bring him back, like, is it gonna be a lot of shots as him without the Vader outfit on? You know, is he gonna, I'm a fresh clone. Look at me. Remember me, guys? No, I don't think so. At all. I think maybe Rogue One. I think maybe they're I mean, using it for that. And I think people honestly, are getting fucking confused about it, what's filming. I think it's hard to even show him, like, even in, in, in the saga films, as far as, like, even if they showed him as a Force ghost. I think that, that George Lucas has fucked that up for us now. You'll laugh when you see him. Because, because like, in the originals, we saw, like, the original actor who played him at the end. Yeah. And now we've seen Hayden Christensen with the new... Lucas improvements. Yeah. Maybe that's a reason that the rumors that Disney's going to release the classic trilogies, though. Mm-hmm. Maybe they want to remake those to canon. Hard saying. Do you guys... Okay, okay, okay. I think we all agree that we're not going to see Hayden Christensen in yeah, any of these films. Yeah, I don't films. think so. I don't think so. Guys, are we going to see any actors come back from the prequels? Are we going to see any of them? Are we going to see... Guys, and the two that I'm kind of going to bring up are... Okay, number one, let's talk about let's talk about human characters, like okay. real people. Okay. Are we gonna ever see Mace Windu again? Are we ever gonna see Ewan McGregor again? Uh I think there's a bigger chance of Ewan McGregor. Well, yeah, of course, because Mace Windu dies. Yeah. And Mace Windu of course Samuel Jackson's gonna look older now. And Ewan McGregor's shown so much interest in it too. Sure. Mm-hmm. And he's still a fan favorite. Yeah. Okay. Will we ever see any alien creatures that we saw? in the prequels make any sort of appearance. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw a Tordarian at some point. What is that? Uh, what Watto is. Watto. Okay. See, my problem with that is that he was 100% CG, yeah. and it feels like that now that they're on Jakku, and now that J.J. Abrams is involved in the project, that most of the alien creatures that I've seen, other than Lupita Nyong'o's character, who I haven't seen yet, mm-hmm. are props. They're actual physical characters. They're people done in makeup. Like even we know that you know Simon Pegg's character is like uh, he's in prosthetic. Yeah. So it's like I know Lupita Nyong'o. I think her, she's like 100 percent yeah. CG. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, well, the thing you're not going to see the CG characters though until we get so close to the thing. You know, well, sure. On filming, all you're going to see is the real stuff. Yeah, we. I've seen concept art of what she may. I've seen that look too. Like. It's weird. But you know, like what other creatures? Yeah, but like, yeah, I was thinking, like, if you're gonna make up a creature, like, if you're gonna say a creature, it'd be like, like a Watto type character, yeah. like, or like a Sebulba. What, what was his character? The- a Doug. A Doug. I like the Tordarians, though. I think they're interesting how they um, mm-hmm. aren't affected. They're like the huts and that the Jedi mind Jedi tricks don't affect don't them. Yeah. And so that brings an yeah. interesting level to them. I always, yeah. Watto's one of my favorite creatures from the prequels. I liked Watto too. I did too. I'm a Tordarian. Jedi mind tricks don't work on me. He's very mm-hmm. Italian. <laughs> That's a spicy meatball. Yeah. Fabrizio. Yeah. Fabrizio. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Doug would be cool though. I could see seeing a Doug. Yeah, I don't know. I'm uh, I'm wanting to see a lot of new creatures on Jakku. It's just like me too. Me too. I'm wanting to see that, but yeah, I I, I could see them. 
I could see them doing that possibly. Who knows? I, I just I wonder. I wonder. It's like th- that's the thing that I wonder is like I want I want to know like what JJ is going to put in this. Is it going to be all new stuff? Are they really going to just try to like wipe the prequels? I mean, like, will we ever see another Gungan again? Uh, I ever. highly doubt that. Ever, or will they ever mention the Gungans again? Will there ever be a mention of the Gungans again? Or Seems is it like unlikely? Or is it just like is it like that dirty part of the Star Wars universe that they're just ashamed of? You know, it's yeah. like that time that you got caught masturbating by your mom. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you don't want ever to relive that again. Like you know, you're jacking off and shit, and like mom. Comes comes downstairs and boom oh she catches you i still think you could see those things like star wars is famous for having (laughs) scenes with like a bunch of aliens in one scene you know like like the cantina scene or the the java's palace scene yeah or even in the prequels like the the pod race audience is that fan service because are there fans of the prequels i know there with you there is but i mean like you know like i can understand fan service yeah. And I'm not saying like, and Ryan Drost, I know he posted this on Star Joe's. Is like, is fan service a bad thing? Well, sometimes I think it can be, especially if you're paying fan service to fucking the prequels. Yeah, I'd be fine. I want to see it. Uh, to me, all those aliens are still canon and they exist in the Star Wars universe. The only fan service that I want to see is fucking Jar Jar's dead carcass in the desert. <laughs> oh, I don't want to see that at all. Misa thinks is that'd be a great <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Yeah, stomped on by a Misa walker out on that. <laughs> so yeah, it's interesting though. That's a good, I like that question. Yeah, what aliens from the prequels could make an appearance? I hope none. That's my opinion. I hope none. I don't want to relive any of that. I want a fresh fucking thing, which is what I'm looking at. What aliens from the classic trilogy do you think we'll see sooner than later? Hmm. What about like Tuscan Raiders? What about hmm. like Gormarian guards? Yeah, good morning, guards. <laughs> are we going to see any of those? Again? I don't think so, man. Mm. These are all new planets, even though they're pretty similar to... You got to imagine, though, at some point we'll go back to Tatooine. Now, will we ever see another hut? Uh, the, I don't think that we will see huts again. I don't feel like I we're going to see any we're going to see huts again. Yeah. Um, will we ever see another Tauntaun? I think that we will get a, we will get mention of huts, yes. but I don't think that we're going to see huts again. Um, Tauntauns, uh, it depends on like. I don't think they're going to be going back to Hoth. Will we ever see another Ewok? <laughs> With them getting the mask, that is on Endor. So the mask is on Endor. Yeah, but. I don't, I personally don't think they're going to revisit any of that shit. I, I think it's better, you know, you're suiting them better to leave it yeah. in those movies. The, the quotes from Ryan yeah. Johnson that came out this past week when he was talking about Star Wars Episode Nine, it was not that revealing, but he was just talking about like how how vast the Star Wars universe really is, and I mean. When he says things like that, it makes me think, like, we may not revisit everything because it's, like, it's such a vast universe. We haven't been to every planet. We haven't seen every alien. We haven't – you know what I mean? It's, like, they can introduce so much more into the canon of Star Wars. But on the flip side, I can understand, like, Jake saying, like, but you need it to feel Star Wars. Yeah, and it's real easy to just, like, the aliens themselves are traveling all over the place, too. Yeah. So what the fuck? A Twi'lek is in a bar that they show up in. Yeah. Or just whatever the fuck, you know? Yeah. I mean, like, on the flip side, like, you know, like, Zeb's fucking 
race of uh, aliens, <laughs> like from Star Wars Rebels. Like yeah. if I saw one of those in the movies, I'd fucking flip the fuck out. Yeah, and I'd I would just too. Be like, Holy fucking shit. Or like if we're like seeing like or for some reason like Star Wars episode eight brings us back to fucking Tatooine and fucking the Jawas have fucking like chopper there, I'd be like, Oh my god, holy shit, that's fucking chopper. And you know what I mean? Just little things like that would drive me crazy. You wanna know who my what my least favorite alien in all six Star Wars movies is? Do you mm. have a guess? Least favorite alien Reavies. in all six. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Of the Star Wars movies. Jay, do you have a guess? Uh, Reeves, Eevees, whatever. What, what's he, Larva Eyes. What's he in? Uh, he's, uh, I think he might be named Yak Face in Return of the Jedi. He's, oh, no, no. He's got that's like the Yarva Eyes. He's my least He's favorite. from episode two. Oh, okay. So Attack of the Clones. It's that stupid fucking diner yeah. owner. Oh, yeah. The fucking guy who's got, like, the grease all over his shirt yeah, and shit like yeah. that. Yeah, and he's yeah. like, extra set of hands. It's like, oh, we'll give him four hands. Yeah. Now he's an alien. Yeah. An alien diner in a 60s galactic diner. They used him as, like, a bad... Or, like, they used one of his species as, like, a bad Jedi in the Clone Wars, right? Did they? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I didn't remember that. Yep. They, like they did side. what now? He, he the, like one of his species was like a bad Jedi general that turned to the dark side. He was a Jedi general and then turned to the dark side. In yeah. what, same in, species? I think his name is guy. Dax. Yeah. In what? In what? What? In the Clone Wars. Oh, in the Clone cartoon Wars. series. Okay. Yeah. Is it something like that? It's okay. like something like that in Episode Two. It's like General I, Dax or some shit. Yeah. I thought that the, his species it was like another guy that opened like a competing diner, but like <laughs> they got like a dark diner. Bad food reviews and like people yeah. were getting food. Poisoned. I'm sure he got great food reviews <laughs> already. So, I hate that fucking alien. I hope we never see that again. Yeah, that's awful. A lot I of bad aliens that. in the prequels, in my opinion. <laughs> I didn't like the the, the what was it the Obi Wan Kenobi when he was riding that fucking like. Oh, I love that thing. I love that thing. That thing with like. Yeah, that weird little like iguana looking yeah. lizard. I like that a lot. In the grievous chase scene, you're talking. Yeah, you would. You liked yeah, it. I love that. Yeah. God damn yeah. it, Jake. Yeah, you would. I love that thing. Yeah, you would. Fuck her. Big fan. I love Grievous too. Oh, I hate Grievous. Oh, I love Grievous, and I love Christopher Lee, but I hate Count Dooku. Yeah. Oh, I like I like Count Dooku. I hate CGI too. Count Dooku. <laughs> I don't like I don't like the name Dooku. Yeah, oh, pretty yeah. bad name. Dooku sounds like Dookie. Lucas is like Dookie. Dookie's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Your George Lucas impressions. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. All right, guys, I'm done. I want to go home. Yeah, I'm hungry. Yeah, people listen to stupid content and stupid shit. Yep. Idiots. Content. Fucking morons. Content. Hey, yeah, remember to give us a five-star review on iTunes. Yep. Give, give us, us a, a five-star review on other people's podcasts. Yeah, sure. Too. Give us, yeah, or give us a one-star. I don't give a shit. All right? We like no, the challenge. No, not at all. Fuck them. You guys ready to end this bitch? Yeah, I'm hungry. I'm going to stick and shake it up. Uh, all right, just like all good lifters say on their doggy bags, whatever, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how you say it. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait. Wait. What a twist. Yeah, nice. nice. All right, see you little fuckers next yeah. week. <laughs> I just don't care anymore. Yeah, no. I, you know what? <laughs> Thank you.
Fuck it. It's long overdue. Fuck these mics. It's long overdue. Fuck that headphone. Fuck this show. I've seen Jay do that before, to be fair. Alright, we'll see you next week. Or not. Who gives a shit? Yeah. I'm out of here. Fuck this. Yeah, Jake's jiggling the keys. He's gone. Thanks for listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. Congratulations. I don't know how you did it. I couldn't do it. You people need a t-shirt saying, I just listened to two hours of nonsensical crap. Anyway, if you'd like to reach the Pop Culture Leftovers cast, you can email them at comments at popcultureleftovers.com. You can also follow them on Twitter at PC Leftovers or like their Facebook page. They'd love to hear from you. They're all pretty sad and lonely. One of them is homeless. But I didn't say that. There's already like 7 million podcasts Talking about pop culture and all that Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat But it's all been done before and we don't want to be a copycat We're the leftovers picking up the scraps Dropped by the cool kids it, it, It's a trap! Toss it, good and taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, clean, erase it, let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over, counterculture, push over, pop culture, leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said, leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this, pop culture leftovers. Podcasts that are original and good. Have already been done before, so we should separate the wheat from the shaft. And we're the shaft, the crap, even though we're the shit. Woo! We're the leftovers picking up the scraps, dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good and toss it, good and taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's fix it, can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over, counterculture, pushover, pop culture, leftovers. And with the uncool kids. What's to say has already been said Leftovers Pretty sure that the only talent Is the band that's singing this Pop culture leftovers Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't erase it, let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over, counterculture, pushovers, pop culture, leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said, leftovers. Pretty sure the only talent is the band that's singing this, pop culture, leftovers.